Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Overreaction Monday, November 6, 2023. This sports program starts now. Football it was awesome this past weekend, and the NFL Sunday slate was fantastic. From 9:30 all the way to midnight, we had games to follow along with, with storylines building all over the league. Now, there's been a couple teams at the top who've certainly risen and mm-hmm. continue to dominate teams that are in their conference. And then there's been a couple new storylines. How about the Phenom down in Houston? How about the big matchup in Philly? How about the Bengals and Bills for old school and new school AFC supremacy? It's all that and more all day today. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Plus, shout out to the folks at Verizon. Obviously, Verizon's an absolute dog of a coverage company. They serve over... uh, Uh, 250 million. Or something like that. 300, 220s. What? What? Whatever the case, we have the stats, I believe. uh, What is the stat? How many people in... 200 million or something like that? Yeah, uh, funny enough, the new stats don't have the old stats. Oh! Uh, yeah. I know it's like 220 because I always think like there's 230 in the U.S. or something like that. I'm like, pretty damn cool. They got everybody. Yeah. Shout out to Verizon. We appreciate the hell out of them and shout out to you. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Sweet shirt there. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's a cat in space, just well, like all of us. Well, just like Coach Saban <laughs> said, it's all about the cats that you have on your team whenever you're, mm-hmm. you know, analytics saying are you going to go for it on fourth down? Are you going to spike it with mm-hmm. 11 seconds left? Uh, Are you going to throw? Who knows? One half of the hammer. Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Tone, feels like the public got back in good graces here, uh, betting-wise. Yeah, the big ones, uh, the Chiefs, the Eagles, they all covered. They took care of it. Bengals, they they, they all took care of it. Um, You know, might be one of the reasons why we had one of the hottest gamblers of all time on the show on Friday, so... Shane Gillis? Yeah. Shane Gillis was fantastic. Absurd. Called the Kenneth Gainwell Tud, which was like a plus 400. Gabe Davis had zero receptions. He said he was going to go for two <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. Aside from that, he continues to stack up wins whenever he's calling games. Shout out to him and shout out to the public getting back on the right mm-hmm. track because sports books were taking our money. Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. They were starting to take everybody's money. Now the public's starting to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And joining us on stage every Monday through Wednesday, nine-year NFL vet, Darius J. Butler. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, let's dive right into it. I think the 415 matchup at the Eagles and Cowboys was obviously going to be highly hyped because it's an NFC East matchup. The Cowboys are involved. And also, there's big things on the line. This Philadelphia Eagles team can continue to be the wagon, or maybe the Cowboys bounce back in a big way, and they're back in the convo of supremacy of the NFC. Now, Dak throws for three touchdowns, has zero turnovers, did step out of bounds. Ooh, out of bounds. Had an opportunity, a couple of them, to get back and get a win. But he's playing against the best team in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's relive this game, shall we, as the world watched along. Kenneth Gainwell, plus 400. What was it to be first touchdown? Plus 2,000. Shane Gillis said you could have bet that, but instead, it's an early score strike for the Philadelphia Eagles over the Dallas Cowboys. The front flip bump, obviously sweet. This Ferguson fella, Fourth round pick out of Wisconsin is a dog oh, for yeah. this Dallas Cowboys team. They move on from Schultz to bring this guy in. Now Schultz had a big day <laughs> with the Houston Texans, but this Ferguson guy has become an absolute weapon mm-hmm. for Dak Prescott. Last week he had that sick catch over down the seam. Ned Turpin, who had a couple big returns, yeah, he did not a bad special teams day, is able to make a remarkable catch with a perfectly thrown ball D butt from Dak Prescott. It is. Mm-hmm. Dak didn't have a bad game. Obviously, a little flubs with the clock late, some things he could have done over, but uh, Dak didn't. 
didn't have a bad game at all. So now we're jousting. Now we're in the middle of it. 14-7, second quarter. Time for the brotherly shove, and it's another tud. We did watch a team just yesterday not be able to execute the brotherly shove. I forget which team it was, but it was literally a minute and a half before this one happened, where it was fourth and one, couldn't pick it up. Aaron Donald, I think, blew it up from underneath. But this is a weapon for this Philadelphia Eagles team. Every single game, they do it better than everybody else. 21-17, third quarter, second goal. Oh, A.J. Brown hiding out underneath, mm. running across. Stephon Gilmore couldn't catch up, D-Bud. Hey, so talented. Whenever you're running across that field, it's tough for the DBs. Obviously, Oop. Rece- Ooh, nice little alley. Like yeah. little recreation of the D-Wade, LeBron pick. Love that. But uh, just so much talent on this Eagles roster, up and down on both sides of the ball. A.J. Brown scoring tuds all over the place for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's on track to do something just remarkable. What is it? Yeah, so this is the first game in the last seven where he didn't have 125 uh reception yards, but that did break the record. Six straight games. Let's go to the fourth quarter. 28-17, 11-point spread. Obviously, the Cowboys are dead with how great the Eagles are playing. Did he get in on fourth and goal? Did he get in on fourth and goal? Pause. Pause. No, he did not. No, he did not. What a heartbreaker. What a perfectly man. thrown ball. Yep. The route could have just been about a half, yeah. a half mm-hmm. inch yeah. further, and it's a touchdown. But instead, Philadelphia Eagles get the ball back. No points for you, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they always talk about the NFL being a game of inches, football in general being a game of inches, and I think that gets a little overblown, but never more apparent than right there. Let's go back to the fourth quarter. Dallas Cowboys again in scoring position. First and goal. Dak scrambles. Finds. Absolute weapon in the back corner. Now, Dak Prescott played some incredible football. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the conversation is going to be about him letting the team down because he did have an opportunity to win it a couple times, but I saw great Dak. I saw good offense, too. Tolbert obviously runs Ooh. four different routes, gets a guy spun, and picks up a big touchdown debut. Yeah, he threw the last pass to Tolbert. We'll obviously get to it, which a lot of people are like, oh, why do you go to that matchup in the end? But Tolbert did make some plays, and Dak all season long has been using his legs more, throwing the ball and running the ball. Five-point so, spread after five that point. touchdown, 20. 23. Let's go for two to make it a field goal game. Dak oh. Prescott scrambling, scrambling, oh. has the edge. BG's not going to oh, get him. That a baby Dak. Way to get in. Huge. Way to get Way in. Oh, oh, no. Can't have it. Oh, no. So first to shoot a mic, shoot a mic, shoot a mic, shoot a mic, touchdown yep. is literally, they have what, eight points sitting on the board with a total of about a half yard or so for the Dallas Cowboys getting incredibly unlucky there in Philly. But you can't step out. That's that's on him, kind of like the Pickens one earlier this week where he could have got two feet in the end zone. You got to get that foot. You got to be aware of the sideline, especially that close to the end zone. 28-23, minute 22 left, fourth and eight. This, you would think, would be their last series with the ball. Man. Throws it to Tolbert again. Now everybody's talking about why you end up going to Tolbert. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing that? <laughs> CeeDee Lamb was one-on-one on the other side. Tolbert made a big play for him earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably thought it was the best opportunity. It was incomplete. Game's over, right? Sure. Think. Nope. Another three Not and out for the Eagles. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys get the ball back, and this time they're even closer to striking range. 28-23, first and 10. No timeouts. Can't get a sack. Oh, no. Mm, <laughs> take a sack. Ever sweat having a good time, way to go. Somebody on the sideline said, hey, well, hey, <laughs> we got to play football <laughs> still. We got to play football still. Dallas Cowboys come running back. They were all down in the end zone about 15, 20 yards that way. Had to turn around and run. That's another 60-yard sprint roughly. They choose not to spike it with 11 seconds left. Throw in a triple coverage, throw away. Clock stops at five seconds. Only one opportunity now. Your thoughts on that decision from Mike McCarthy? You know, could have spiked it. They tried to call a QB draw earlier, and it was a false start with no timeouts. That was terrible. Not really mad. 
mad at that play. They obviously could have spiked it, but you can also just go four verts and still have another shot in the end zone if it is in completion. So not too pissed off at that one. But uh, if it works, obviously, yeah. 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 brilliant. Because or you get a flag. You took advantage of a defense who thought you were going to spike it. Mm -hmm. So it could have been a little trickery. Yep. Not going to spike it. Ooh, we're actually running for it. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you go. Wait, let the boys get some air. What are you doing? Let the boys get some air if they want to run four goes. Let's go ahead and fix it. Mike McCarthy's past also tells us right. he's potentially mm -hmm. going to mess something up with clock management. I agree with the decision only because if it works, everybody says he's a genius. Yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world, obviously, because they did have another chance, but you also knew in hindsight after everything worked out like he was going to get crucified today he was going to get crucified after the game like you said it just there's so much stuff in his past that everyone was going to point yeah. to that if something negative happened last play of the game third and 26 can still get a first down on the one yard line although you have no time <laughs> because there's five seconds Dak back mm. completion not enough they basically just stacked the line at the goal line here anything smart. in front we don't care about right D-Bug yep smart just a picket fence right on that goal line keep it in front of you uh, obviously even if they get to the one yard line as long as you tackle them and balance it's over with game over yeah, it was great great game and a lot of people are maybe burying the Cowboys because of this I think I learned that the Cowboys may be better than we thought they were going to be yeah. and on the flip side this Philadelphia Eagles team now don't look now 8-1 yeah uh-huh 8-1 league leading I believe that is the best in the league yeah. yep. obviously looking for home field advantage and they've continued to just show up this Philadelphia Eagles team yeah unbelievable and you think about you know home field advantage and the places it matters Philly's one of those places and with the Niners mm -hmm. kind of going on that little schnai and obviously the Lions are still hanging around they were on the bye week but it feels like the Eagles have kind of cemented themselves as the best team in the NFC, as that number one team. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about their defense in comparison to last year, but their offense is rolling. It, it feels like no, no matter what, even when A.J. Brown has 61 yards, you would think, okay, maybe you know there's a close game. Dallas probably won. I mean, Devonta Smith, he had a good game. He, he scored a touchdown. So they can beat you in so many different ways. It, it more so just solidifies, like, yep, that's the best team in the NFL. Saw a lot of emotion out of Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. A little more than usual. A lot of motion. Yeah, 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 I appreciate it. I liked mm -hmm. it. And they obviously have the perfect time for the bye coming up. Let's go to the Sirianni family and see what they're doing during the bye. What do you want to do during the bye, girl? His daughter. You have, you have some time off, too. You got fall break this week. What do you want to do during this week? What's one thing you want to do during this week? Wait a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 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 this guy's a showman, buddy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Sirianni's a yes, showman. Yes, he is. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 isn't just about Chick-fil-A. Uh, it is obviously hanging out with your family, which I assume he's very excited to get into. It's also for the team to get rested and yeah, uh, maybe a chance to continue to look at what they're doing. What can we do differently? This Eagles team down the stretch is going to be a problem on the NFC side. We know that. Uh, get healthy, too, because Jalen Hurts, you know, I mean, he's been mm -hmm. toughing it out every single week, but it seems like he's had a couple, you know, different things kind of flare up. He obviously got banged up yesterday and came back in, but perfect timing for him to kind of get a, a week off and, and hopefully be closer to 100% yeah, for he, the stretch run. He seems to, I don't want to say recover quick, but last week we saw him, like, in the middle of a game, yeah, limp, limp yeah. and then he got back in the huddle, and two plays later, he was all the way. <laughs> yeah. Last last night, that thing, mm -hmm. I mean, he got hit sideways. Awkward. Thought he was tapping out. Yeah, for they sure. They called timeout, and he was, you're not, right? And he was, yeah, I'm actually not. I'm going back out there. <laughs> His shoes. He's a so dog. Cool, yeah. And yeah. The, those, the color of those that, That's what I was talking about. Like, it, they, they highlighted that – that's what I took away from when they were showing the knee or whatever, and then him jogging off as those are the coolest spikes I've ever seen. David. <laughs> and Jalen never wants to be photographed like this, obviously on camera. He was on his like 
all fours pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that's when I saw the shoes. I was like, damn, what what color are those? I don't even know what color they are. And is he going to get fined for those shoes? Worth it. If he's wearing yeah. those shoes, they look clean. Jalen Hurts, tough guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of what Jalen Hurts does for that team. Obviously, all of Philadelphia loves him as well. Uh, last night, big night in Cincinnati uh, yeah. for not only the storyline with DeMar Hamlin going back to the spot in which he was dead less than a year ago, Uh which is insane to think about. I couldn't even imagine the thoughts as he was walking into that stadium. There was video of him uh, from after the game, Mm -hmm. only person left in the stadium basically, going to the spot in which it all took place. I don't know if this was some closure for him or if it was something he wanted to experience and see how he felt, but he put out a tweet afterwards that said, you know, it was everything uh, for him. Y'all don't know the half of it, trust me. We don't. Couldn't even fathom. You know, I I don't know PTSD type thoughts or the emotions of it all kind of hitting you or remembering and seeing what took place. It's like, congrats, Tamar. Get over that. Proud of you, buddy. Proud of you, man. What a legendary tale that has inspired many people and I think opened our eyes to what is possible on a football field. And although it's very rare, it can take place. So going back in there, having that moment, obviously awesome. They get a win better. Yeah, yeah, I, I would yeah. assume that's what DeMar was thinking the entire time. Personally, this is this whole thing. We, I don't want to say we have to start wondering about this Bills team. It feels like, yeah. it was like maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't want to say we have to start wondering. <laughs> You've been but, sitting there for a month, buddy. It, what the, what is going <laughs> yeah. on? Now, this is a Bengals team that is very good. They are. Yes. Okay, yeah. this Bengals team is all the way back. Joey oh, Burrow yeah. dealing yet again. Mixon doing his thing. Yeah. And they talk about Mixon being the longest tenured running back out of after, after Henry, yeah. After Derrick Henry, it's a crazy yeah. stat to think about how long Mixon's been great there. But it's like this Bengals team, they start slow every single year. We have to question everything. Joe Burrow rarely is healthy during training camp or at the beginning. And I think there was maybe even something last night. That's like, But you just think about what they're able to do whenever they're rolling. And then Lou Anarumo just puts the brakes on the Buffalo Bills offense yeah. pretty much. Bills offense come or Cincinnati comes out easy. Bills offense comes out Easy. Mm-hmm. Then they do it again. And then Lou Anarumo said, hold on one second. Oh. Let's not do that anymore. Both sides of the ball at this exact time. You think Bengals are able to go win a Super Bowl at this point? Uh, they look like they can definitely uh, make a run. This is the team that we expected coming into the year. Both sides of the ball, Lou and all those guys returning on the defensive side of the ball, you know, look as good as they've looked um, ever as a group, even losing some guys, you know, this past offseason. And then offensively, more important, you talked about Joe. Joe Burrow finally being healthy, being able to ask him after the game, what's it like, hey, I can actually run now. Been under the center more, running under the center more with Joe Mixon. T. Higgins finally had his kind of oh, breakout yeah. game, first yeah. one really of the year. Jamar Chase is always going to be a weapon. Tyler Boyd's still doing his thing. So um, when you play this team, even if your offense don't bring a game, the defense can hold the team to 17 points. Defense maybe been a little bit. The offense can put up 31 if they need to. So um, this is one of the most balanced teams in the league right now. And that atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. Not easy to play in Cincy. No, you know, not at all. Herbie was there last night. Obviously, I got some videos sent uh, both on X and on you know personal. It's like the Cincinnati faithful, whenever their team's rolling, Great. Mm-hmm. Elite, some would say. And they know it. They yeah. know what they have right now. And yet again, this Bengals team, because of how they started, obviously moving to five and three, they have chips, right? Yeah, Counted out them. yet again. It's mm-hmm. almost like a perfect scenario for this Bengals team. Yeah, yeah, after the first four weeks, if you were to say, yeah, the Bengals are going to go beat Seattle, San Fran, and then Buffalo <laughs> in a row, 
back to back to back, there would probably be, I don't know, I, I definitely would have been saying there's no chance in hell that's going to happen, especially because of how terrible they look. But to your point about the fans, what they did with the stripes in the stands. Sick. Like, that's a so, college atmosphere. Exactly, yeah. College I feel like that's that. impossible to kind of coordinate, especially at the NFL late, uh, level. And having the orange and black stripes kind of line the stadium, and they did the you know 360-foot view from above, that looked incredible. And the Paycor Stadium thing behind all, in the Bengals colors, and then they had a light show, laser show beforehand. Yeah. It's like, the Bengals... Kind of dope. They got yeah. something. <laughs> kind of four, four in a row for them, right? Kind of dope. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. who they beat is the real. Yeah. is a real deal team. You know, start with the Niners. Now you got the Bills as another team you beat, and I think they just think it's normal. And if you start talking about the overall AFC picture, obviously the Chiefs get another win in Germany, although yeah. it didn't look great. Now you got people questioning. We worried they just beat the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a whole. Other. But the one team that nobody's really chatting about in the AFC, kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Weirdly quiet. Mm-hmm. Too quiet. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Joining us now, fresh off a two-sack game, a man who represents LDS, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. Brother. How are you? Yes. I'm great. Usually I would have, like, went crazy, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure the connection was good. We're good. So let me give you that hype. I appreciate y'all. I hope over Reaction Monday is elite for you guys. So much content, stuff to talk about. I love you guys. Okay, let's talk about it. West Virginia just smacked <laughs> BYU right in the, You hear me? Just like this. Just BYU's right here. West Virginia's right here. Somebody on the internet can make it. It was just get the hell out. But I will say, I will say, the BYU kids, players, ran out with a West Virginia flag, with the BYU flag. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, stuck around for country roads. Ultimate, consummate respect for the BYU Cougars and how they handled it all. But we beat, I mean, the living shit out of you guys. It was awesome for West Virginia, Kyle. Yeah, good for you guys. I'm glad we did not bet. Um, I didn't know the the young kid was going to get thrown in there. I thought they were going to go with Slovis, but... Threw him into the fire, and boy, did it not go well, but that's okay. Um, if I was on the team, I would have went to the locker room. There's no respect after an ass whooping. Okay. Like All right. Well, Kyle, I can respect that, and we appreciate you. And shout out to BYU. We understand Morgantown's a tough place to play and everybody in Utah. Anyways, let's move forward now. There was a tweet that you put out the day that you came in here and uh, hosted alongside of me. You said, even though I want to play, first sentence, even though I want to play, I'm still blessed. To be with the gang today at the Pat McAfee Show is truly an honor. Hope to be back soon if they shall have me back. They shall, pal. Yeah. They put you on the practice squad over there in Baltimore. I assume just to see if you were still in shape and if you could adapt. You have since then. We have a graphic with how you've done here since joining the Baltimore One force fumble. What? 20 quarters. Five sacks. What? Six games. What? Is that good? Why has it been this way with you going to Baltimore? And how how was it that nobody really thought you were going to be able to get back into the NFL motivation-wise? You know, that's a good question. I think about it all the time. I, I tune in, I, you know, I put on my DJ Khaled kind of, you know, mantra and say, they didn't believe in us, but God did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and honestly, I just think it comes with the nature of the NFL. They see it. 32-year-old guy, they probably think he's washed, blah, 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 blah. And I just think they don't watch film like they should. I truly believe that. I don't think they put the time and effort to watch film. 
And, you know, you go back and watch the film. I ended up last year with five sacks in the last five games. And I'm going to keep continue that streak of keep balling this year. And I've made plays everywhere I've gone. doesn't matter what team. I make plays and I try to elevate my teammates and win games. Let's, and, I'll, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, talk your shit. You deserve it. We're very thankful and pumped for you. We loved you here. Why do you think Harbaugh was the guy, or why do you think the Ravens were like, yeah, we'll give him a shot, and how has it been kind of melling, or, or gelling with that team, kind of molding into one now at this point? The team's been awesome. You know, it's a good combination of veterans and uh, younger guys and guys that are in contract years that have some years uh, in the league. And it's just been a really good mix. And honestly, it's been fun and exciting. There's a buzz in the building. Guys are ready to work every day. And they're hungry. They're hungry for success. Lamar's playing really well. Mark Andrews is playing really well. The defense is clicking. And like Rose says, our leader, we want to dominate. I mean, yesterday was another strong performance for our defense, getting after the quarterback. And we're really playing the style of defense you want to in any type of level where the rush and the coverage are married together and they're just really flowing. It's been awesome. I love the energy there after your strip sack and after your sack. Feels like the boys are buzzing. You said the vibes are high over there. Nobody's really talking about you guys in the AFC. And obviously, go ahead. That's okay. That's all right. You know how that goes. Everyone likes the flashy, you know, this, that, the other. It's just part of the deal. It's overaction Monday. There's other things to overreact about. And, bangles. You know, yeah. Oh, you yeah. see what the bangles did? That's pretty good. Patrick Mahomes, hey, fresh hey, out of that hey, flu. Joe, Go ahead. Joe Burrow, though. Woo-wee. Hey, real deal. He's hot right now. He's, Joe Seisty. Lamar, Joe, Pat. Yeah. Right? right? That's what we're talking. Now, Josh. Hey, come on. Got to figure that one out. Over there. Come on, Josh. We got to figure that out. But the top of the AFC is very young and very, very good at the quarterback position. Lamar, his Instagram story post about these fantasy owners. I'm so sorry. I mean, we're just <laughs> we're blowing people out, and yeah. his numbers aren't as absurd as maybe other. He feels like one of the coolest dudes of all time. And now that you're there oh. for seven weeks, is that your belief as well? LJ's cool as shit, man. I like LJ a lot. He's He's just been a real one. He's like who you want as a leader and the quarterback. Doesn't say too much, um, but he's he's really an amazing person and so so fun to hang and chill with and you know crack jokes with. Uh, LJ's been great and honestly, he's an awesome leader too. I don't think he gets enough credit of how good of a leader he is. And it doesn't always have to be the raw raw speeches. It's his work and his work ethic. Like in practice, he's very diligent. He always wants to do things the right way. And it's really uh, infectious on the offense. I hope that's a word um, <laughs> uh, for the offense. And, it, you know, he really is the leader of that offensive side. He just does it differently than you may seem as you know, the older school quarterbacks where they're rah-rah, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you're a sackist. You know, that's what your profession is, not in English. And so whenever you say infectious, it is not a problem at all on this particular program. But that doesn't get said much about him, how he's like a perfectionist and how it's like, you know, because I got a chance to watch Peyton work and we're restarting if things aren't going well. Sounds like Lamar has that same type of thing, which is also not only leadership, but like accountability and understanding that he can do that and choosing to do that is a big deal. Never gets talked about with Lamar. 
Yeah, I, I would say he's definitely a perfectionist, and you're totally right. He wants to get things right and do it at a high speed. And I've been really impressed to see him work and be able to work with a guy like that, that he just has this aura about him that is just awesome. It's just fun to be around and chill with them and be part of the the gang. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. But, Pat, I'm not a sack. I'm, I'm just a golfer analyst that plays football. Bro. <laughs> of course. That's all right. I am. Of course, hole in one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah allegedly. But Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Kyle, you mentioned how before, you know, when you were with the Chargers that you kind of took on more of a leadership role, being more vocal. And then you mentioned, you know, Roe, Roquan Smith being the leader of the defense. Did you feel like going into Baltimore, maybe that you would be more of a, you know, vocal savvy vet? And then once you got there, you realized they already had all these pieces, you know, in, in play and you could just go out there and, you know, sack quarterbacks or were your expectations different than what it is currently right now? Cause obviously you guys are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, that's a good question. I think Roe, I knew he was the leader. You have Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, who's been here for a while. Uh, Michael Pierce at, at, at nose tackle who's been playing really, really good football. Um, for me, I don't think they had that in the edge room. You know, Jadavion, he's been in the league for a while. Uh, Jadavion is a dog, though. Um, like Dion says, there's dogs and there's leaders. I think Jadavion is actually both, but I lean more to the leader side. And I just try to help the guys as much as possible. I try, I'm, I feel like I'm the one that tries to, you know, get everything right. And, you know, I'm not saying they don't, but I feel like I'm more experienced because I've been able to drop and rush in my career. So I'm able to help those guys in a different light because they're more, they've more been get after the quarterback, right? You know, I've been able to come in and try to ask the right questions and help them out as best as possible. And it's, it's been awesome. I think it's been a great group to work with. And it's been different for me. And it's been awesome. Always expect the unexpected, Connor. You know that. Anytime an old-ass man, though, is willing to share game, though, it's always going to be appreciated. Experience. Experience. Don't do that. Experience. <laughs> if an artifact is willing <laughs> <Yeah>. to... <laughs> Uh, no, it's good. You did that with the Chargers as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like yeah. Anna Miami, I think. Yeah. Trying, that's England. something you take pride in. I think the Ravens knew that. I think Harbaugh knew that yeah. and wanted that. And if the teammates like yeah. it and respond I'm well, who I'm not one of those guys that, like, doesn't leave game, right? You got some guys that don't help out uh, younger guys. I mean, you guys have been there, D-Butt. You've seen that. Yep. We know A.J. Hawk's probably seen that in his career. Uh, that don't leave game for the young guys. And I told myself I would never do that because I don't care if I'm leaving game for someone that's going to take job. I'm confident who I, who I am as a player, but I want to be, I'm, I don't want to take it all with me. Right. I want to pass it on to the next generation and hope they can do it on and off the field. Vinatieri. Very good. Very lucky for that. And then I heard stories about like some kickers in other places and stuff like that, especially because I did take one of his jobs, which was kicking off, which he did not want to give up because yeah. he's like, I want to be able to do this till I'm 50 years old and I want people to think I'm a robot. But like the way he kind of took me in there, he could have been an asshole and he's not a deal. It is a yeah. massive deal. Speaking of D-Buck, go ahead, pal. Sure. And, uh, first of all, I've been talking about the Baltimore Ravens all year. Number one oh. in my power ranking Super Bowl pick. Okay. But anyway, uh, what show? Uh, okay. well, this oh, show right here, right here in this seat. And when? I'm speaking when was of that? Today? His quarter 
quarterback, Lamar Jackson, leading the league right now, completion percentage over 71%, and QB rushing yards. Dolphins first, lose yesterday. First okay. quarterback to do that okay. since oh. Steve Young, BYU graduate, Super Bowl MVP, and regular season MVP that year. But anyway. So, I love that you cheer for Lamar. I love know that. It. You know Florida it. boys stay with the Florida boys. Damn right. But um, what I'll say about Mike McDonald is he's, he's impressed me. Um, is he's always trying to be great. Like, I don't want to go into too much detail, but there's something that he came into the meeting room on Monday after the Arizona game that he took kind of some blame for. Um, and it was kind of unexpected. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. And then for him to go into this next game and kind of, correct what he was saying from the Arizona game because uh, I don't want to like spill the beans but Please the don't. fact that he was able to diagnose kind of I guess his mess up or whatever you want to call it and then to be able to go into this game and correct it I mean he deserved the game ball he got the game ball on defense for his masterpiece of a plan that he put against the Seahawks and we executed as players but Mike McDonald's a, an impressive young man, young coach that uh, I, I will not be shocked if he is a head coach uh, coming soon. Well, That's not cool. too soon. I think the people of Baltimore. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's yeah, yeah. Uh, you talk about Florida boys sticking together. I think you ODS folks stick together as well. Ryan Here Smith of Utah oh, Jazz yeah. says, excuse me, Taysom Hill, pretty big weekend. Okay, Huge. so let's just yeah. let's make sure we're telling the whole story here. <laughs> Kyle Van Noy, two sacks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill throws a tud, catches a tud. Saints beat the Bears. Although BYU, you know, <laughs> got killed. Just oh, yeah. absolutely smacked <laughs> by West Virginia. They might lose their program. What? Uh, yeah, that's what they're saying. Whoa, I saw something whoa, today. Whoa! whoa, whoa. I didn't know whoa. that. I didn't know that. We should put that in maybe voice for uh, any quotes <laughs> that go forward. Sorry. Yeah, yeah maybe. Hey I, hey, I did see y'all in Salt Lake. You were in my backyard. How was it? Dude, Fire, huh? Awesome. We fell in love with Underrated. the place. Underrated. No use. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit worried I about the. On. I'm a little bit worried about the vitamins policy. Like a year in jail is a long time. <laughs> That's oh, a little damn. too long. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah, yeah. I, those are things that you have yeah. to look into whenever you are Smart. maybe on Is the move really? every weekend. Yeah, dude, real deal, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I can get you. I can, I can bust you out of jail. We're good. Okay. All right, nice. sweet. sweet. I'm go. going back. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. It's, uh, it was beautiful. The people were great, just like you. Congrats on all the success. We're happy for you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you got to see Ko live in action. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, awesome. How about uh, Ko? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Kelly. Kelly Olynyk. Oh, 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 my yeah. bad. Kelly Olynyk. Yo. Hey, did you hear about you, that? You owed him. Did you hear what happened? <laughs> I heard. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. It really was. That was yeah. a pretty sweet little moment. It was like the greatest. I mean, it was the best basketball experience I've ever been a part of. Awesome, by far. I feel like such an idiot right now. Like when you, I hate when people do that where they talk about someone and they're like, "Yeah, KO," you know. You like Inside you guys jokes. know his nickname. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was like Kevin O'Connell, uh, Kevin yeah, Owens. Yeah. Right. That was mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, it was. But you had fun with Ryan Smith, though. Ryan Smith, what a what a good RS. dude, man. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. we hung out with RS. We, it. it was great. And Big J, yeah. RS, oh, yeah. UJ. I mean, it's great. DW. Hey, appreciate you, man. You're the best. Yeah, see you guys soon. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen. Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
Yeah, I would not have known Kelly Olynyk. That's like KO is Kevin Owens. Yeah, it's Kevin Owens. Like just just to be clear, KO is or Kevin whoever Fight Owens. Fight stealing that day. <laughs> What's that? Whoa. What? There's no reason to be negative Don't. about Kevin Owens. Okay, on this particular program, yeah. we are a big are we? G O K O program. Right. Okay, I just want to let you know that. I got a problem with him. What? What's your problem with Kevin Owens? He's Canadian. He fights too hard. Ke so is Kelly Olenek. Yeah, well, yeah. And so is Gumpy. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, bro? but he shoves it in your face. What's he? Yeah, with Sami Zayn. I mean, yeah, that is. Yeah. It's their thing. I got a problem. I got a problem with it. That's why Matthew America was down on the sidelines last year, last week, okay? And dominant. Matthew America. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Tony's real out on Canada. And the, the artist formerly known as Matt Canada, Matthew America, down on the sidelines. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. I should have pieced this together a long time ago. I apologize for not knowing what you were doing there until that final. <laughs> final. You hate Canada as a whole yep. because of Matt yep. Canada. Yeah, he's gone, though. Matthew America's on the sidelines. Boots on the ground. Ball. See North, we're good. Okay, okay. Not, not up there judging. No, <laughs> exactly. Down there. By uh, Canada. All right, let's um, exactly. thank you. Let's move along. I've been told uh, breaking news that easy to get the there's a card out there in Utah. I guess you can stack. Oh, oh really? right. Okay, that's Medical? good. I do have a sore like back. A library card. Yeah, yeah. that makes. I, a I do lot have of sense. a sore back. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Arthritis mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah, almost yeah. you broke your neck at uh, WrestleMania. T1, T2 fracture. Bam. Yeah. The Miz. Yep. yep. You had to do it to him. Mm -hmm. Broke your toe in War Games. Then I can't sleep either. No, broke your ribs. That's a whole thing. Punted the ball. Headaches sometimes. The arthritis in my ribs still very real because Vince McMahon punted a football through it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's documented in front of 70,000 people if you don't believe me, Doc. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? I have a question. I can't believe I lost to him. When he punted that ball through my ribs. It was moving. I couldn't breathe. It was the yep. thing, you know, and then I didn't even hear the. It wasn't <laughs> sanctioned, though. Keep that in mind. Correct. Yeah, it mm -hmm. wasn't a sanctioned match. So, so not still, a real loss. So I'm still undefeated. Yeah. Right. yeah and Vince, people forget Vince had like 100 points in high school being the kicker for his team. Yeah. Strong like he, leg. He's got a boot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm happy we cleared that up. Anyways, don't hate all Canada. Gumpy's from Canada. That's one of the greatest yeah. things of all time. Tim yeah, Hortons. He's here now. I don't, I don't really treat him as a Canadian. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. Well, Gumpy does hate Canada. Canada. Listen to what Matt Cannon is doing. Listen to what Matt Cannon is doing. Let's move along. Joining us now <laughs> is a man who might know who the next Matt Cannon is around the NFL because we're entering week 10 here. I'm not saying there hasn't already been a coach fired, but there has been. Who's next on the hot seat? Who wears injuries at to go and tell us everything? The senior insider for the NFL at ESPN, friend of the program, Adam Schefter. How you doing? Just hold on one second. I'm just finishing up washing some bowls here. Hold on one second. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Got that done now. Okay, washing great. bowls or balls? Balls. Washing bowls here. <laughs> okay. Well, we appreciate yeah. that. We appreciate yeah. that, of course. <laughs> um, I love what you got cooking. Let's dive in. Daniel Jones, okay? Obviously, seemed to be a non-contact thing yesterday. I think it has come out that he's potentially torn his ACL. Has that been confirmed? And what do the Giants do now going forward? What does next year look like for Daniel Jones? Shefty? Well, the MRI showed that he does have a torn ACL, came back this morning, and he's out for the year. And that's obviously a huge blow for him, for the team, for everybody involved. The season's gone real south real quick. You look at all the injuries they've had. Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor. They put Tyrod Taylor on injury reserve last week, so he's out four weeks. So the only two quarterbacks on the roster right now are Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley. Now, they wouldn't commit to either one. There's a real possibility that Matt Barkley is going to wind up starting for the Giants this Sunday at Dallas. And I would imagine they're going to have to add another quarterback just to get somebody on the roster. As for next year, uh, Daniel Jones is due 
$35.5 million in guaranteed money from the deal that he signed last offseason. So they're committed to him for that money, which in the grand scheme of things, if that's the only commitment, that's not all that much considering some of the quarterback contracts we've seen. And I think this team right now goes right back into the quarterback market. On Saturday night, they had Joe Shane. They had two other front office individuals at the Michael Penix, Caleb Williams showdown. That was even before Daniel Jones got hurt. Like the Giants had three reps at the game. Now it's convenient because they're playing in Vegas on Sunday, so they can go to the West Coast game, scout there. There are photos of everybody from the Giants there, and then go see the Giants play in Vegas where Daniel Jones suffers a season-ending torn ACL. So their season right now is worst-case scenario. It's time to start looking ahead, and the people in the building would never admit this or acknowledge this, but the best thing they could do is lose games right Whoa. right now so that oh, they, oh. they could have a high traffic next year. Whoa. A lot of teams thinking that. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people saying it out loud, though. Patriots fan over here is yeah. like, mail it in. Please. Mail it in. This is the first time he's <laughs> ever experienced that. Uh, you talk about Dayball and Shane. Everybody's good, right? Everybody's good there? Well, listen, in this league, as we've come to see, I expect everybody's good, but you never know in this league. Yes, I think they're back. Brian Dable on Coach of the Year last year. Joe Shane was being saluted <laughs> in New York. What, what was the phrase that he used last year that you could go from uh, from Bono to Bum or something bozo. like that? Bono to Bozo. Bozo. Boy, yeah, right, right, right. Bono to Bozo. Right, well, last year he was Bono. This year he's Bozo. That's the way it goes in New York, right? The N has turned into a Z. Um so tough business, tough business, and this has not been a very good season for them. It's crazy that that is a massive discussion, but it's real. What have you done for me lately is everything in the NFL, especially in a massive market. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Shefty, what about Frank Reich? I think going into this year, every I mean, like the, the Panthers kind of had, I, I, won't, I won't say high expectations, but I don't think they thought things would be mm-hmm. like this. We know David Tepper isn't exactly the most patient guy in the world, um, and now they don't have a first-round draft pick next year either. Is there a chance that he gets let go earlier? Do you think he's kind of got uh, a longer rope? I, I don't think anybody's got a long rope there just because of the type of season that they're having. And if we go back to last year, Matt Rule, you know, there were stories coming out the week before he's fired. David Tepper's going to be patient. David Tepper's going to take his time. Hey, one thing about David Tepper, he's not very patient. He's as successful as he is because of uh, the way he's operated his business. And it's worked for him basically at every level. Um, He does what he wants. And I don't think that people are thinking that there's trouble right now with those people. But would anybody be surprised with anything that happens in Carolina after this year? No. No. Look, you have the kind of season that they have. And Mm -hmm. let's keep in mind, uh, they play the Bears Thursday night. The Bears have their number one traffic so if the bears win on thursday that's a huge victory and in a bigger way than just the game itself for the chicago bears on thursday night it it, again this is not the kind of season that the carolina panthers expected so you know whether we're talking about the giants or the panthers or any team that's going through what they're going through and this is the kind of year where it gets to be a long miserable season there are going to be people that lose jobs wherever it is there are going to be changes that are made wherever it is. That's the way the league runs and operates. You know, you want the good people to be kept and the people who have meant a lot to the league to stay on for as long as possible. But the fact of the matter is 
just not going to happen everywhere, particularly in the places that are going through the kind of years that these franchises are. I already had one firing. Well, two, I guess, counting the GM included with the head coach. And then there's more rolling out. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Chef, you don't want you to take this the wrong way, but uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't want some insider, you know, cookie-cutter bullshit <laughs> here. All right, I want an answer. Got, uh, I'll Jake, try not to give you the bullshit there, Connor. A guy with a cat on his shirt with a mullet. Yep. <laughs> just, just asking questions here. Undressing okay. And it's a serious question, but yesterday yeah. there was a report from one Jay Glazer on a Fox yeah. pre-show. Hashtag Jay New. Yep. Hashtag Jay New, and that's why we need to know some information here, Shafty, because you also know. But uh, he said a lot of things about a meeting, uh, an airing of grievances of sorts for the Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders and Josh McDaniels in a team meeting, and allegedly a lot of players had a lot of stuff to say. Josh McDaniels is the real Matt Patricia. Uh, Josh McDaniels looks like an asshole. A lot of those type of things allegedly were said. And instead of McDaniels responding, Antonio Pierce, the now interim head coach, he was the one that stood up, said some things, mentioned the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which, again, allegedly Josh McDaniels had a massive problem with after the fact. Now, is this story that Jay Glazer told true or is this something that maybe happened, but not to the extent that was reported on? Well, first of all, if Jay said it, it's true. That's the way that it goes. Jay, um, Jay knows what he's talking Jay about. Knew. Hashtag and, Jay knew. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Jay, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not questioning Jay. Like, Jay, he said that. It happened. It happened. Now, do I think that that's the reason that Josh McDaniels got fired? No. I, I think it's in a whole pile of things as to why he got fired. Like, there were a lot of people that thought this was coming a week ago. Somebody texted me, hey, just pay attention to the Raiders if they lose bad on Monday night to Detroit. Like, th- th- there were people that thought that this was going to happen before that meeting. Is it one final reminder to Mark Davis to make that move? Sure, absolutely. There's a slew of factors, right? There was the Monday night game when the Raiders were playing the Packers Josh McDaniels made a call, and it was on social media where Mark Davis was captured yelling out all angry and pissed off about something that Josh did. They're not winning. Nobody's happy. You can see everything going on. Uh, There are other factors that were involved, the team including a no-trade clause in Derek Carr's contract, the team not being able to go up to number one to get Bryce Young like he tried to do. The team signing Jimmy Garoppolo and casting its lot with him when he didn't pass his physical. The team not playing. Like, there are so many factors. We paid a guy. He didn't even pass the physical. But what are we? There's so many rules against us doing that. That's fascinating from the very beginning. And and, and by by the way, like, I don't think anybody was happy. So let's be, let's paint it both ways. Like, it wasn't just Mark David. I think there are a lot of, the players weren't happy. The coaches weren't happy. Nobody was happy. And yet, you could see... The happiness yesterday that people felt Mr. IG photographer himself, Max Crosby, posting on IG Live, smoking cigarettes. First of all, you know, everybody's smoking. Like I, it, Brand new locker smoking, room. Yeah. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there any smoking ordinances in Las Vegas <laughs> in indoor buildings like that? I What I appreciate is that Mark Davis is certainly going to have to get that thing fanned. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the whole, you get the smell out of there. It felt like everybody in there. But look at the celebration. This was the hell with Josh McDaniels. <laughs> and then immediately after this game ends, Mick Dumbass is trending yep. yeah. all over Twitter. It's like, this was obviously much bigger than just a team getting to four and five. This was a freedom. And then, speaking of, Coach Antonio Pierce kind of re- 
envisioning hey. like the Raider way. It's a big deal. Debut has a question hey. about that. Yes, yeah, hey, well, hold on. Before we get to the next question, let me just point out something very quick. ESPN, you know, the guy that's hired a lot of NFL talent, ESPN is a is one of my bosses, a guy by the name of Seth Markman. And he's had a big hand in hiring all these people. And so he picks out all these people, and now eventually ESPN has become the breeding ground, the minor league camp for interim head coaching jobs. So Jeff Saturday last year goes and gets plucked out of the studio. Antonio Pierce, he used to work. We used to do NFL Live together. He gets plucked out of the studio, become a coach, and now become an interim. All I'm saying to you, Pat, is don't be surprised if you're next. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. Yeah, don't Seth didn't hire me, buddy. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Seth didn't hire me. Yeah, this one's above his head. You know, my boss, Jimmy, did that one. Uh, Darius, uh, I know has, your boss, Jimmy. He's, he's a great man. Yeah, he's great. Great man. Really appreciate him. Darius, though, about your former uh, co-worker, Antonio Pierce. Yeah, we all saw um, the job that Rick Basaccia did there a couple years ago. So a question for a lot of people, myself included. Does Antonio Pierce have a legitimate shot of being the full-term head coach if he does, you know, get this Raiders team to finish the season out strong? Well, here's what I would say to that, Darius. Number one, I think he would have had a legitimate shot by himself. Number two, if we go back and look at recent interim coaches, you asked me about Carolina. Steve Wilkes crushed it in Carolina. Mm -hmm. The Panthers might have been very well served riding it out with Steve Wilkes. The Raiders had Rich Bisacci in place. Players love playing for the guy, made the playoffs. I think if you ask Mark Davis now, probably should have given him a chance to ride that out. So we've seen two interim head coaches do exceptionally well where they were, only to be replaced by other coaches, Frank Reich, Josh McDaniels. So that in and of itself has to give Mark Davis pause to consider the interim coach, Antonio Pierce by himself, as the leader and kind of guy that he is, deserves consideration by himself. So all those factors together tell me that I think he's got an opportunity to keep that job, a real opportunity. If they do well and they're lighting up cigars after every game like that and they're playing the way they did against the Giants, then you can't not make Antonio Pierce the head coach of that football team. It's a fascinating thing because like down in Carolina, like Frank Reich, I think wanted that job. But if you listen and watch Frank Reich, He's he. I think he is very sad. <laughs> in a spot. Oh yeah, he's, I think he is quite sad. Very. I think he feels like he's very yeah, he, sad. Yeah, yeah, you can see. And it. then isn't there the report that like the owners talking to him every week? Like, why are you doing that, Frank? Yeah. Why are you doing <laughs> that? Film session. And then like, the, yeah, the way Bryce looks versus like C.J. Stroud just broke a passing record. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot about becoming a head coach, but Antonio Pierce. Feels like a guy who can handle it. He's ready for it. And he couldn't wait to say, see you Wednesday uh -huh, after that yeah. first dub. <laughs> yeah. I think he's won over the players. Go ahead, Shefty. He, he, AP gets it. That guy is the real deal. And he was that way as a player when he helped the Giants mm -hmm. win a Super Bowl. And I know everybody remembers how great Michael Strahan was. He's in the Hall of Fame. But Antonio Pierce was like one of the real leaders of that team and was somebody that really was incredible in that postseason stretch where they Bruce, beat Bruce. What was the play? Bruce told me Antonio Pierce is forever a legend for like a third and eight against somebody in the first quarter of a game. Yeah, third and eight NFC Championship. It was a uh, Green a, Bay. Yeah, Green a, Bay. a screen, screen route uh, in Green Bay, and he basically cut yep. through three blockers, made the tackle. And that's what Bruce oh. said. As soon as Antonio Pierce got named uh, head coach of the Raiders or whatever, he goes absolutely first legend. quarter, third and eight. Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was how Giants fans. Talk. He's also the only head coach I think with earrings still. Yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I, great. I saw some good uh, yeah. studs yesterday. I was like, okay, all right. I love it. His post-game speech was great. Hopefully they'll keep going. Remember, 
Jeff Saturday won that first one. Yes, he did. He did. Last year. Against, against the Nate Dumbass. Yeah. 100%. So we'll 100%. see how it all goes. But by the way, you know what, though? But even though it didn't work out for Jeff, like you look at these guys, you look at the kind of guy that Jeff is, and you look at the kind of guy that Antonio, these are great people, great people. And there's something to that that means an awful lot. And I think the players can understand and figure that out and they want to go play for guys like that unfortunately it didn't work out for jeff in indianapolis the way that a lot of people would have liked Mm -hmm. but antonio pierce is the same kind of guy like he is the real deal guys love playing for that guy you love he's he's real he's authentic he's genuine and i I think that means something to players him being in the building too and them all knowing him Yeah. yeah pretty good that's a pretty good little advantage over what Jeff Saturday had last year. Yeah, biggest win for an interim head coach since MCDC and the Dolphins. Okay, let's go. And they're sm- smoking cigars. Yeah, exactly. Okay, life is good out there. Raider Way seemingly back, which I think is good for the NFL. Tone has the last question for you here, Shefty. Yeah, Shefty. Cardinals are 1-8 uh, on October 18th, I believe it was, that they opened the 21-day window for Kyler Murray to come back. And if my math serves me correct, I believe we are pretty close to that 21-day window uh, Clayton Toon was kind of baptized by fire against the Browns defense yesterday. Are we going to see Kyler uh, activated to the 53, or is it a 1-8 and eight situation where he doesn't play? Whose decision is it? What's the latest there? Well, Tom, before I give you the answer, how come no Steelers question today? Huh. Hmm. They played on Thursday. We're past that. Yeah, we're okay. Okay. on to the next. Okay. On to the next. As for, as for Kyler Murray, this is the last week that he could be activated. And my belief is, is that they will activate him. Uh, they've wanted to get him on the football field. Obviously, the way it went yesterday in Cleveland, it looks like they need him uh-huh. on the football field. I think everybody's wanted to put him back out there. And yesterday, I think, provides the perfect backdrop. Uh, they're going up against Atlanta at home. Uh, I think, I think, my opinion is he'll be activated this week. Uh, and I won't be surprised if we see Kyler Murray on Sunday. Welcome back, Kyler. Yeah. Can't Woo. wait for it. How about that Dobbs story over in Minnesota? That's so bananas. Cool. The more and more you learn about that and post on the – I think we'll all be intrigued by because the information that came out that Kevin O'Connell was calling into plays, call the play, all right, and then after a team breaks, all right, now look to your right. That guy's running a post. Look to your left. That guy's running a slant. <laughs> Running back here is going out for a bubble right now. Might be a good one to run, and then the play clock – or <laughs> then his voice cuts out. And they're doing that to win a game. Okay, It was – what a phenomenal! And Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs doesn't even know the names of his teammates that he's in the huddle with. Has never thrown passes to any of nope. these guys. Doesn't know the play. Doesn't know anything. But goes out there and leads that team to a comfort behind victory. It was incredible. 81, 80, what, what's his eighty? What's his? What's his, name? what's his name? What's his name? Who? Eighty. Eighty one. What's your name too? I don't. <laughs> hey, Seventy four. What's eighty one's? <laughs> what a time! And they win. Yeah. And they win that rocket scientist and what he, they were doing out there. And obviously he got celebrated. And the moment of Kevin O'Connell and the rest of the team saying, "Hey, when he gets in here, yeah. let's let him hear it for what he did." They're trying to welcome him as they should. But what he was doing with that Arizona Cardinals team beginning of the season, it was like, "Hey, if Kyler can get in there and play good football, this season in just." going to be complete crop for the Arizona Cardinals, but Kyler back is good news for everybody. What should we be thinking about tonight, Shefty? What should we, uh, Chargers, Jets, what should we be uh, keeping in mind well, as we make our decisions here? a few here? things here that are interesting to me. Uh, you have the Chargers putting Josh Palmer on IR and Jalen Guyton's getting activated. So they're missing Mike Williams now. They're missing Josh Palmer. And in what typically happens here with the Chargers as the season goes, they just start losing people. Like it just, it happens every year with this team. I don't know why it is, but it is. The Jets, in my mind, 
have a real opportunity here to take another step to where they want to go because every team in their division lost this weekend. The Dolphins lost. The Patriots lost. The Whoa. Bills lost. So the Jets could be the only AFC East team wow. to win. And I just think every time something like that happens, it gives your friend, uh, my ball-washing friend here, one more piece of evidence to try to come Jeez. back the upcoming season, right? Like every time the Jets win <laughs> and make it that much more palatable and that much more favorable to come back in the postseason – uh, that's got to give that guy that much more inspiration to come back, which everybody would love to see him do, by the way. And so I think you'll see a lot of Brees Hall tonight. It's his team. Garrett Wilson, time to step up. Uh, Dwayne Brown, they didn't bring back, so they're still kind of making do on that offensive line. Uh, but should be a fun matchup tonight. Do you still have his number? I, I was told to lose it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to delete it off there, you know, because that text message that came through. Could you fathom, though, Shefty? I mean, yeah. Not being able to text him, which is going to be a heartbreaker, you know, certainly. But could you imagine they stay in it and he comes back and then they, you know what I mean? Like what would be- that's, the, that, 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 that's that's the goal? I think everybody is drawing hope and inspiration off that. Whether it happens or not, we'll see. Right? And then but- what would be success there? Win a playoff game? Two playoff? What would be the? You think they're thinking Super Bowl? He comes back, we go to the. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even think people are thinking like that. I mean, maybe some people. I just think the yeah. idea Story. of him coming yeah. back. Yeah. And having a chance to do whatever it is that they're going to do because he comes back and plays, what was it, the four plays in the Monday Night Opener. So nobody ever got to see any of this. And everybody would like to see some of this. So if somehow, some way, he can make it back, let's see what they can do. Like that's the fun, exciting part about it. And I'm sure that's what has to fuel him and that's what has to give this team hope. And like I said, if they win tonight, on a weekend when nobody else in the division wins, that's just one step closer to where they want to go. It, you know, it's, and their schedule in the second half is favorable. So we everybody would love to see the guy come back. Well, I don't know if he'd have as much time to do your show anymore, but hey, we'd all love to see him come back and see what he could do on the football field. Back-to-back MVP seasons. Same conversations we're having today, uh, these days, he was able to accomplish. But you need to add water to that towel if you're going to really wash those balls. <laughs> but you right. did a fantastic job. I got it right here. <laughs> we back, appreci- back to washing the balls. Back to washing the balls. Shefty, we appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam <laughs> hey, Shefty. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. I, that was, I thought you said bowls at the beginning. <laughs> Took me a second. Oh, yeah, okay. Is this a, Schefter actually... <laughs> yeah. Do it. I love this. Great it's gimmick. Awesome. Great gimmick. Yeah. yeah I don't, I'll be excited to hear the response, mm-hmm. you know, now. Oh, yep. There kinda, will be. It's yeah. all gone. There certainly will be. And Bobby Carpenter's response. You think he's going to take too lightly to gimmicks on this show that aren't his? Yeah, you're right. I cannot wait to see his college football top five this week, top yeah. six this week. College football was epic. Yeah, I'm so good. good. He just talked about Joe Shane and, and everybody being out at the uh, yeah. Michael Penix-Caleb Williams battle. We were lucky enough to go alongside all those primetime games. LSU, Alabama. Yeah. Awesome. Where we went to Charlotte, Tulsa. Yep. That oh, was yeah. overtime. Yep. I mean, there was a lot of good games. That was fun. That was fun. So sweet. That was a good too many commercials. For many commercials. sure. Reese is really good at what he does. Love Reese Davis. Yeah. He's the man. Hey, we would like to tell Reese Davis, thank you. Thank you, Reese. Love you, Reese. And for all those that watch alongside of us on Saturday night, like, thank you too. Uh, that was a brand new concept that got mm-hmm. thrown together. I mean, we really thought it out. Yeah, yeah. You know months I mean? ago. We always That's do. the thing mm-hmm. about us is we really think think things. Out. Didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> Old Fosso, Fossey, Fosso. goes uh, red zone Saturday, right? And it's like, is that even possible? Yeah. 
then yes. And it's like, all right, now we have to figure out how to make it work. Reese Davis was the perfect person because mm-hmm. he has all the information all the time about everything. Mm-hmm. And then also he can host, guide, play-by-play, yep. Yep. and knows where the hell we're going. He was phenomenal, mm-hmm. I will say. So thank you to Reese. Can't thank you enough. But also to Ben Ward, Dish, and everybody back at ESPN that yep. was in the truck, they're the ones that were like finding things. And then we have CBS reach out to us in the middle of that <laughs> yeah. and say, uh, you guys got a little bit too quick <laughs> to LSU Alabama or whatever. Are excited to see what the contract actually reads yeah. to what's too quick in whose eyes if we ever do that again in the future. But, like, great work by everybody. And, boys, obviously, you guys crushed it. Ty, you brought three of your friends with, alongside of you. Yep. Con man, you're on top of it all. You make a big-time three for people to win. Oh, yeah. Tone digs on all the odds except for that one that we started with. Kind yeah. of put, You had a little diversity early, yeah. and then you powered through it. <laughs> like adversity that. early, and you powered that. through it. And, uh, yeah, D-butt, like, the way – you're able to get shit talked to you while making a point that we know you don't believe and continuing <laughs> to go through yeah. it. It's second and none, but it was a fun night. It was, it was, a, it was fun. We got, we got great games. That always makes the Certainly experience helps. better. Got great games. <laughs> the setup, Zito and the boys, who set the, the setup was sick. The shots from the setup. I mean, everything everything was dope. I got a lot of great feedback on yeah. the internet, too, which is I didn't see a lot of that does, That's not normal. Yeah, that's not normal with anything these ever. days. Uh, but a lot of commercials. We a lot agree. of commercials. Mm-hmm. We agree. Got to fix that. Knew it was going to be an issue early, but didn't sell it as a red zone until, what, four days beforehand. Right. So that's going to be something, <laughs> hopefully, for the future we'll be able to do. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Joining us now, a man from an attic in Ohio, uh, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup winner, and a man who's defeated COVID 22 times. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yeah. Is that true? Tw- 22 times. I do not believe it's that many, but a few. Definitely a few. Well, congratulations on battling through over there in Ohio. Uh, let's talk about a massive story coming out of Ohio. The greatest Ohio State quarterback in the history of the NFL is happening right now, A.J. And when we got a chance to watch him play against the Georgia Bulldogs down there at the college football playoff in Atlanta, we were on the sideline getting a chance to cover it, which is a joke. We're so incredibly <laughs> lucky to be able to do that. As soon as we saw C.J. do anything, though, we all, with right minds, said, Boom, there's a Sunday quarterback right there. Then as the draft process was happening and Bryce Young was Steph Curry, remember? Bryce Young is the Steph Curry of football. You need to sign him. He's got to be the number one, obvious number one. Carolina's not working out. That's probably a lot more than just him. But this C.J. Stroud dude 
You're an Ohio State legend. You see him from the beginning whenever Ohio State fans wanted him out of town all the way through his development and his growth of who he is and who he's become. Did you know it was going to be like this down there in Houston? Did Ohio State fans know that this is what C.J. Stroud was going to do on Sundays in the men's league? He is phenomenal. 470 yards yesterday, which is a record for the most amount of yards thrown in a game uh, by a rookie. He had Game-winning touchdown was in a bucket. He never blinked. Baker Mayfield had a great game. Yeah. Tim Bay Buccaneers had a phenomenal game. Ooh. And then at the very end of this, C.J. Stroud showcased his it factor and leads him on a game-winning drive. A.J., did you guys know this was coming out of Ohio State? I definitely think everyone in Ohio State, they, they knew that this was a possibility. I think what is surprising, I guess, is how easy he's making it look. Like he Strike! makes it look like he's been there forever like he's been in the league for a long time doing this like he seems so comfortable in the pocket i've i mentioned on here multiple times like the first time i got to go watch cj play in person in the stadium and just watch how he handled himself in between the snaps how he handled like the alignment everything about it like he just seemed to always kind of be in control and be that level-headed dude that never is really too high or too low there's a game winner no big deal. Perfect. How you doing? Keep it. How about him? That last ball on the side. He basically got in a drone, mm-hmm. hovered mm-hmm. over, and just handed it yep. right into the spot it needed to go. There's two guys covered. Cover the guy. They did. They are. Yeah. That's an impossible throw. 35 yards down the field. His arm talent, bananas. How he's bought into being the representative of Houston, phenomenal. Then you talk about him, his football IQ is seemingly through the roof. Uh, A.Q. Shipley texted me and said, hey, watching this Houston offense, coordinator doing a great job. This is like San Francisco Mm 2.0 almost what's happening. And a quarterback has to make a lot of good decisions in those types of offenses. He's been doing it since the beginning. It's crazy. It's the big boy league, and he's making it like those are like pro days throws. Like he's going through it. He's he's setting. He's pump faking. And you look at all those throws, like the ball placement, because that's the biggest thing in the NFL, because open, wide open, what is that in the NFL compared to college? The ball placement, and then what they gave him the most shit about um, coming out or closer to the draft, the processing part of it, the processing and knowing where to go with the ball, that's obviously a huge part as well. And he looks like a 10-year vet. Like, I mean, it's incredible how this dude is looking this early in his career. Well, and his team, much better than I think any of us could have fathomed. Offensive yep. line performing yeah. phenomenally, but let's not overlook that, yeah, this is obviously the stats of C.J. Stroud. Record-wrecking rookie. You see that? Love that. Small dub. It's still spelled right, but you see it's triple (laughs) R right there across the top. Pretty good. Great work there, Bill McComas. And also, can't believe we've lasted this long. It was early in the weekend, so we apologize. Our guy, Dirty... Oh, yeah. Not going to be here for a little bit. He's celebrating new life. Yeah. Big Gertie. Oh, Gertie. We will miss Dirty and his incredible abilities, obviously. We're incredibly happy for him. So now the boys are all taking shots at graphics. Yeah. Bill came in with an early leader there yeah. with this particular one. Then he has some others. Connor has a graphics yeah, thing that, that we will kind of oh, uh, yes. uh, yeah. Can't wait. debut and, and get after. But they have a player on that team. It might be the best athlete in the entire NFL. Yeah. Who's that? Dare. Ogumbawale. Boom. Uh-huh. Okay, Ogumbawale, you wonder if you know that name from anywhere else? Yeah, his sister beat UConn. Yeah, and is, and is currently one of the best players in the WNBA. Three-time All-Star. Like She's a doll. Dallas and, Wings. And Dare Ogumbawale is a running back for uh, the Houston Texans, but he can tackle if you need him to. He can throw if yep. you need him to. He can sell food in the stadium if you That's need right. him to. Right. And he'll, he can kick. If it calls for it. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are wondering why Bill Burr looked like Cam Johnson, not the kicker. He comes from Australia. They don't kick the ball off the ground often. They are big punt 
That's a touchback. That's, that's a bomb. That is an absolutely murder ball. He would have another touchback on the game, kicking off from the 50, but he showcased a big-time leg out there. His, uh, he is a guy who, whenever you ask him to do something, he's going to not only fall in love with it yeah. and do his thing, he's going to execute perfectly. Amen. They need him in the fourth quarter, AJ. They need him. Now, we're not going to kick an extra point, 33 yards. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. And he might have had a cutoff of 30 yards. We don't know what the cutoff was, but look at this. Fourth quarter, 848 left. Okay, <laughs> 848 left in the game. 30 30. This game has been electrifying. Yep. The pressure and everything is through the roof down there. Derek CJ's doing his thing. The fans, the Texans fans going crazy. The the tension is palpable. Yes. You know, we got a good game. Oh, yeah. He just steps out there, takes his steps. How you doing? Keep it moving. Right down the damn center. There was, now, you would think that the operation would be incredibly slow because he wasn't, like, ready. That's standard operating time. He got that thing off quickly, beautifully. I think he has high tops on as well. Not easy to point your toe and have to kick through it. You normally see kickers' shoes are very tiny because you're not trying to get anything in the way. Perfect end over end. The guy has two touchbacks, a massive field goal in the fourth quarter, and there's a special team. Yes! Yes! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> now, he's going to give a full interview about how we always had faith in Gare exactly. if we needed him, and we knew we'd have that. He played high school. I think he's a four-sport athlete yep. in high school and everything. But damn, what a performance. And I think the reason why everybody's so pumped is because we all know now that kicking is very hard. Yes, we do. Okay? Especially in that moment. So him pulling through, huge. Congrats to Dara and the Houston Texans for having that man on their team. Yeah, it gets overlooked a lot just because, you know, like so rarely does a kicker actually get hurt during a game. But, like, it just emphasizes so much that, like, if you if your kicker gets hurt during a game, like, you're screwed. If you don't have a guy like this, like, well, you just you have to go for two every single time. Like, So if your punter's American, well, normally right. pun, American punters normally coming from soccer. So they can have some sort of background. Yes. Not all of them, though. Like, I don't think Thomas Morstead, punter for the Jets, who's phenomenal, going to be in the Hall of Fame discussion for not only how long, but how great he is, especially now that he's in New York. A lot of conversation. I think he kicked off at one point, but it wasn't like a natural. I don't think he played soccer. Like, I don't think he was a soccer. He kind of had to develop it through as he got older. So not all American punters can just kick off the ground. Uh, but, like, Australian guys, not normally natural kicking off the ground because they do the punting thing. Mm -hmm. So it's normally you're in an okay spot with the punter. But I did see the internet completely blow up. Like, why is the guy that kicks a ball for a living telling a running back fair question. how to kick a ball? Yeah. That's a fair, fair question. Fair you got to give it up. I used to see you yeah. bomb kicks. Every, was it Wednesdays, Thursdays? Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the days you used to bomb 60-something yards. I don't know if you ever got an opportunity in the game. And I'm sure – now I want to ask you about the operation, though. In the game compared to practice, is it speed up kind of like everything else, or is it pretty – yeah, well, I would assume, like, in I don't know how often they got him kicking in practice, to be honest with you, because imagine he pulls yeah. a hamstring or something. There's no reason for Can't that. Can't be that much. But they There's had, no way he's had a ton of reps. Yeah, no, I, I assume they're having maybe one in the last couple of weeks, two in the last couple of weeks. Like, worst case scenario, this is what we're going to do. But I think operation and practice, you're trying to keep it as similar to what you're doing in a game, everything you're trying to keep it. And uh, only in preseason. Never got a chance to hit mm. it in real life. I was actually watching Dari kick that 29-yarder, and I'm like, Vinatieri never even. Not one? There wasn't even a, a chance Vinatieri was going to miss any kick ever. But I was incredibly pumped for him, happy for him. And, yeah, Cam Johnson, that's just, hey, not his fault. Great punter. Ohio yeah. State guy, too, there. AJ, I think Cam, through Australia. But what a moment, what a story. And congrats to the Texans having a guy. Yes. Yeah, they do. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So Multiple lucky. guys down there, honestly. <laughs> that kickoff right there is hilarious. Because who knows what that hang time had to be? 
But they weren't even thinking about returning it. Mm. Oh, sweet you know? visor, too. It looks great kicking in the visor. I love it. Yeah, most swag a kicker has had in a long time. Mm. Thank you to Dare. Um, we need to stop fair catching kickoffs, too. Please. Yeah, yeah what's the deal? Return what's going the ball. On? I don't like it. <laughs> what? They just give you more time to work on offense and defense if you don't have to work on that as much, or what? I just, I just started thinking of all the ripple effects that could potentially come from this. So, <laughs> like, you – then all of a sudden the kickers that you're getting, like – you, those there's kickers that can't kick the ball that far, but they're very accurate. You see them in college. There's a lot of these guys in college. Like, are you attempting a 55-yarder? Probably not. But from 45 yards and in, are they missing? Never. They can't kick off, though. So in years past in the NFL, wouldn't look at them because you got to be able to kick off unless we have a punter that can kick off. But it's going to have to be an older guy probably. Now you don't even need that strong of a leg. There was a fair catch on, like, the 10. Yeah. On, like, the 10. Like, yo, you're, you're an NFL athlete. You're an NFL athlete. You can't get this ball and get 15 yards to do a tie and maybe make a play and pop this thing off. And I think they're just, like, trying to make everything as risk-adverse as possible. Mm -hmm. Like, if we don't return it, we have no holding call. Mm -hmm. If we don't return it, we have no fumble. If we don't return it, we have the ball at the 25. It's like, I get all that. But also, what about the opportunity to pop that thing? Analytics, man. It's the problem. Like you said, the numbers. Hopefully you get them, though. Don't you think, D-Button, we could possibly see – you know, the coaches that on the kickoff team are saying, hey, don't ever assume they're going to fair catch it. So you fair oh, catch, yeah. fair catch, fair catch, and then you take one back on them. That's what you got to do. Speaking of, let's dive in. Philadelphia Eagles with the brotherly shove. You heard hard count. They did hard count yeah. this time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. They are editing it. Congrats to the Cowboys' discipline. They, they, they did not jump off sides. It was phenomenal. Hard count, nothing. Hard count, nothing. Gets laid into the play or into the play clock, and then they actually go for it. And at that point, Cowboys are already chilling. All oh, they're trying to draw, uh, yep. trying to draw us off side. They're just going to continue to cook with that brotherly shove, AJ. Yeah, I can't wait to see like the the fake fake uh, fake sneak. Oop, pop up, Tebow pop pass or something. How sweet is that going to be? Guy gets behind the defense, bam, see ya. We haven't got a chance to hear your take on the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Cowboys. It was very close at the Mm -hmm. end. Cowboys could have won that thing. For sure. Cowboys left eight points on the board from about Mm. half a yard. Then at the very end, it was about half a yard. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they got three opportunities in the fourth quarter because three and outs by their defense, which made some incredible plays against Philadelphia Eagles that wouldn't put it away. Just put the game away. Could put the game away. They weren't able to. This one, fourth and goal. No, Todd. Sorry about it. In the fourth quarter. You don't think that's a big deal? That would have made it 28-24, seemingly Aubrey making the extra point because that's all that guy does is make kicks. I love watching him do his thing. There's an inch short or whatever. Then uh, two-point conversion, no problem. Dak got the edge. Way to go, Dak. That's good two good points. Play. Let's make this a three-point game with six minutes left. That's crazy. We can get out of here with a win. Uh-uh. What is that? His pinky and his ring finger or mm. ring toe? Yep. Yeah. No, that's the whole thing, I guess. The whole top of your <laughs> that's toe. Fletcher Cox chasing him, right? And BG, I do believe, chasing him as well. And then at the very end of the game, third and 26, no time left. I mean, that's three yards away. They were letting him catch that. But if you piece that whole thing together, it's four yards. What? 14 points. That's a whole different ball game all in the fourth quarter. But what did we learn from the Eagles? What did you learn from the Cowboys? Man, I mean, first off, Dak played well. Like, look at their numbers. Obviously, numbers look great. CD almost has 200 yards receiving. Everything looks pretty good. But it's like, what a game to watch. It was really fun. But for the Cowboys, like, man. They, I'm sure they feel like, hey, we left one out there. We we should have had that one, no question. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is both these teams, I think, are very, very good. I, I don't feel down on the Cowboys. Obviously, the Eagles are the Eagles. They're awesome. 
So, uh, I, honestly, great matchup, fun game to watch. Cowboys probably should have found a way to punch it in. Darius, have to like that the defense was able to keep him in that thing late, though, for the Dallas Cowboys because they were getting yeah. called into question over the last like month or so. Yeah, I think they put, what, three back-to-back three and outs? Or, yes. Or, yeah. yeah, in, in, in crucial time. Quarter. So, like AJ said, Dak played well, um, and this is his third week in a row where he's played well, so it's good to see him bounce back. I'm excited to watch this team play, obviously, again in the regular season, and then it'll be a big matchup either with San Fran, Cowboys, Eagles. So, I'm excited to see how the – Detroit, obviously, the top of the NFC shakes out, but this was a this was a great matchup wow. for uh, you know that four o'clock window. Yeah. How about the Packers getting a big win? Huge! Yeah. I mean, that was the first Packers game in a long time where I just put that bottom right multi view. Didn't have the oh volume. no. Well, I mean, when it takes day, you, you know, everything you got to to beat Brett Rippon and the Rams <laughs> at home, you know, I, I'm not going to be jumping for joy and going crazy. But hey, you know, did what they had to do, got the job done. Aaron Jones finally got the ball a couple times, which was nice. To see but yeah i mean it's it's tough to get excited about the packers right now yeah i um i also had it bottom right have to mm-hmm. you know but i'm not you i don't have a stake of ownership in sure. it aaron jones seemed to get the ball a lot he did 20 carries huh yeah that. we like that right we do Absolutely. like that love that Jordan Love, how'd he look? He looked all right. I mean, he's you know, future, right? Good to good said maybe not though last week. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, you know, the the Rams are I don't want to say they're punting on the season because they're not, but haven't I mean if Stafford plays in that game, yeah. like it's hard not Why? to think. I mean, oh, it's not a real win. I, I don't, a lot Brett, of backup quarterbacks. Brett Rippin yeah. is not great. He's not great. I mean, he did everything he could out there, but no. I mean, typically, you know, like if the Packers beat Stafford and the Rams yesterday, then yeah, I'm I'm coming in here and I'm singing a little bit different of a tune, but they didn't. So you know, it's kind of hey, let's see what next week holds. Packers are three and five. Yeah. Got a lot of season left over there. Still in it. Yeah, LaFleur's got it. LaFleur's got it figured out. Barry's throwing, playing a little different defense. Saw a lot of dancing on the defensive side after making plays. Yeah, defense played well again against Brett Rippon. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how crazy you want to get. But it's kind of tough because we're almost looking at one of those things where the Packers are going to be in that kind of sweet spot where, hey, probably not going to get like a top five to seven pick, but also maybe win seven games and, and either tie for – you know, the basement of the division or get third. So we'll, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting stretch. Run. So that's how you're talking about your team. Yes. There's a team that has a similar win-loss record that the team is speaking completely differently about because mm-hmm. the vibes got flipped on its head completely. Joining us now from the Las Vegas Raiders, cigar smoker, quarterback assassin, host of The Rush on YouTube, a podcast that you should definitely listen to, a man whose name is on the field up there in Eastern Michigan University, Max Crosby. Hey, congratulations. Felt like the boys really celebrated yesterday's win, and it's not just a standard November win. Why was it such a huge one for you guys personally, and how awesome was that locker room afterwards? Um, You know, it was incredible. You know, we've been talking about you know, playing complimentary football, playing a full, full complete game. And uh, I think that was the first time this season we've done that. And uh, just, you know, obviously bringing the new energy. AP has been incredible, you know, since he's got in. But everyone's known AP for just being a leader and being an alpha male. And everybody felt that energy. So I feel like everyone was ready to go. Practice was incredible all week. And we just went out there and played loose and free. And uh, I think everybody got to see that. So, yeah, the celebration was fun. I uh, know, AJ, you're a big cigar smoker like myself. So, yeah, we went out there and you know, I got a bunch of stogies you know, the night before and made sure we were all set. Man, that, that was awesome, obviously, to see. And I, I can't wait. Like, 
that's going to smell like victory for you guys. You're going to put your shoulder pads back on. Like, oh, yeah, here we go. I smell I got some residual cigar smoke on this thing. Like, that's going to be your guys' call sign. So I think that's a good move moving going forward. But you mentioned the, the week of practice you had leading up to. I saw some – we saw some some footage, looked like some cell phone cam of you guys out on the practice field beforehand kind of dancing, getting together, and the team seemed to be really, like, enjoying themselves. What was the week of practice like? I guess how good did it feel, honestly, in that locker room after the game? Yeah, you know, it was a short week. And so, obviously, we had a coaching change, a short week, coming off a tough loss, um, and things were just happening fast. So, um, you know, AP had us in and out, you know, pretty quick, you know, on the field. But we got in, we got work, and then we have fun. You know, that's what he talks about all the time. You got to have fun with it. It's a game. It's a kid's game at the end of the day. So, every moment you're out there, you got to enjoy it. But at the same time, when it's time to work, we put in the work. So, we went out there. We had about an hour practice on, um, I think, I believe it was Thursday. And then Friday, got out there a nice hour and a half, and, you know, we were ready to go. So, the game plan was, you know, everybody's on the same page. And we just, you know, we enjoyed it. You've seen the dancing videos and stuff. Like, we brought this whole train line back. Uh, so before practice, we get an offense and defensive guy uh, to go through the Soul Train line and dance, and just everybody gets the, their mind right, you know, before practice. Has that been happening? Uh, no, we brought it back. <laughs> okay, you brought it well, back. All right, how long has it been? It how long so has it been? Happened? How long has it not been happening? And why? Why did it stop happening? Max, um, that's a great question. You know, that's that's above my pay grade, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it hasn't happened in about a year and a half, so we uh, we brought it back. It was nice. fun. A little bit over a year and a half, I think, if we were to do the math <laughs> completely correct. Yeah. And you obviously like don't have to say anything. This is a tough spot for you, but you guys did win, and you're second in the NFL in sacks right now, so you're going to have to talk to people at some point, okay? And obviously the Rush podcast, I assume you're going to have to address this because the listeners of your show, which is great, are going to ask you. Jay Glazer came out and said, like, there was an airing of the grievances meeting where the captains all spoke and the coaches were there. It wasn't a players-only meeting. It was a, hey, let's go in here. Let's kind of settle and find out what everybody's problem is, and then let's move on afterwards. Is that true? And did you hear what Jay Glazer said about the meeting? Is there anything that maybe we shouldn't take as gospel in there? And if you don't want to talk about it, completely understandable as well. Yeah, you know, there's a, you know, I don't know everything that Jay, you know, Jay Glazer said, but I know. He just, I mean, this hey, my what's guy. up, man? What's up, dude? What's up, bro? What's up, dude? <laughs> Sorry about that. No um, worries, man. But anyway, um, Jake, yeah, I heard a bunch of reports and stuff. There's a bunch of different news and things like that. But, yeah, you know, the news came out before, um, you know, the whole firing happened. So, yeah, we had a big meeting. Everyone shared their piece. Um, you know, it wasn't just about one single person. It was everyone airing out how they felt in general, just about what was going on. So, yeah, you know, people are going to take certain things in the, you know, out of context and whatever. But at the end of the day, it was the people that were in the room that really knew what happened. And uh, there was a bunch of people that talked, including myself and, and others. But, like, you know, for me, it kind of, you know, I was a little irritated at first because I'm like, this is supposed to be family business. Like, this shouldn't even, I don't even know how it gets out. But there's always, you know how it is. There's always going to be a couple of people that leak stuff. So, um, yeah, those family business, simple as that. And, uh, you know, you can't read too much into it. Yeah, well, we did because, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, Mick Dumbass was trending yeah. literally as the game was taking place. It's like a heel painting, and it's an uncomfortable spot for you, too. Like, people get fired. It's not a fun part of the business, especially in the middle of the season, one that could go on to be record-breaking for you with what you're on, and you're going to get asked about it. Do you feel like, though, the vibes of the team, and I feel like 
social media Raiders put out, Marshawn Lynch's thing. It's like, we want to get back to the Raider way. It sounded like when AP talked to the team, he talked about you got to have your own way as well. Does it feel like that is the case? And how do you think the whole team is kind of galvanized around a new brand of Raiders football in the middle of a season? Um, I think everybody's just been just fully embraced it. You know, you could just see like our social media has been going nuts. Like I feel like they've been a plus this last week. Um, but everyone's been eating it up and, it, and it's the truth. Like AP talks about it. Um, you know, he told everybody he wants everyone to have their personality show, everyone to be themselves, not be, you know, walking on eggshells, anything like that. It's just be a Raider. Like we talk, you know, people talk about the Raiders and the history and things like that, but like, it's real. Like when you come in this building, um, being a Raider is a little bit different. That's why I carry it. I, I got the, the shield tatted on me. So it's like, it's really a, it's, it's a different brand than just being like the bad boys in the NFL and, and bringing that back. And I feel like there's no other organization that, that has the history we do and you got to fully embrace it and, and love it. And I feel like everybody's bought in on that and AP's pushing that message. And he's, he, like you said, he's from Compton. He's literally grew up a Raider fan. This is, he's a Raider for life. So um, he's embracing it and just, you know, everyone's following him. You guys smoking out a brand new locker room. You know, in the middle of uh, in the middle of a season, and Mark Davis being like, "This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm talking about." I mean, that is that has to be a beautiful thing. You know, like ownership being involved in this. Uh, as he spoke since the moving on to Antonio Pierce, and obviously your relationship with him is close. But how around is he with how this transition period that you guys are currently in? Yeah, you know, Mark is. Uh... You know, Mark is a Raider through and through. He loves it. You know, all the money in the world doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter. He wants to win. You know, he wants to have success just like all of us. And, uh, you know, there's certain things that had to happen. And uh, I, I, I can go on and on about Mark, but he, he loves Raider football. And he wants us to succeed. He wants me to succeed. He wants Devontae, all of us to, you know, live up to our full potential and win as a Raider. And uh, that's all we want. You know, it's not like we selfishly just want success for us and, like, you know, the stuff about Devontae talking about his situation, like, it's not about Devontae getting numbers and things like that. It's not about me getting numbers. It's about winning and football looking right, Raider football looking like Raider football. And, like, that's all Mark cares about. Yeah, you can see him on the screen. Hey, smoke uh, whatever you want, boys. <laughs> Fresh cut. <laughs> like, Mark is just – Mark is the man. You know, we, we smoke stogies in the offseason together and have great conversations. And the guy's exactly what you would imagine, but even better. You know, he's a, he's a – He's an A1 human being. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know if he was dancing to Meek Mill like Jim Irsay was, but <laughs> yeah, I do think... Yeah, <laughs> that was something. That was what? That was what? That was something. Something great. Yeah. Something great. Obviously, we need more of that. You talk about numbers, three sacks yesterday out of you, yeah. Max. Darius has a question for you. Yeah, Max, another game where you're playing every snap. Like, obviously, we're in the middle of November and been in a locker room before everyone's banged up, but how are you able to play every snap full speed? Like, what do your Mondays and Wednesdays look like? I know you guys got Victory Monday. You're obviously in the building. What would be some advice to the young guys as far as taking care of their body in this uh, in the big boys league? Yeah, you know, honestly, my, my number one, you know, thing that I say to everybody is, like, when it comes to training, it's not a, you know, being in the NFL, doing this is not a part-time job. You know, some people take, you know, treat it like a part-time job. I do it all year round. I start training in January. <laughs> and the season ends in January. So, like, for me, it's all year round, meal prep, stretching every single night, same routine, like, just dialing it, finding that 1% I can get better in every single way. And I do that every single day, all year round. Like, people think I'm nuts, but, like, I'm truly obsessed with, with being the best version of myself. And, you know, it's only nine games into the season. I got a ton of work to do. Um, but I feel like people are starting to understand, like, 
you know, they see me playing 100% of the snaps and think it's nuts. But, like, in the offseason, I'm running with the DBs. And I'm, you know, training with MMA fighters, doing all that shit. Like, people think it's, you know, think I'm, like, joking. But, like, it's real. And I'm never going to sit here and lie and be like, yeah, I'm the hardest. Like, I know what I do. Like, it's, it's not normal. But, like, it's really not normal. I'm not going to be here to say, like, yeah. Um, I work my ass off. That's why I do that. But also, yeah, that is kind of what's yeah. happening. It's paying off, though. Look at these stats. Look at these stats. Look at these stats. That's nine games. You're a psychopath. And things have not gone necessarily perfect no, for the Raiders thus far. Is this the best you've played? Is this the best you've played? Um, you know, I feel like I'm playing my best football right now, no question. Um, but the thing is, is like I know I have more more room to grow. Like even last night, like I had a few rushes. I wish I could get back. Um, oh yeah, I we saw those. Lazy. Those are yeah. terrible. Yeah. Lazy. Yeah, he did look half speed. Uh, I really no. I missed the sack on the last play of the game too. I, like there's there's so many so many missed ops that I have, and it's like that's what motivates me. For me, I know what my standard is and how how good I, I believe I can be, and like that's what I'm chasing every single day. So I'm, I'm not saying that the cliche answer. I know I can get better. Like I know I can get better, and I will get better. And, that's why I work the way I work. Yeah, the ops only give you so many ops, and you got to take advantage of those ops whenever the ops let it up. Seriously, mm -hmm. that's a real deal. Yeah. Uh, Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Max, I assume you spent a lot of time in the backfield in, in training camp, so you probably got uh, a lot of time to get to know Aiden O'Connell uh, since you're growing up with him. How impressive is he? Like yesterday, I think there was like third and seven, third and eight. I think he just kind of looked at Devontae and kind of gave him a little check, and they ran an out route uh, for a first down, which is awesome. How impressive has he been as, as a rookie and, and going forward? Yeah, he's he's a stud. Um, he doesn't carry himself like a rookie. Um, that's that's the first thing I you know I could point to. You know, when he first got here, he carried himself like he was a vet. Um, he comes in, he's super calm. He doesn't let anything get to him. He gets ripped on. You know, he's getting ripped <laughs> on in meetings. And he's just like poker face. Doesn't you know? Doesn't have any reaction. So um, seeing a young guy like that um, is super rare, especially playing quarterback. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm not surprised by what he's doing. Um, coming in, getting his first win being poised, you know, under pressure. And uh, I expect him to get better every week. And, um, you know, I'm just happy for him. You know, he's finally getting this opportunity. And, you know, he's going to take full advantage of it, I have no doubt. Go ahead, AJ. Max, so how do you guys continue this? Obviously, it was awesome, awesome watching you guys celebrate. Now, I'm sure and even Antonio Pierce, you hear in his, his post-game speech to you guys, like he's basically saying, hey, this is just the beginning. This is good start, whatever. We're going to keep it going. How do you guys keep your, your foot on the gas pedal? We know you will, but obviously it takes everybody. No, 100%. You know, it's just about dialing in. You know, it's a 24-hour rule. You know, you celebrate the wins. Um, you learn from the losses, and uh, that's our mentality. You know, it's a great, you know, great to get our first win with AP and, you know, Aiden playing quarterback, and it's, it's a whole new look. But um, we have a ton of room to grow, and uh, that's what's most important. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of room to grow, and, you know, you can only build off it. You know, you can't get too high, too low in this league. You just got to constantly, you know, find that 1% to get better. And uh, that's the, you know, that's what AP is pushing. And that's all the leaders and everybody in the building's pushing, and we're buying into it. Who'd we see over here? Who'd we see? Oh, that was uh, Divine Diablo. Great, great young linebacker. Great name. Yeah. Great name. Divine uh, Diablo? All-time name. Is it Mark Davis Divine. around? Yeah, he's like a – that's like a movie character name. But he's, he's – It's awesome. So we're back in the building right now. Antonio Pierce, I see you Wednesday. How many people are in there? This is good. This is good news. We're all in. <laughs> yeah, we got a good amount. I got in here bright and early. I uh, got a lift. Uh, getting the body right. I'm about to get a massage and, you know, just get after it. So. What's that little but, little laser therapy on the door? On a, <laughs> I love that. Getting great, Guys getting great better. Facility. Uh, I'm like in a little 
the hallway right now, just oh, up. look at that! Sh hey, look at that writer's. I mean, that's a clean, yeah. gorgeous. Where'd you get it tatted at? Man, uh, I got it. Hold on, I gotta find it. Tricep, right here. It's a good looking tricep. Sweet. A lot has been made about your brand new tattoos. This was all this off season. You got a lot of this done. Yeah, I got the got the whole torso torso blasted. So, Did they yeah. put you under? How long uh, is that? How many hours is that? I think 12, 12, 13 hours. Now, it was two I sessions, and I was yeah, I was out. How many? Out how many tattoo people? Five. Jesus. Wow. So 60, yeah, awesome. 60 hours. Did they strap you down too so you didn't move? Like how, how does that how does that even happen? You tell me. How, how no, I got a gnarly ass picture I gotta show y'all, but I was literally in my living room, just on a chair. I'm literally arms spread out, and I have five different people tattooing me at, at the same time. Like it's it was crazy. But it's honestly it was quite the experience because you wake up, boom, it's done, and then you just keep moving forward. Is that the He's tattoo got... artist right there? Are we adding? No, uh, this is Drew. What's up, Drew? Thank you, Drew. Drew. Drew, do you have a Connor Stallions job for the Raiders? <laughs> okay. All right, sweet. Maybe. All right, sweet. Connor has a question for you about that building. Yeah, Max, we saw the uh, mini hoop that was put in that Devontae yeah. got soaking wet on. Uh, is there any <laughs> other things that might be added to the locker room after you know the celebration yesterday? It feels like maybe a hot tub gets put in the middle or something along those lines. A hot tub? A hot tub. I don't know about that, but we might, you know, think about maybe some darts or something. I was oh. thinking about that. Yeah, that'd be safe. You know, we already got cornhole too, so we, we have we have quite the amount of uh, you know extracurricular activities in there. We got a uh, what is it called? Super Smash Bros. Guys got Ooh. the whole setup there, so yeah, we're having fun, enjoying our off time. How's the cornhole? Kickers and punters beat everybody. Yeah, kickers and punters are elite. Um, our long snapper, uh, Bob, dude is insane. He's uh, he's elite. So yeah, there's a good group of guys though. I feel like I'm kind of you know above average. You know, seven point two on a out of ten scale, but okay. you know, it's not too bad. Well, you know, kicker punter has a lot more time. Long snapper. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, while you're learning stuff and working on playing every single snap, they're in there <laughs> dialing it. You know what I mean? Do you have the? Uh -huh. Do you have the good bags too? We got one slick side, one stop side. Um, the bags are decent, um, but honestly, you would be surprised. Josh Jacobs and Devontae play cornhole against each other probably more than anybody. So those two are always just they're hooping or playing cornhole. They're yeah, they're on the same page. I like that good competition. How's Bob Spillane whenever it comes to the cornhole? <laughs> Bob Spillane, I feel like he. Uh, I don't know if he could like physically play it his neck i feel like it doesn't come out the right way i've never seen him throw a corner in my life yeah there's he, a reason he's strictly a downhill yep. guy yeah well that's good gotta have that. that's right away need it that's right away by the way what it sounds like we're getting closer and closer to go ahead and listen to the rush which is max crosby's podcast it is fantastic ladies and gentlemen the condor who do you guys got this week uh, we got New York Jets at home. So back-to-back -back New York teams. Prime time. Hey, listen. Yeah. That's Prime a big game. Man. You know, they win. Aaron Rodgers maybe comes back. Yeah, you never oh. know. Yeah, just something to think about for the boys over there. You know what I mean? Amen. Hey, man. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. It's Sunday night, so we'll be dialed in. Oh, yeah. We're about to do something about not being happy. That's on us. Yeah, that's the only game we are happy about. We talked about it earlier before the show. No, you're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a stud. Max Crosby. We should delay what we're about to do at least well, five minutes or so. Yeah, that was the only not one. his fault. Separate no. the conversation. Because mm -hmm. these primetime games coming up, AJ, you start yeah. looking ahead, 
you start thinking mm-hmm. to yourself, hmm. what are we doing? Are we like, for instance, yesterday, Seahawks-Ravens. Shout out to the Ravens doing their thing, mm-hmm. okay? Great game. Outrushed uh, the Seahawks by, like, 200 yards or something. Yeah, total yards, I think it was, like, 551 to 190. And then rushing, it was, like, 238 to, like, 40 or something. Yeah. I, I mean, just absolute domination. But that's 10 a.m. local for the Seahawks, that game, kicking off at 1 o'clock. It's like... That's not right. And, mm. and then there's three, four o'clock games. It's like, why not? What are we even doing? You know, not, not that the Seahawks are making excuses, but if that was me, 10 a.m. local, and then you got to play the Ravens. Yeah. Like that's uh that is a tough thing to kind of adjust to, figure it out. Upcoming, we got the Niners. Yeah, going to Jacksonville at one o'clock yeah. next week. Niners, Jags, yeah. one o'clock, let alone it being like a 10 a.m. local for the Niners, which is no matter what we're doing, falling back or springing forward with the whole you know, clock thing, which was great. This we need to stop doing. But Niners Jags. <laughs> why game. is that not at a four fifteen game just automatically yes. or Sunday night football mm-hmm. thing automatically? I'm wondering about these schedule makers. I am. I'm like, what are we doing? How do we get to this point? Well, and especially like with the opportunity to flex and where we are now, like some of the other like Bra- let's put up the let's put up the Connor graphic mm-hmm. and then as we're looking at this, go ahead, Todd. Yeah. So Browns yeah. Ravens is a one o'clock game as well. Uh, that, I feel like that'd be a good opportunity for Sunday night football. Texans Bengals. Quietly has kind of become mm-hmm. like that. That's going to be one of the best games of the weekend. Saints Vikings, both of them are five and four and kind of on the come up a little bit. And then the uh, four o'clock time slot Lions at Chargers. So all of those games are, you know, at least in terms of what we have on primetime, are definitely more marquee matchups than what we're getting. Hey, great graphic. Really? Hey, thank graphic. you, guys. I don't know if really it fit good. on the screen. Really good. I don't know if we had the right dims, you know, but I do love. That this was the scene in which we utilize this because that is how it makes you feel whenever you start looking. Hey, you go, oh, Aww. you know, Aww. And, you know, you can't really see it, but there are tears in his eyes. And, and you know, for us uh, in the world, really, like these are the games that the NFL is showing to everybody. Like, hey, there's nothing else on. Mm-hmm. This is what we want you to see. And I mean, you look at those games, and it's just tough because that's not what we want to see. We talked about this with the Chiefs when they played the Jets. Like, hey, Swifties. I know what just happened to Patrick Mahomes and you know Zach Wilson outdueled them, but that that's not what goes on on a day to day basis here in the NFL. And now we're rolling. You out. say we're misrepresenting the league. Just just on a world. The Chiefs view. Dolphins nine thirty. Yeah. While I was watching some of those other games, it was like, oh, I appreciate that they paid their respect to Germany and shout out to Germany for showing up. Yeah, Germany. And shout out to the boys for having a game and the Chiefs win after only going in there on Thursday. And I believe Travis Kelsey said, "You could wake me up at two a.m." and say, we got a football game, and I'm going to go play because I love football, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do my thing. So they were kind of – you could tell that they were thinking, it's all bullshit. This is all just excuses. doesn't matter when you go over there. Even though a lot of teams have said the team that goes over and gets adapted to the time zone mm-hmm. in the world that is Germany or England, is the better. So they get a win. Now, yeah. Miami almost came back and yes, made that did. Did. do what it did. But that being a 930 game, especially with where they're at right now, <laughs> That's tough whenever you're looking at as an NFL fan. That is tough, but obviously we know the NFL is trying to expand the brand globally, and that's a you know those are two great teams, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, and it ended up being a great game. Obviously, Chiefs jumped out what 21 zip yep. yeah. Yeah. on a halftime, but then Dolphins made it a game until 
my guy kind of, you know, shit down his leg. But uh, Ball slipped out of his hand. Yep. I think it was a slick ball over there, too. Must have been. A little bit. Patrick Mahomes well, had one. Two had grass. one. The boys were fumbling. Grass. It was super They grass. were. They did do a 90%, 10% mix between artificial grass and actual grass over there in Frankfurt because the field was atrocious, is what was being said mm-hmm. about the conditions over there. The Germans showed up. As they showcased the stadium early, though, the first thing I saw was like, oh, that roof's getting hit. You know, yeah. that, yep. that yep. roof is going to get hit because any NFL punter could have hit the Dallas Cowboys jumbotron and it looked like it was lower than the Dallas Cowboys thing. Jake Bailey would go on to hit the jumbotron up in the middle of the roof pretty much. So that was fantastic to see a punter kind of do a little damage over there in Germany. But other than that, cool experience. Felt like the fans were into it, especially late. They got engaged to oh. it all. But that game, we need to be showcasing. Yes. You know, our best games out there. So we can't have all garbage games though overseas though. We can't just throw anyone together. They gotta give them you gotta give give the people what they want a little mm-hmm. Raven Seahawks would have been sweet. Yeah. Would have been awesome. Would have been sweet. Yeah. Seattle went over yeah. there last year. Yeah, too. Seattle, what's that? A fourteen hour flight yeah. from where they're at to Germany. I mean, that would just yeah. be very kind to them. I agree. Should be good games. But whenever you start mapping out our primetime games over the next like week or two, it's like, couldn't one of these games matchups okay. been saved for another one? Like That's somebody's full-time job. But also predicting what teams are good right. and what teams are not. Yeah. Like, for instance, tonight, Chargers-Jets. They thought that was going to be a big Right. That should have oh, yeah. been. Not only do you have the L.A. market and the New York market, which is huge. huge. Aaron Rodgers-Justin Herbert was supposed to be great. Mm-hmm. So I don't really blame this particular matchup. But in the time of being able to flex stuff – and them not utilizing it, that's what I think we're all calling into question. Like, hey, we have this for a reason. If two teams aren't who we thought they were, let's go ahead and utilize that. Why are we not? Well, and like next week with the uh, Jets and the Raiders, like no disrespect to either one of them, but when you're keeping it the same, like part of it, it, part of the purpose of Flex, I thought was, yeah, we want to put playoff implication matchups, but also if we have two teams who both have backup quarterbacks playing, like, Let's not put that in prime time. You know, a lot of backup quarterbacks right now. Exactly. So, you looked around Tons. yesterday. It was like, "There's a backup." I mean, Dobbs obviously was a backup yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only does Dobbs get traded, he becomes backup to the backup. He goes in there and absolutely lights it up. Aiden O'Connell, he's obviously out there. Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. was out there doing his thing. Yeah. It's like you start looking around. It's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of backup quarterbacks yeah. on football fields right now. We're only in week nine. Yeah, Heine- yeah Heineke. He, I mean, that was a Brett backup Rippin. bowl. Ripping like it's across the league. I think there's eight or nine. Backups who are playing, and maybe that'll change if Kyler comes. Tommy back. Davido, Davido, Platoon, Platoon. There's some quarterbacks like half the league. That's a lot. Yeah, ton. And we're only in week. We're we're still in week nine. Mm-hmm. Halfway. <laughs> what a lot of a lot of football. Yeah, nine left. weeks after this. A lot of games left for a lot of people. A lot of opportunities to you know not remain healthy. I don't want to be the bearer of negative. Right. But it is real. Like we're already out a bunch. That Daniel Jones stuff, crazy. Man. That was non-contact. And then ACL. Yeah, you hear what Schefter Confirmed. says. Schefter says, like they only owe him thirty-five million. You start looking ahead, and then you know, get a top pick. Bruce, I don't want to bring it up, but Brucey, yeah, Bruce, what are we doing? You know, Saquon's- what do they think there, Brucey? Uh, it it sure feels done. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> got to think we probably draft a quarterback if we're if we're in the top three picks. Here. Have to. Oh. If it means anything, Colts are in an interesting spot, too. We just beat the hell out of that Panthers team. Killed them. Hey, oh, yeah. they're, they're bad. They are a bad football team. Yeah. Or maybe the Colts are that good. I don't know. You're right. Uh, you're right. Well, I don't know how that was my first <laughs> response. But Kenny Moore, first guy in Colts history, I believe. Yeah. 
two pick yeah. sixes. I mean, that, that was that, sweet. That, yeah, that was Couple sweet too. To the crib, we go late to the flat. You win a lot of games if you do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now this is the expectation, Kenny. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, Kenny's two he games. Had, had a rough year last year, but he's bounced back and balled out this year for sure. I think Kenny had some contractual stuff last year that kind of made him start mm-hmm. on a slow step. But yeah, Kenny has dominated for us. He's an incredible football player. Now that one, Bryce just kind of gave to him. He made a play on the first one, but like our defense is confidence after the last three games we gave up like 36 37 and 39 consecutively oh yeah and all those times our offense is still scoring 20 plus where if our defense gets any stops or does anything Colts might have like six seven wins right like it is absurd to think that the defense has kind of been the thing that has let us down here in Indianapolis but they the confidence all the way back like like and shout out to the Panthers and Bryce Young, and Frank Reich, and Josh McCown, right. and Andy Dalton, right. and the first overall pick for doing that yeah. for us. But boy, <laughs> with C.J. Stroud throwing for 470, and then Bryce Young having the day that he had, and this is life in the NFL, you're going to get judged every single game. There has to be some buyer's remorse down there mm-hmm. in Carolina with how it's going. And I'm not saying it's anywhere near the same situation. Okay, but the buyer's remorse might be on the Frank Reich. Yeah, it might be on the well, moving on sure. from Wilkes. For sure, buyer's remorse might be taking Bryce Young uh, at number one because we have no idea what his future is going to be. But if it's anything like it is right now, there's not a lot of promise being shaped out on. Yeah, I don't know what the stats are as far as how many times this has happened in NFL history, but they lost twenty-seven thirteen, and the number one pick gave him fourteen points. Like uh, that, that can't rookie be. quarterbacks can have yeah, a absolutely. tough learning curve. I think it might have been the first time. Yeah. Not the first time. I can't remember the stat, but uh, that uh, Colts had under 200 yards and won by 14 plus points. It's um, it's wild to think because they're one in seven. Ugh. Mm-hmm. They gave up their number one overall though. Yeah. To Chicago, so they're kind of stuck. Is that owner known for being patient? Uh, the answer is no. He has moved quickly since becoming an NFL owner. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You stink. Quarterback out. You quarterback out. New quarterback in. Hate you. You're gone. Trade. Cut. Fire. We're not building here anymore, Mm -mm. by the way. We are are not building a new facility here. We are out. This is not going out. He is very much a mover and a shaker. It's like, can they say we need two to three years here to really see what Bryce Young is and Frank Reich's offense getting in there and them all being able to work together, maybe more weapons? Or is it more likely that we see another situation with a quarterback where it's like new OC coming in next year, new OC coming in the year after, and then we're going to be stuck asking a question. Everybody called this guy Steph Curry. It's like, did we ever, do we we have any idea if that's the case? Probably not. Well, do you think like now it it almost becomes more apparent or it seems likely that the, that Houston was the one leaking all that negative shit about C.J. Stroud. Whoa. Like, the, you Whoa. know, the, I mean. Cereal would never. Well, I mean. Well, you're get, right. Jack Eastby left the building, though. If they knew what that he, he was potentially going to do this, like it, it, just a masterful move by kind of <laughs> handcuffing Carolina and being like, no, you guys got Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Take Steph Curry. We'll we'll take you know Bogdan Bogdanovich with the second pick and be okay with it when they knew like, hey, this is the best guy in this draft class. All right, somebody text Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, tell him it's Steph Curry of football. Now that's a pretty good description, yeah. right? You know, I'm John. all in favor of that. Say aye, aye. aye perfect. Right. Text Dan. All right, now CJ's so dumb. Yeah, what's a test we can make up? O two four fifty. Yeah, basically can't read. God doesn't even understand. <laughs> Yeah, somebody. All right, send that to whichever, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Send that to all the insiders. Okay, so we got Steph Curry, and we got a guy that has no idea how to function as a human. We should be able to get him a two, no problem. 
And then it kind of starts working like that. And then you hear everybody's like, you know what, Bryce Young, after you start watching the film, it's like, this guy, his size, he's going to be able to beat it. It's like, now we're all starting to question, like, is he? Is he going to be able to do what he did in college in the NFL? That's the same question I have for Caleb after watching Caleb Williams. Like, Caleb Williams is awesome to watch, but a lot of his playmaking is, like, beating dudes mm -hmm. and, like, getting out of tackles and shaking people. It's like, is he going to be able to do that against guys that are 260 running four twos yeah. uh, as opposed to dudes that aren't? It's like, I think so. I hope so because that would be good for the NFL. Yep. But it's like with Bryce Young – he had such good feel in college. Remember, they're like, this guy, the feel he has, yeah. the natural feel he's able to do it. Yeah. It's like, well, does that stop a 4-4 four, four, four guy who happens to play D-tackle or an outside edge guy? Is that going to stop them because he has good feel in college? It's the SEC. It's like all the all-stars from the SEC are playing yeah. from the last 10 years Bingo. in the NFL. It's not just SEC as a whole. It's, it's fascinating whenever you're trying to figure out who's the right guy because C.J. Stroud, 10 weeks into this thing, clearly was the right choice. Yeah. But will we ever know if Bryce had an opportunity? I don't know. I have no we idea. Saw, I yeah. mean, we saw it quick. Like, it, me, AJ, yourself, all of us are on that field in Atlanta. Like, we saw, oh, okay, this, I hadn't seen him play much up until then. I know AJ talked about him not uh, moving and scrambling as much before that game, but to see him, speaking of the SEC All-Star, going against that Georgia team, Which, who I feel like if Marvin Harrison stays healthy, they probably win, win that game because mm -hmm. he was killing them. But um, So we saw it. Uh, obviously, you know, through the process and the draft, all this shit starts to come out. You start almost finding reasons not to draft a guy. But uh, I don't think any of us are surprised by him. But it, it goes back to what are the Panthers doing around him? You know, you're already picking a guy. He's small. He's going to be an outlier if he's successful in the NFL. But what are you doing around him? The Texans, you went out and traded another pick to get Will Anderson to get a frontline defender. You go and get uh, hit a home run with D'Amico Ryans at head coach. Your offensive line, you pay your offensive line, mm -hmm. your top offensive line in the league, happy Tank Dell, you know, all these uh, Nico Collins, Noah freaking uh, Noah Brown, like all, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Like you're getting guys around him to help him be successful. So um, it, it's, it's always a team effort when it comes to this quarterback. They hit on Tank Dell too. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was a homer. What a player. Yeah. And just the other guys he's playing with. Like Nico Collins has been on the Texans, been but he's good. having mm -hmm. the greatest year of his career by a large margin. Who's the OC at the Texans? Bobby Slowick. Mm -hmm. So from the things that are being said about his offense, AJ, I don't know if you've – I have not broken down the film. I guess I should. I should do that <laughs> because of what CJ's doing. But it's like those who are breaking it down are like, hey, this offense too – very good. Yeah. Like the way they're being set up for success. The offensive line is protecting whenever they have to. And CJ's making all of the throws, which is why you have such quick success. And then their whole team, like as opposed to just saying, ah, we're done when Baker walks down the field and takes the lead late in the fourth, they all had that belief that they were going to walk right back. It's a whole new vibe with the drafting of CJ Stroud. Do you see that in Carolina? Do you see it? Mm. Uh I don't know. Uh, is it is it is it possible <laughs> in the near future that you see that in Carolina? That's the other question too. Like, what is if they keep thinking if they don't make any changes, what do they look like next year? What do they look like the rest of this year? Who I have a, I have a hard time putting it on, on Bryce, Bryce yeah. when we knew or had ideas of how bad the situation was here under Frank Reich, and then they were like, "Let's hire that guy again and see what happens." And oh, guess what? Oh, it's the same. Yeah, Frank looks like he has. Zero soul on the sideline. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a 45-second shot of him, and I don't think he blinked. <laughs> I think a I tough have. spot to be in, man. That would be so brutal. Just everything <laughs> running through his head. The Colts were going to pay me for another five years. 
They fired me week nine. I could just be anything other than this. And then tomorrow, I got to walk into a meeting with the most impatient owner. Exactly. And tell him how. Every negative yep. play on offense. Just, just like, like a player. Oh, just like shit. players think. What is Tepper going to say about that tomorrow? <laughs> no. And then you got Josh McCown and Andy Dalton just like, what did we sign up for? Yeah. yeah. We thought this was going to be. I mean, they're all questioning everything. He gave a play calling a couple weeks ago to uh, Thomas Brown. That helped. Well, I mean, you know, try to, you know, I guess better manage the team. Well, because well, he didn't want all of it on him. Whew, it's rough out there. No, I would assume he. He's not the one that made the decision to give up the play. Code. Yeah, I assume that would be a Monday yeah. meeting with uh, maybe mm. ownership. You call a play for a guy that wasn't on the field. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he wasn't on the field. Okay, you're not calling plays. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're not playing. You're not calling plays anymore. But for the Colts, <laughs> let's go. Gardner Minshew, yeah. what a leader. Great yeah. win. Yeah, and I love Gardner. Gardner's fun. What's that, bub? That. <laughs> Jim Irsay dancing? Yeah, yeah, breaking it down. You gotta remember, this Killing guy's coming it. out of surgery. Look he at, was, hold, I love how he's holding Steichen's little thingy. Steichen. He's holding a little thingy. My, what is he, 62? Why does he Can do I get my thingy? Because yeah. he just got done with his surgery. It's hurt, Tony. The guy's bad. Wait, how old is he? Uh, For real. I do, he's 60 something. But the oh, surgery okay. he just had was eight, on his back eight, hip, back, I believe. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's a surgery, he had a treatment, something happened. That's a new TikTok dance. Steichen let him break it down, too. Arr. Arr. Hold up, wait a minute. You hear them out. Yeah, I love this song. High five, big hugs. <laughs> get me you. out of here. Jim Irsay's thinking there at the end. All right, how do I get out of this? Yeah, boys, we're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now, there was something to be said, too, uh, that I think he was potentially in a golf cart all day. Sure, yeah. Nice. And when he fired Frank Reich and hired Jeff Saturday, he got a lot of heat. Yeah. Seeing so, you know, Max Crosby and the boys are all smoking cigars in there. That was a potential cigar-smoking game Yeah. after beating Frank Reich, the man he decided to move on from in the middle of the season mm -hmm. after the fourth straight game and not being able to get a first down in an entire game like he did against New England Patriots. Now, that is happening in Carolina. How quickly will Tepper do what Ursay did? And will we see Tepper doing a Meek Mill dance after wherever Frank Reich gets a head coaching job at for next year? Yeah, Tepper's probably hiring the Houston OC uh, as soon as possible, but can you imagine what Jim Ursay might have said to Tepper at that game? I bet it's real fun with Frank, ain't it, bitch? <laughs> Yeah, good luck. Good uh, luck. Brother. Hey, you should sign him to a 10-year contract because it's going to work. Believe me, I've been there. Brother, this was my life last year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you see what I do after this game. <laughs> Wait, you're going to see. We never did that. You're going to see. It's going to be everywhere. You're not doing that for years. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. <laughs> All right, this show uh, is wrapping up here on ESPN2. The next hour will continue on YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. There's a lot still to chat about, and there's overreactions from all around the NFL. We'll see you tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Goodbye. Nailed it, right? Yep, let's Boom. go. Boom. Oh, wait. Be careful, he said. And we're out. Okay. Okay, nice. Yeah. Fuck. The person that pushes the button to end our show. Because we're on ESPN2. Is it a new person? Ah, mm. Could yep. be. That so, makes sense. Could you imagine? Why is it ESPN2? Uh, there was something going on at ESPN. Yeah, Notre Dame. South Carolina. Yeah, in, in Paris. Paris. College basketball tipping off? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Finally, you can root nice. for another team. Coach Strewsberg? Are you, you still coaching for Texas? Yeah. What? Are you still on the staff at Texas? I know you heard the question. Ole Miss, I think. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, yeah, let's go, Rebels. I don't know if I'm coaching anymore. You're gun for hire right now, aren't Utah. you? Yeah, you are. I moved to the pros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had oh, you one did, season yeah. in college. Yeah, yeah you're right. Hired. We did you're great. Right. One and done. Now I'm in the Utah yeah. Jazz organization. Love Congrats. what you did with the team. Thank you. A lot of people talk nice. about not earning it. I earned it. Yeah. I've been in college. <laughs> now yeah. I'm in the NBA. That's exactly. how it works. And I'll tell you, the things I say and the way I go about motivating, 
It works, yeah. especially in basketball. Yeah, that's right. This NIL era would have been great for me if it would have been around for as long as I was coaching in college. You only really got to see the last year there. Sure. But in the NBA, it really works. It really comes through. 20000 I owe to a, to a foundation of Kelly Olenek's choice. They're coming to Indiana this week. Yes, they oh, are. That's right. Yeah. Nice. And someone else is, too. Wemby tonight in Indiana. Ooh, are you oh. going to see him? Oh, Monday Night Football. But it is. Of course. Ooh. Thank you, Mitt. Boots on the ground. Take notes. I, Take notes, Mitt. Been balling. I mean, you can see the Has highlights. He? Yeah. I was Hal Burton. Hal Burton just got his pocket picked to lose the game. No, oh, it he, doesn't matter. Kevin Durant got his fight. That's going to happen. Was that on the, that on the worst court ever designed by humans, or was that the normal oh. court? Uh, Which one are you talking about? You're talking about the, the, the playing court. Play the the playing courts. Those are really cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. neat. I, I like the fact that the NBA created a mega bowl. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that part. I, Jackie Moon, will wrestle a bear. Yeah. Welcome to the Mega Bowl. The NBA That's Cup. what they did. The, exactly. NBA, the NBA created the Mega Bowl. The NBA Carabao Cup. It is the. It's not the. Yeah, it is. By the way, that was Carab Caribou. Carabao. But it's spelled Caribou. It's spelled like the Caribou. animal. B a o Carabao. So it doesn't mean like I care about this other team. What no, does it mean? That's what I thought. I Me thought too. the Carabao Cup was like I I'm care about it. I care about it. Yeah. About it. <laughs> that is not. We what need more hilarious. tournaments. Yeah. You guys thought that was. You thought it was not that. Well, I thought that's why we were talking about. I it. knew what it was because you know I've, he's talked about it plenty in the in the past. Uh, so I was hoping to make maybe we got the Love It Cup. Like I love it. That's yeah, good. That'd be Ain't, sweet. You know? well, we, love it. we can't call it the NBA. <laughs> what is the Carabao Cup? Uh, that is one of those made-up soccer cups that they do uh, in the soccer. Every weekend. The ball. Every it's single the weekend. English a League one. Cup. Just the top 20 teams in England. Oh, that makes sense, Goom. Thank yeah. you for clearing it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're doing it with the NBA, AJ. It's the NBA Cup in the season. Yeah, but every team's in it. Yeah, True. so is every team in the English Premier League. And it's the NBA. And yeah, but all who's trying in the English the Premier League? Top 20 teams in England. Not Burnley. Yeah, is, that, is Burnley no, in Burnley there? No, Burnley lost again on the weekend, all right? they. Stink. So they're not in it. Yeah, they are. They already got knocked out. They're not in the care about Ryan Cup. They, they got Ryan knocked team out in by everything. No, no, they're they're a lower years. level, dude. Pay attention. A few years away. I'm calling an owner. <laughs> I'm calling an owner. Is that what a care about is? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, like so we got knocked out of the... Yeah. Uh, care about. What about the Concafa? Concafa? Hey, that's we're country. live. I just heard we got kicked out of the care about Cup. What the fuck's going on over there, JJ? Yeah, that is a, that is true. That is true. Who's this, Gump? No, it's not just Gump. It's all of us. Yeah, it's all of us. We're not happy about this, bro. We wanted to win the Carabot. Yeah, we're out of the Carabot Cup. It is what it is. It's a reality of the situation. And onwards and upwards. Well, is it uh, upwards? Why isn't he? He's they went, the they went out, they're in. They're all they went the last 16. Saying that's not true. They, they said if you went out the there, you're okay. Is that right? If we went out where? In EPL. The rest of the season. Stay in the league. Oh, yeah. No, I'd love to win out the rest of the season. That'd be fantastic. But but that's yeah. never going to get us a care about cup, it sounds like. No, no. We are we are literally out of that competition. Come on. We just started caring about this sport. This You know what I mean? We just learned about it. <laughs> you and Dude Perfect should do a show on FX. We got FX. other things to care about. We got other matches to worry about. What? We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everybody calm down. Gumpy's Gumpy's full panic mode on Burnley. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm worried, AJ. You got Arsenal. West Virginia. You got Arsenal this weekend, did. AJ. You're damn right. Talking. You're damn right, JJ. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right, thank you, buddy. Is Messi playing anywhere? Nah, he's hurt. He said West Virginia turned it around. 
He said I was out on West Virginia at the beginning of the year. They turned it around. Took eight years. Burnley's the West Virginia of the English Premier League. Isn't Burnley like one in twenty right now? Yeah, they They are one win. Oh no, we got we even got one win, one draw, and nine losses. That's terrible. They got time. Fire no wins. Vincent Company right now. Don't do that. You can't get rid of company. That team fucking sucks. (laughs) I don't want AJ or JJ waking up tomorrow morning and saying. Boy, I wish I didn't invest in this team. This was a horrible idea. What do you think, dude? Perfect in here or regretting this whole thing? I don't think Tyler regrets much of anything. Tyler so I'm guessing never. he's he's okay. But JJ, I mean, how much how much how many more times is he gonna come on the show with his Burnley cap on? You know? Every, that's when we'll know. It'll be very telling. Yeah, two weeks from now, if he's got, you know, a oh, Wisconsin yeah. Badgers hat on. He has given up. Wisconsin lost to Indiana this weekend. They did. Terrible. What's going on? JJ's in a bad spot right now. That's brutal. Yeah, but Houston, big time. True. Yeah. Houston, big time. Yeah, but is he more of a card? He's yeah. Definitely, he's in. He's on the stadium. Yeah, but he stayed in Arizona. He didn't move to Houston. Oh. Arizona's beautiful. Houston's awesome too, though. Yeah. Houston's awesome too. Yeah. Plus, he's playing golf with John Rahm. You can't. You can't leave that. John Rahm not able to participate in the Tiger Woods golf tournament. Mm -hmm. What? What happened? He said he didn't expect the amount of responsibility that was coming alongside. I think is yeah. kind of what he said. Yes. I don't have the time and energy to actually huh. devote to this. So that means the league's probably going to be good, you know? Well, if they're, they're more, more, more of a commitment than he thought it was. This is yeah, more of a it's like dancing with the stars, you know. Ooh. People say I want to do dance with the stars and they learn six hours practice Monday through Friday next three <laughs> months. Mm-hmm. It's like, excuse me, uh, <laughs> sign up for a job? Uh, what? what? Sounds like I'm gonna yeah. be- Antonio Brown's in our season. Why would I even go? Yeah, he's got hips that don't lie. Yeah, like Shakira <laughs> yeah. works too hard. Dancing on a third leg too. He's coming back. Right? <laughs> Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Guy's a merman. Exactly. Rotation device. Let's get to a break. <laughs> Hour three will be fantastic. I'm sure of it. The NFL did good yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was a great I think day it was the best Paris. Sunday that they've had yes. so far. But the scheduling. Need to fix it. We need to figure that out. For the good of who football. Who does that? Do we know who's ahead, who's in charge? Absolutely. AI and then a couple people? No, so they did a... Uh, that person did an interview. I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but we saw the human who did it. On Good Morning Football. Yeah, yeah. and I don't want to say like... Take One the human? Vi- uh, the leader of the pack. Oh, yeah, okay. representing. They did like a victory lap on them being able to piece together the good schedule. It's an impossible task because you have no idea how teams are going to do. I think my biggest thing is like we allow for the flex. Mm-hmm. Let's. What week? Is this, is, can you flex now? What week? Yeah. Started Already. last week, I think. Is there only a certain amount of flexes you have? And I saw a recent commercial that said what well, used to take months for the NFL schedule now takes days with the AI. Oh, here we go. Wow. Taking all the feel out of it. Sweet Blake. Can we put up Connor's graphic again? Beautiful. Because AI, in theory, LA, New York. Yeah. Okay, that works in. Mm-hmm. We had the whole thing. Good. Panthers, Bears. I don't know how that got on Thursday night. None of the Colts games got Ooh, on Thursday yeah. night. That's Kirk and Al this Can't week? Doing it. It's going to be good. Oh, Al's going to be a legend. It's going to be a banger. Oh, yeah, He's no. not going to be wearing a tie. <laughs> Colts and Patriots, 9.30 a.m. I'm sure the Germans are pumped about Chiefs-Dolphins being over there. Oh, yeah. Jeez. That's our only primetime game. It's 9.30 primetime. Mm-hmm. Only one playing. Yeah. Going to get a win, though. They wearing the Indiana Knights in Germany? What if they had German Knights? I mean, if they really wanted to do it right, they would give both teams allied power uniforms. And we just maybe run it back and say, hey, Germany, you remember this? When we were the best, we still are, and now we play football. I, I can respect where you're coming from. As somebody who's been to Germany a few times since that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Right. 
I feel like they are very much uh we are sorry. Yeah, exactly. I hope they are very much uh Okay, so. well I am I reminders don't hurt. That's the nicest country I've ever been. Yeah. Now I, I am born there. Really? Really? Frankfurt. Okay. That's where they're playing. Big military nice. time. Oh yeah. I'm born on the army base. Ever go back? No. When was the last I time you were there? Go back, though. So what, 88, 89? Left two, three years old. That's awesome. So you're you a citizen if you're born on on base? Is that how it works? Yep, dual citizenship. So I got a nice. German birth certificate and a, an American one. Oh, oh he's in the CIA. Dog. Dog. Relax, relax. Dad, mom? Pops. Thanks for your service, yep. Mr. Barber. Yep. How much does CIA pay you, D-Butt? Dad serves in the Army. Uh, younger brother in the Air Force right now. And uh, older brother went to the Army as well. And you just came out of the CIA lab? You sack nah, of shit. Football guy. Sports. NSA, maybe? Hell yeah. Do they, sports. Do they like, uh, look down on you for not serving? No. Okay. No, they do my path. But uh, Gumpy wants to know how many countries you got. What's that? <laughs> Olympic, hey, Olympics is exciting. Yeah. It, it is exciting. Yeah. You know, it depends on the colors of the flags. Oh, yeah, you're a big China guy, right? No, a big uh, USA guy. Oh, that'd be... Just, I don't know where we're headed right now. <laughs> but I do appreciate the road that we're on. Sure. Yep. But as dumb American dropped into countries, just like the circus whole thing back, the Germans understand. What happened? Feels like okay. Yeah. Not everybody. I assume there is There's probably yeah. still a few some places you could go to where they're not necessarily the most welcoming to Americans. But everywhere I've been, they were very kind to me, and yeah. I'm very thankful for that. Do they celebrate grandparents' birthdays in Germany. <laughs> what? I'm just wondering. Well, they were the ones, is what he said. I, I, I don't know. So are they celebrate any buff. of them? Just curious. I don't think so. I think they just say no more birthdays from before 1940. Perfect. Whatever. 80 and up. But how about Germany showing up? What they say, 1.5 million people? Yeah, in that, get, in, Q. in that queue, yeah. It's awesome. They did it. Bjorn was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Football Bromance Show had a lot of appearances He's on singing that. the National Anthem? Oh, I didn't. Actually, I didn't catch the. Neither did I. Me neither. The, oh, they, the before game. Yeah, they, they did, did both. both. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched the lead-up show, the kickoff show on NFL Network. That had to be very early. Ooh. They're doing that pregame show in L.A. And then oh. I think I missed it right before celebration. I had headphones on. I wasn't in front of the TV, but I was listening to at this portion. They uh, Rich said the NFL referee, the first call was in German. Yeah, yeah. false start. Cool. That was cool. How was the pop? I think it was I a good pop. I assume it would be sweet. Dan Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. Of course. Took a little shot. Of course. Unbelievable. Classic Dan. I heard that. Benedict Dan, you mean? They can have him. I don't know why he you're saying the mic, though. A lot of war talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that an ESPN game? A lot of war. Oh, yeah, you're right. Benedict yeah. Dan. Oh, Dan. Well, well, well. <laughs> Make your wife fly coach to another company, huh? <laughs> wow. It's unbelievable. Long flight. Hey, happy 20th anniversary of Real Talk to NFL Network. Yeah. A lot of really good shit. All right. yeah. And I'm very pumped that ESPN worked with NFL Network to yeah. do that. And I thought they were a good booth, by the way. Mm-hmm. It was a good booth. Yeah. Got some defensive perspective in there with uh, Jason. Some a little back and forth to him and Dan. And uh, obviously Rich. Rich is a pro's pro. Yeah, I thought it was a good booth. Absolutely. A lot of people on the internet, just anytime anybody's doing anything, we're certainly going to say a lot of stuff. But yeah. congrats to you boys doing it over there in Germany. I assume they're doing this upcoming game as well? I would imagine, Probably, right? right? Just living over there? Yeah. Would make the most sense. Yeah. I thought I thought I saw Dan say he was on his way back. Maybe yeah, I would. Uh, I, I guess he's got to get back from NFL Live. I saw Warner tweeted that he yeah. didn't go because of his kids' game. Maybe he could have done this week, but not last week. I like Kurt Warner on a call. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yes. But he does radio. I think he does yeah. radio. Yep. I also like Westwood one. Uh, mm-hmm. Arguing with a 
the rules of a person on. Yeah, the NBC Amazon rules expert is always really right all the time. So I did like hearing Collinsworth kind of yeah, verbally spar. Mm-hmm. I understand you're reading from the rule book. <laughs> I'm just saying Gene Steratore, Ed Hockley, people that know football in those little ref huddles would say, all right. This isn't the intent of the rule. Mm-hmm. Let's move along here. Never Huge seen that one before. That was never awesome. seen that call. That was an obvious, you know, miscommunication on a stop or a go route, and never seen that one thrown in the game. But I like Chris going. All right, All right. <laughs> we get it. That's we kind of had that moment with Bill. Uh, Bill Lamonier. Lamonier with yeah. ESPN. Yep. He popped up. We couldn't even hear what he was saying. <laughs> we couldn't even hear what he was saying. We're like, oh, here's Bill explaining why the refs are right, even though all of us agree that they're not. <laughs> you know, which we appreciate. And we like Bill. And we like the guy from NBC and Amazon named John Perry. That's ESPN's. Right. That's Monday Night Football. Gene Steratore, CBS. Yeah. Terry, McCullough. Terry McCullough. Terry McCullough. There it is. He's really right all the time. Yeah. yeah. Smart guy. Any AJ. What do you mean? You, th- you think he speaks from authority at all times or what? I just, there's some of them that like, there's no, like I'm being brought on the screen to go to bat for the refs right now, you know, yeah. as a put, which I can appreciate and I can respect. And I would do the same thing if they were to bring me in out of a hole or whatever to talk about punters and kickers, I would make excuses for them completely. But there's other guys that seem to have a little bit more mm-hmm. feel in describing why it happens. He's always, you know, right And Chris was, Enough of this shit. Yeah. yeah. Fed <laughs> Enough. Up. That was three points. Yeah, it's a that big was deal. That was a yeah. field goal. I went from a field goal to a punt. Mm-hmm. Big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big yeah. moment. Yeah, look at how it ended, too. I was by six. Oh. Mm. Good football. Great football. football. Refs, keep going. Hey, let's go. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep getting better. We're pulling for him, AJ, aren't we? Every week. Always. We have to be. What do you mean? We they're on we're on the same team as them. It's not us against them. It's not the players against the refs. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pastronauts offensive coordinator and head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, friend of the program, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. What's up, guys? How are you? Let's dive right in, okay? The Pastronaut. Let's dive in. Let's do it. The Pastronaut is a great name. <laughs> yeah, sweet. It is an incredible name. We saw the video of him doing his cadence around, yeah, shout out to NASA. Actually, NASA. Yeah. yeah. Actually, NASA coming up with that. It's a great name. I don't know if anybody else has, but we will certainly only refer to him as that until he either tells us not to or that he hates it. But there's videos from the sideline of him with the entire offensive line around him with the starting center, giving out his cadence. Why did he? Why did he? They did it like three times. They all heard his cadence for the first time. Crazy. Then there's a story about 
you relaying in place, like, all right, we're going dice right, YZ, blah, 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 blah. And then he breaks the huddle. And then whenever he gets out there, you're like, all right, look to your right. Okay. That guy's name's Jordan. He's one of your wide receivers. He's running a go route. Look to your left. That guy's running a slant. A running back staying in will release. Is that true? And how did the whole day go for you on that end of a quarterback making some miraculous plays for your team just four days into the whole thing? Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild, Pat. Um, you know, I, there was a reason why uh, you know Quasi and myself in our dialogue last week. You know, we wanted to go get a guy that really um, encompassed three 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 things. You know, we thought getting a guy that was very intelligent, which clearly the pastor not is. Um, you know, we wanted to get a guy that uh, you know had some athletic ability, maybe could overcome. Hey, I'm not sure about this, or I. I forget where I'm supposed to look on this play or, you know, where's my first progression? Go make a play with your legs. And then lastly, a guy that had played where the speed of the game, you know, wouldn't overwhelm them in addition to a lot of the information in a in a very, very short amount of time that Josh was able to kind of absorb and go bring to life in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs was all of that. And then, you know, it's just been such a joy to have him here. He hasn't been here long. Um, but he's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, just the way he handled last week, uh, you know, we were getting a fifth round pick rookie quarterback ready to start that game. So it was all hands on deck. You know, a lot of it was Josh having to absorb and, and learn. And uh, I told him early in the week, I said, if you go out there, you know, I'm going to be with you every step of the way and we'll figure it out together. And uh, it was really fun to do that with him. Very stressful at times, you know, felt like uh, I was, you know, fighting that line between giving information and overcoaching at the same time. You know, I kept reminding them, when in doubt, just use your legs and and you'll make it right for us. And 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 he did that and loved being in the two-minute drive with them uh, at the very end. Uh, it benefited me because then, you know, I think Josh might say the opposite. Maybe I was talking too much, but uh, with that much time on the play clock, I was able to kind of articulate a lot of things and, and his ability to hear those things, process what I was telling him, and then make it come to life uh, was pretty spectacular. So would you actually, and this is the last kind of question about this because I don't want to give away any competitive advantage or anything that could potentially do that, but whenever they say you're explaining the play to him while he's making the call, and that two-minute offense, I don't know if you guys are using signals or what the case is, but you're actually telling him, like, you have a go on the right, you have a slant on the – is that like when – and when are you doing that? After the play is called and then before it, and then Josh is just digesting all that and like, okay, ready, go, and then executing? That sounds absurd if that's how you guys – Yeah, I was just – honestly, I was just looking at the play clock. Uh, like throughout the game when he was in, I would just look at the play clock, get the call into him, whether it was a full call or a wristband call. Um, you know, I'd get the play in and then I'd just watch him. And the second I saw them break the huddle, I'd start talking again and – uh, just knowing that I might have six seconds, seven seconds, uh, in some cases less than that, just to give him uh, whatever pertinent information I thought. Um, you know, it wasn't always uh, clean. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always exactly, you know, what we want to be execution wise. But uh, it was enough to give a talented guy, a very smart player, a guy that's played a lot. Um, it was enough to just give him a little bit of a, you know, close the gap in those final moments before either he called for the ball or in some cases, even after he gave that indicator, if there was time um, on the play clock, I was using it. And, and like I said, it's one thing to do all that, Pat, but, um, you know, for him to process, 
you know, actually what I'm saying, hey, hold your eyes this way. You know, you're you're working these two guys on your left and finish to these two guys on your right. Your back's going to be on this check down, uh, make this protection call. Um, it was it was remarkable that he was able to process that and do that. And I think it's just, you know, I, I, I want this to be about Josh Dobbs and, and, and the special thing that he was able to do. He probably would have been able to do those things even with me without me yapping in his ear all day but uh you know it's all a credit to him and i think that's why you saw his teammates so freaking fired up about him and after the game and uh, they all know and i use this saying a lot those who know know and that's all that's important and that locker room knows what josh dobbs did yesterday we don't know what the vibes are like in there because we weren't there but anybody that's ever been in a locker room and seen how much it takes to instill a playbook and a plan in plays and learn new plays. Nothing but respect for the astronaut and also to you because obviously the message got through enough. Big time win. That's beautiful to see. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, Coach, usually when, when we hear about coaches kind of relaying in information to quarterbacks before they cut the cut the speaker off at 15 is like usually what the defense is doing. Like, oh, hey, look, out, they might be coming one high here, whatever. They're bringing a blitz off the, the weak side. But it was it was it rare for you to – have to tell them, hey, no, this is what our off this is what we're doing on offense. Like, oh, you got nine seven three over here, your backside. Like, are you legit telling them pass con- like combinations and routes and trying to dumb it down and keep it very simple too? Yeah, it it, it was rare. It was different, um, and I tried to, you know, in, instead of even worrying about, hey, what has he called this at other places? I tried to just give him simple things like, hey, we're high low in this defender. Uh, you know, hey, you're gonna have TJ here and Jordan there, KJ here and. Uh, Brandon Powell there hey I want you to get to this if they do this and then it would cut off and it was in his hands from there Um, and and like I said it it wasn't always perfect it wasn't always pretty but to come out of that game with really you know one pseudo penalty but really we we didn't we weren't penalized yesterday Uh, you know I challenged our team last week you know talking about what I what I thought it would take to win the game the number one requirement was to win the pre-snap and it kind of sounds cliche but it was get in the huddle get out of the huddle uh, with some urgency get lined up the right way so the quarterback doesn't have to worry about that because he might not know your name to be able to tell you to you know you know <laughs> hey scoot out a little bit or hey we're supposed to be in a bunch here so yeah I put it on the guys around him and and they were great and then just at the line of scrimmage there were some things even cadence wise from Jaron to Josh, we had to clean up in game. I thought Garrett Bradbury was huge uh, as far as at the center position, just kind of having a quieted mind and not, you know, you know, losing his mind when things were changing and there was a lot going on, the veteran presence that he was. Um, and then we had a lot of guys, I mean, you know, with Cam Akers going down, you know, TJ Hawkinson was banged up, Brandon Powell was banged up at times, and they just decided that, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. Uh, we've learned to overcome adversity throughout this season. This is just the next chapter in it, um, and our team was equipped to handle it. And I, once again, all credit to those guys in our locker room. Uh, we're made of the right stuff, and, and yesterday was just another example to cement what we believe around here and, and how we're going to approach things moving forward. Yeah, you say what we believe around here. I was about to say, it's got to feel good to know that your culture has been instilled, you know, because nobody blinking, nobody, like, making excuses in real time of, like, this is ridiculous, we're not supposed to do, and then executing it all. you got to be proud of the team that you have over there. Is that something that you've thought about since all this has kind of taken place over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it, it really, Pat, it's what I thought about when things weren't going well. And those first three weeks, and uh, we had a decision to make as an organization, you know, which way we were going to go with things. And could we find a way um, to just make it 
you know, about the things that matter the most to us, which is each other and leaning on the guy next to you and just doing a little bit more and doing a little bit more because I firmly believe uh, not just in football, but in any facet of life. I think adversity always provides opportunity and it's not always easy to look at it like that. It's not always easy to attack things like that. But if you got the right sort of mindset and, and, and that locker room can continue to push each other to be the best versions of themselves, it transcends far beyond coaching and, and anything I'm going to say to those guys if we've done the things ahead of time uh, to build it the right way. So if anything, it just cements what we all believe and what we all know you know, that is important to us at this point. And, and we're going to need a lot more of it. It's, it's not going to get any easier from here. We know that there's huge challenges ahead starting this week with a really good Saints team. Um, so we got to get right back to work and uh, avoid that, you know, pitfall, uh, you know, of, of, of being able to handle some success and regardless of what it felt like and, and what we feel like now. And we're obviously feeling very good after yesterday, but we've got to move forward and we've got to go find a way to try to get it done again. Hey, Josh Dobbs team going forward. Have you said that? How is that conversation and messaging going and what does his week look like this week? Yeah, Josh is going to start uh, this week, Jaron. Uh, Jaron's in the concussion protocol. You know, I thought Jaron got off to a really nice start in the game, made a couple of really nice throws, pushed us down into the low red zone before he, you know, was just trying to make a play and, and uh, you know, got knocked out of the game. We'll make sure Jaron is is 100% healthy and let him go through the protocol. Uh, but I think the momentum that Josh had uh, in that game, coming out of the game, you know, now he gets to actually get to know everybody a little bit more, uh, make sure he knows all his teammates, and, and, and we'll allow him to – once again, just digest the game plan this week, but we can start building upon that and doing some things that he does uh, specifically well. And we'll and we'll make sure we build a good game plan, not only for him, but for all of our guys to get to go try to give us a chance to win a game. Let's talk about his weapons. Good, D-Butt. Yeah, absolutely. I, this actually just became a two-part question when you were talking. Obviously, Jaron went down. Cam went down, which I heard Cam Akers, which was reportedly the emergency backup quarterback. What the hell was the plan if Dobbs was to roll an ankle or something there? Obviously, don't want that to happen. And then number two, wide receiver room. K.J. Osborne went down with an ugly hit. Want to know the update on him? And Justin Jefferson, when did, when can we see 18 back on the field? Yeah, D-Butt, let me, let me start out by saying you know this is, as well as anybody as a former teammate of mine, man. Yep. Uh, I was going to look to try to grab a helmet and some shoulder pads, <laughs> yeah. uh, see if the NFL would let me sneak out there for <laughs> a few steps because, uh, you know, Cam Akers is a talented guy. You know, he can throw the football. He's done a, a lot of wildcat in his career. I mean, you can go back to his time at Florida State and see him do a lot of things that, uh, you know, as a former high school quarterback, you can see him do a lot of things. So we had a plan. Um, I quite honestly, we were going to be going down the depth chart trying to figure out uh, how simply we were going to call a play um, with whoever we decided to put out there at that moment. So uh, uh, thankfully, that scenario did not come up. We were having dialogue about that in real time, but uh, there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, just to make sure Josh and the offense felt comfortable with what we were doing. Uh, so quite frankly, it was a, it was a great lesson and. Uh, just when you think you're prepared for every possible scenario, you better think again because uh, Sundays in the NFL can change in a heartbeat. Um, so clearly that uh, was something that's on that's on my mind right now, actually, as far as how we're going to handle things moving forward. Uh, KJ's doing really, really well. Um, so, you know, it was a what a what a catch on that third down conversion uh, really, try, you know, got us going there in, in a moment where we were kind of scuffling a little bit. 
Um, and then I, you know, takes a, takes a hit there. And, and, and one of the toughest players I've ever been around, uh, you know, he's responding well, he's in the protocol. We'll let him yep. go through that process and put it in the doctor's hands and, and make sure that uh, KJ will be out there when he's cleared and medically able to be out there and, and not a minute before that. Um, and then just, just kind of looking overall at, uh, you know, the whole phase, you know, of our, of our team, um, you know, Justin Jefferson is, has absolutely killed his rehab so far. He's in a great spot. Uh, but, you know, we're just now to the point where we could possibly open up his window and we'll keep evaluating that uh, throughout the week here. Maybe we can get him going this week. But uh, I can tell you one thing, Justin's so important, not only for every opportunity this season, but for many, many more, hopefully years to come as a Minnesota Viking. So we're going to make sure, uh, you know, that we're ultra sensitive to, to getting him back to 100 uh, percent before he's out there. And as well as he's done with his rehab, uh, we still have to be smart and make sure we're looking out for Justin because he's such a competitor. I mean, shoot, he was—he—he he probably would have been trying to volunteer to grab a helmet and go out there and play quarterback, <laughs> knowing him uh, yesterday in those moments. But uh, Justin will be back out there when he's ready to roll, and uh, nobody will be more happy about that than me. You've said a lot of things there in your answer about people getting injured, about how you know looking out for players. Like he won't be on the field until he is ready to be back on the field. I think that's an important message coming from your program, and I think it's because, as you alluded to, you are a former player. As you were talking there about maybe putting that helmet on, I asked. D-Butt, I'm like, how was he? D-Butt said, hey, KOC can move. Oh, Whoa, athlete. hey, we didn't know you were a freak <laughs> athlete. We saw a photo here of you and Tom Brady. Look at that guy. Woo. Ooh. Oh, clean. D-Butt said freak athlete, though, KOC. I didn't know dual threat coming out of the Kevin O'Connell camp. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man, but just looking at that right there, I think uh, Tom Brady and Matt Castle at the time, they might have played a joke on me. That that helmet looks like a good 3X, <laughs> maybe a 4XL helmet right there. I can promise you I you know, I'm not wearing a an 8-inch uh, fitted hat. I can promise you that. I, I think I think that was just a little bit of rookie hazing while that was still maybe a little bit more prevalent back then for me, but uh I could run because I had to because if if you told me this guy was open and you had to throw it right here, um, I might throw it better now than I did then, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, the swag I like to have throwing pat and go from time to time. But as far as third and seven or fourth and seven, uh, you know, we were much better off with Josh Dobbs in the game and thank goodness we had him. Yeah, I, I appreciate that humility and self-awareness. I do like hearing you still spin it, huh? You still spin it. Oh, I can spin it, man. I can spin it. But there are there's a governor there. There, You know, there's a limit to, to my uh, – to my ability to throw the ball these days, and I'm just fine with that. Yeah, all of us. Time does that to us. Yep, true. But time's hey, you look how thin. Look at the jawline. I'm I'm really, yeah, yo. Did you see that photo? Yeah, yeah. KOC, I don't know what you were doing back then, but what you're doing now is working, pal. It's working, it's working. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, I appreciate you guys. I, I don't mind uh, catching up with you guys from time to time because that normally means some good things are happening around here. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you're the man. Good luck this week. A lot of install. We're back. Yeah, week yeah. one of training camp. Let's go ahead and enjoy the hell out of the process. We appreciate you. Head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, hey, coach. coach. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, I asked D-Butt while he was talking. What mm -hmm. And D-Butt's first thing was? What? Athlete. He can run. Where did where he go to school? Do we, do we know? Uh, San Diego State. San Diego State. Yeah. How many years was he with the Patriots? Was he backup sure. quarterback? Uh, no, I think it was one or two. But I, 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 he never uh, lost because of Castle. Hey, damn good ball coach. We're talking oh, really? about what their team's doing right now. Quarterback just got there on Wednesday. They're winning games. It's like Justin Jefferson's 
Yeah. The best player in football whenever he's playing. This is all without him. And like, yeah. he's an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. There's guys wide open in some of these concepts oh, yeah. and systems. It's, and he said, you know, Justin Jefferson, for many more years to come with the Minnesota Vikings, that's good news mm-hmm. if you're because good. the contract conversation's taking place. He's saying, he's saying, pay this dude. He's telling the front <laughs> office, yeah, this guy is staying. You are keeping him here, please. Many more years of this guy uh-huh. as a Minnesota Viking. We all agree on that, right? <laughs> all of us agree on that. It's like they got it right over there. Minnesota. Yeah. Quarterback were, position future is obviously going to be something yeah. that we should have asked about, but yeah. we've missed it. Yeah. Kirk was playing some great ball before he went down. Um, obviously, they didn't start off great. We were kind of writing them off, and then they rattled off a few wins. Now, what, sitting at five and four? Yeah. And you mentioned mi- missing uh, your biggest weapon on offense. Got better defensively with Brian Flores, what he's doing over there. And Jordan Addison, he's yeah. been he's been a That's home run made. as a rookie. So that's, that lets you know how the coaching and development is over there. You got a rookie that can come in and just start playing like that. All right, we're high-low and number 20. You see 27 on your right? On their team, yeah. Not our team, yeah. 27 on their team, yeah, you see it? We're high-lowing them. Okay, so you can take either or right there. But we need you to look left early, okay, because we got to keep – you see 26 back there? Yeah, got to keep him out of the middle of the field, Okay. And then the thing breaks off, and Josh Dobbs, a lot of faith. Yeah, right. yeah. Lot, okay. Lot, lot faith. I thought it was funny. He was talking about the uh, giving information and overcoaching that line because there was a point, and I saw it in the game, and I thought it was funny because Dobbs goes into the huddle, he's listening, he's listening, and then he, he puts his arms down because I think he's giving the play, and then he gives one of these to the sideline. <laughs> I think he was like trying to give him too much information as he was trying to call the play in the huddle. Yeah, so Josh, had to tough. Be. the astronauts like, yeah, we called this play last quarter. I know. <laughs> yeah, you walked, you walked me through this play about 20 minutes. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. And KOC's, this motherfucker knows the play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smart. I do appreciate smart, man. when he said the three traits we were looking for. Smart, obviously. Got to be able to do that. Has played already. Mm-hmm. So it's like not the speed is going to be overwhelming. And then the ability, obviously, to make every throw. That's uh, seemingly a great trade for them after the Cardinals showcased a much different football team without him playing. I mean, it's unbelievable. Think about KOC this year two now. Obviously, you win 13 games your first season. Now this, this year you're dealing with, you know, obviously you got a, a, a quarterback coming in on a one-year deal. That's always a challenge. But then you come into a huge game in the middle of the season. You got a quarterback that just brought in. Starting guy goes down. Dobbs comes in, and you literally have no backup plan at that point. You're trying to get him lined up. And play. That's, My plan? That's, yeah. that's nuts. Hey, listen, I'm trying to teach a quarterback play. Somebody figure out who can throw a ball. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not doing it. All right, Josh, here's the deal. This is just standard pitch to your left. You got no, it. no problem at all. If you want to run it out a little bit, though, we do have a fake off of this. If you would like to sell this early, we can do it later. What a thing. What a story. And the astronaut, if we've missed it and NASA just introduced it to us, great, great nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Is NASA coming up. Like, so someone over there at NASA's social media crew came up with that, you think? I don't know. He might have been called this before. Could have been. Yeah, it might have been like when he was in the building. I know, I know last year when he was getting that last start for the Titans in that, you know, playoff or nothing uh, game, mm-hmm. they did not say astronaut once. Mm-hmm. And I assume if they knew that information, yeah. that would have been hammered home. Like somebody in here would have heard it. Yeah. Somebody at least yes. once. I, yeah, and somebody in here, we should have thought of this, too. Yeah, yeah how do yeah. we not get that? That's, uh, why, that's why I'm like, it's, it had to have been out there already. There's no way this has just been sitting there for NASA to pick up. I don't think so. Did you see well, oh, rocket scientists, we could do pocket scientists. You would think Elon would Whoa. hire He, he should okay. do some marketing for Elon yeah. SpaceX. Well, I do appreciate that Elon uh, went on Rogan, I believe, and mm-hmm. talked about X and said pretty much like, yeah, we lost a lot of um, money, we learned a lot about mm-hmm. what X was. We <laughs> yeah. learned about old Twitter. We learned a lot. So if it's going to cost me $30 billion for us to learn that, inf- 
Oh, well. So be it. Oh, gosh. That's a wild, <laughs> yeah. a wild thing. Yeah. Bezos moving out of Seattle. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. He's moving. No, why? What happened? Uh, I guess he went to high school in Miami. His family yeah, I saw that. lives down there. He did start everything in Seattle, lived in Seattle the longest, obviously, but he's wow. getting back closer to family and also probably no state he can't compete. He can't compete with those pool parties going on around the corner. That's why. You're talking about because Bill Gates ain't holding uh, pool parties anymore? He's going back to Miami? No, I would assume Bill Bill Gates is, and you can't throw pool parties that are as popular as Bill Gates' yeah. pool oh, parties. So like, hey, I'll take my show to Miami. Uh, yeah. I'll take my show to Miami. Well, mm-hmm. Maybe. Did you did you see the the bad news coming out of that Vikings Falcons game? What Dobbs oh. did? Yeah, breaking news: Coach Artie Smith has shaved his mustache. Yep, man. Definitely too many else. Too many else. Definitely right. doesn't look as cool. A lot of people. We get we get at it. I get at it now. With uh, with the complaints of Artie because he's been stopping by the show. That's a tough loss for the Falcons. Yes, it Heartbreaking. Is. Oh my God, oh, this no. sucks. It kind of looks like Dick Smith now, his old brother. It does Dick. it? Kind of does. You're right. Kind of looks like Dick Smith. Now. He oh. looks younger. I mean, you got to change vibe. Yeah. Something. Yeah. He looks. He looks so unhappy. Well, yeah, he's lost the game. I was going to say, he's, he's going through it right now. Yeah, that mustache would have been drooping down with yeah. a sad face too after that loss. So yeah. Keeping him warm though. I mean, it's getting colder. He's in Atlanta. The, the whole relationship with Artie Smith has been a beautiful one. Yeah, love yes. it. I do wish they would win a little bit more. I know. They tried. Someone tell Heineke. They got dubbed. I mean. But the guy that we just talked to was just playing Madden. Exactly. Pretty much. What are you going to do? Damn it, Arthur. All right. Here's the deal, dogs. For real. Their defense is doing this. Feels like we should do this, right? Mm-hmm. Not if you're with me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Call this play. But then we're also going to run a different play with just the running back in the offensive line. In the moment, I in know. the game. Absurd. Hey, he's mic'd up, right? Was KOC mic'd up? I would assume there was going to be some awesome yeah. mic'd up footage from that. Yeah, NFL Films. Let's hope they piece something together because centers are mic'd up too, right? All centers? Yeah, in the, yeah centers usually are for the TV copy. Yeah. I, I just hope they had a camera on KOC calling the plays in. And we could see all of that. That'd be awesome. See him doing this one. Okay. And then Josh Jobs like, oh, we called this play. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And then start going in there. There's the, there's levels to this intelligence shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're at one. Yeah. Ties at a different one. The astronaut seems to be at a much different one than all of us. Oh, yeah. And shout out to the Vikings. Still have everything in front of them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Man. they still have everything in front of them. And in an NFC, that if you watch the Eagles, obviously, that's the top of the class. But in an NFC, it's gettable. Now, the Lions in the division – which I know is wild to talk about, but it is. you know it's a brand new lion. It's gonna be yeah. tough with them. You had that's a tough team. Yeah, their their type of football is going to travel to the playoffs as well. Yes, Eagles football travels yeah. to the playoffs as mm-hmm. well. It feels like the Vikings have an offense where somebody's open all the time. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? It oh, feels yeah. like that's the case. So you assume that do well. Everything in front of them, and they lost their quarterback who was playing great football in the middle of the season and traded for a guy that's been on five teams in two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it. it Honestly, the Rams losing and the Packers winning in their division helps them more because, like, you start looking around at those wild card spots. Like, NFC South is probably just sending one team, NFC West, the Niners and the Seahawks, but then the Rams were probably on that fringe that are in their area. Like, I don't know right now, but I assume if the season ended, they'd be, make the playoff. If the I don't know about the that particular case, but I do know. In the AFC side, if the season was to end right now, all four AFC North teams would yeah. be in the playoffs. Hey, it's hot in the kitchen, the AFC North. Oh, so hot in the hey. kitchen. 
Pittsburgh Steelers all the way back with Matt America on the sidelines. Yep. The artist formerly known as Matt Canada. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are playing the best football they've played. Cincinnati Bengals just beat the Bills in beautiful fashion. And the Browns smacked another team in the mouth. It's like the Browns are maybe a team that we assume could go, but the Ravens are going to be the squad yeah. in the end that everybody's going to be fearing, I think, because how Lamar's playing. Yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun actually made some throws yesterday. Uh, he looks pretty good. Um, Lamar did what he did, and, and the Ravens are who they are, but that's not... I, it feels like the Bengals, the team that's been the last two years. Is- Brown shut out a professional football team again. Well, kind 59 of. 59 yards. Yeah, 59 yards. That's 59. unheard of. 59. Clayton Toon. Yeah. The, Bra- the Browns. The Browns is a problem. Not a lot yeah. of shots and explosives in that game. Well, it's AFC North football. Yeah. 59 yards. Pew, 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 pew. I saw him on the sideline. And remember, he's putting Clayton Toon in there because the film told him Dobbs shouldn't start. I didn't right. he How looked- about him just blatantly lying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just blatantly lying. That's what he does because he, he looks like Merle from that show, that comedy show. What? Are you talking Merle? about Merle from Impractical Jokers? Fair. Show a little fucking respect. Merle? Merle? They look exactly the same. Merle, M-U-R-R, right? Yes. Merle. By the way, we all had our Impractical Jokers run. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Did you watch? Absolutely. Did you go to a live show? No. I did. So I was one step further (laughs) in the Impractical Jokers. How was that? Yeah. It was something. It was something. It was good. Oh, you didn't like it? Yeah. I did. I wasn't the demo. We knew. We knew before he even answered. We know. I wasn't the demo. I will say the people around me did love it. Sure. The demo's not their fans? Well, I'm a TV. I'm a TV Show. TV fan. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of their TV show. You did say Joe Gatto brought the house down, though. A couple times, Joe. Joe, Joe left. Yep. He did left the crew, right? Yes. Yeah, but I seen him live. This was before he left the crew uh, for hours. Like, Sal. I mean, Sal's always. Did Joe started to start his own thing, or he just. I think he's just doing stand up. Okay. Doing stand up. But thanks to the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. For yeah. their service. Awesome. Never had a run. No, yeah, I was a bar what? rescue. I was a bar rescue guy. Same you can ha- you can enjoy both. Have maybe. you ever seen Bar yeah. Rescue? What are you no. talking about? John Taffer? You would love John Taffer. You don't know about the butt funnel? Oh, man, D-Butt. <laughs> what? I We've mentioned it a million times. It's oh, nothing sexual. Oh. He invented the butt funnel to yep. get more more business. He's a butt so, stock butt funnel. Are you talking about the dance floor? Funneling. Call the butt funnel. He calls it the butt funnel. <laughs> John Taffer. Look him up. Big butt chug. You learn a lot. Not butt chugging. Yep. That's a different, yeah. completely different thing. Oh, that's what it sounds. Oh my oh. God, he does look like Mur. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! Crazy. Out of everybody on Impractical Jokers, too, as an NFL head coach, I don't know if Mur's the one. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That you want to look like, or Merle, as Diggs called him. Yeah, I don't know Mur's full name, but I do know Mur is put through the absolute worst stuff. They look the same. He's oh. that one on Jackass that was able to poop on a command, the blonde-headed guy that they ruined his life. Dave England. Bingland. That's oh, kind of yeah. like Mur. Mur is- yeah. He was just on an episode of Below Deck, funny enough. Dave England? Yeah. He's working. I there. love Dave England. He's <laughs> the man. They treated that guy terribly. He was yeah. Did you watch Jackass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, I felt like everybody our age group had. I think so. Put pubes on his face and threw him in the back. No, of the that was that was Aaron. That oh, was Aaron. Aaron also. They, they get yeah. Aaron the business as well. <laughs> yeah, that guy got it. Dave England, though, is the classic. Like, he tells him he has to poop, and then they hold him down in the back seat of a car and make him shit his pants and stuff like that. And that was kind of the... That is a good little. It is a good bit. It was the other guy then. It was the Aaron. Aaron. It, sorry, sorry, it my bad. It was, it was Danger Aaron who was on Below Deck. Yeah, not, okay. Yeah. Which, Similar, yeah. Similar. I mean, I yeah. thought, yeah, I thought that guy's life gets ruined worse than everybody else. Oh, yeah. terrible! In a show where everybody's life gets ruined, 
he seemingly got it much worse than everybody else. He did. But we appreciate his service. Yeah. yeah. Just like Murr. Murr it's seems like Murr. to get it much worse than everybody else, but we appreciate his service. All right, let's go to some overreactions from around the internet to see the pulse of the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for hashtag, hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but... Ty, you went through these. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe there was a good amount of responses. Yep. I think we're getting throttled. Absolutely. Yeah, we are. No, throttled. I have confirmed. That's awesome Ooh. that we're getting throttled. Yeah, look through all of them, actually, Whoa. just to see if maybe it got put somewhere. Why? We're getting throttled. Hey, th shout out, X. We yeah, appreciate uh, you. Son of a... We're not, hey, we're not scared to do a little dance with the throttling. This has happened before. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. But we do appreciate everybody that responds because it feels like it's a little therapy for some people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Today, how yeah. many do we have? Uh, I picked about 12 good ones. What some Something like a trend that I'm noticing that I don't necessarily love is certain fan bases that are good if their team loses that weekend little absent come Monday morning, you know, it's like, oh. well, just don't say anything, which I, I don't love that, but, but there are some good ones today. All right, let's dive into some of these overreactions. Here's from Beck's, Taylor's version, at Beck2142. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but, but the Bills are dead in the water. Ooh. Won't even make the playoffs this year. Dorsey and McD have neutered Josh Allen. Dude looks like a shell of himself. Gabe Davis needs to be on a milk carton. Where is he? Offense doesn't even miss our stud tight end, Dawson Knox. Go Sabres. They've already moved on to another sport wow. up there in western New York. I think this is a conversation that we almost started to have in the first hour, D-Butt. Yeah. It is interesting what's happened to these Buffalo Bills. Much different vibe than the years past. Yeah, it, it's tough to watch. It's tough because so much, so much expectation, so much talent on both sides of the ball, and they just don't show up week to week. Josh Allen could not throw the ball deep last night. Um, there were there was some speculation before the game because he wasn't out warm ups late. Is he hurt? Is he dealing with an injury? But he's a tough kid. He's going to be out there playing. But outside of Diggs on a consistent, Kincaid had a good game. He had a fumble late, but outside of Diggs on a consistent basis. I just don't see him showing up. Before the game, Josh Allen was speaking to the offensive skill position. And his the message was basically like, whatever you have going on, it isn't football, just leave it here. Okay, let's go out there and let's do our thing. I'm like, what the fuck is what going on? <laughs> yeah. That being the subject of the pregame huh. speech was like a little bit alarming. It's like, what all is going on, AJ? That's that's the wonder. That would worry me. Yeah, that absolutely would make me worry a little bit, just like thinking like, oh, guys are worried about the wrong thing or there's all kinds of distractions going on that are actually creeping into the locker room. Like there's always, we hear things like, oh, is this going to be a distra distraction to this team? And normally it's none of that stuff really matters. Guys can block most of the stuff out. But if a quarterback's saying that before the game, it means like maybe some stuff has happened over the last couple of weeks to where it's like, hey, this isn't what championship football looks like. In the tunnel. Before playing the Bengals. I was what? surprised. That, now, you got to give 17 motivational speeches. So, sure, yeah. this might just be one of them. Yeah, it yeah. might not be that big of a deal. It might just be his message for the week. Like, let's just all focus in and we'll be just fine. I like this. But as soon as I heard it, though, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Stephon Diggs was headbutting him in the chest. He was actually standing right in front of <laughs> Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs was headbutting him with no helmet on in the chest. He was talking to a group over top of him. He was like, what have you got going on out here? Just, just keep it out. Myself included. Let's go ahead in there. I'm like... This is not the Buffalo Bills team that I've seen over the last couple of years. You know, this Buffalo Bills team going out there, we got swag. We got moxie. Mm -hmm. We got like an expectation and a confidence. It feels like they don't have that right now. But a lot of season left. Yeah. A lot of season left. A lot of talent on their team. Mm -hmm. They can turn that thing around at any given time. Yeah, plenty of time. I thought 
that when Josh Allen ran in their first touchdown and pointed at the guy, I was like, oh, the Bills are about to go hang 35 on the Bengals and they're going to roll, mm-hmm. or at least this is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. And then they just completely flopped. And maybe the whole entire thing about, you know, whatever you got going on personal is coming back to Cincy. Like maybe that's what he was saying. Oh. Like the feelings of the team. Obviously, the last memories they have playing there, they're all crying and maybe. everything. Maybe. I don't know. But still, yeah, like you did, it felt Instead like. Of like Instead of like, hey, fuck the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. remind the world who the Bills are. You know, and I don't know if that's Josh Allen's mo, but I just and then you watch it all unfold. It's like, come on, Bills. She's talking about Mel Carton for Gabe Davis or no yeah. receptions. He got a face mask there in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Probably should have been a penalty, but it's like, come on, Bills. We're all missing. Come on, we're all I'm missing. Do here. something. And the Sabers suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I, do don't, they? I don't know. I don't, they, are the Sabers good, Nick? Or how do we feel about the Buffalo? Much better than they've been in years past. Mm. Yeah, they're pushing for a playoff spot this year. Are they better than the Pens? At the moment, yeah, but the Pens, oh. the Pens are back. They just buried San Jose ten to two. You're damn. We scored a touchdown and a field goal against Sharks San Jose. Good. Sharks <laughs> good team too. Was that in Dang. Pittsburgh or was that in the? I Shark was in th- San Jose. I was in the Shark Tank. In the Shark Tank, we're Ooh. coming in there. Wow. Oh. Like that's did they pulled their goalie. To go when they did they give up ten to the Coovers the game before as well. Oh, Twenty goals oh, in two oh, games. The, yeah. the Pens are electrifying. Twenty. Easy come, easy go. You want to see I'll pucks those on games. net? Watch the Penguins. Yeah. Coovers are good. Team. Sounds like watch the Coovers if they're letting in ten yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah. Sharks, awesome. Sharks, yeah. Sharks are letting in ten again. Oh, whatever. Either way, I might start watching Sharks games. <laughs> Hockey's awesome. Yeah. Watch the Pens. We're getting good. And congrats to the Sabers and the Becks. Taylor Swift version. What's that mean? Uh, he's a guy who's big Swifty. Scarlett, congrats. Yeah. Was she in Germany? Uh, no, Travis uh, had three not. catches. So was people. she in Germany? That answers your question. Wow. Is he going to catch the ball at all the rest of the year if she's on tour? So she's in Argentina, what, this week? Mm-hmm. I think the eighth. Yeah. She was out on the town with Brittany Holmes, uh, Selena Gomez. Brittany Mahomes. Yeah, you get what? it. Like a bunch of people. They're all out on the town this weekend. Where, in Germany? No, in New York City, I believe. What the hell's Brittany Mahomes doing in New York? Oh, Brittany, what's going on? Uh, she I, latched on her. Latched on her friends. <laughs> they, 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 they got handshakes. They got handshakes. Frankfurt, though. I mean, yeah. what are we, I thought we were going to Frank. The team needs them. Yeah. Sounds like they ruined the team. Because if the whole entire thing is, hey, if Taylor's not here, then he's not going to play well. well. Well, then why the hell did you no. come in the first place? That's not Taylor's fault. That her aura is one that brings positivity for somebody she's in love with. Yeah. People are going to still blame her. But it is certainly something we need to keep an eye on. Is he just moping around the field? Well, I think he's getting like triple teamed. He is. And it's like kind of going to become the thing. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to become the thing, which is going to be tough. That doesn't. What do you, he had like nine different receivers or something like yes. that, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. at one point? Yeah. And it's like, that's good. Yes, it is. Okay. But also, there's one of them that is better than everybody on the field all the time. Uh, did, have we watched the film of yep. what the Dolphins did? Did they do the same thing that happened a week ago? Is that just becoming the new let's clamp Travis Kelsey and not let him get open ever? On the money downs. On the money down, third downs, on, uh, you know, in the red area, obviously where Tra- Travis Kelsey does damage on every down. But that's where they're keen on, hey, we're not letting 87 beat us. And just nobody else outside of Kelsey is being consistent. It's flashes. You know, Tony will make his play every two, three games where it's like, oh, shit, there's that dude again. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a, had a great play on the touchdown. McKinnon's, McKinnon's consistent, but outside of outside of Kelsey as a receiver, no one is consistently creating separation and winning one on ones. Juju, you know, he gets a lot of shit, but he made some 
some timely plays oh, um, when yeah. he was in Kansas City for sure. Shakir, is that the guy's name? He's playing, right? Uh, Buffalo. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Shakir. Sorry, out of nowhere. Uh, Hardman, though. They just got Hardman back. And MVS, right? MVS, yeah. MVS, yeah. MVS is the guy who... Um, who I think they were hoping. Yeah. Yesterday was a couple moments. That was kind of the story when he was on the Packers, too. Like, he's a burner, but he would kind of just disappear for a few games, and then all of a sudden he'd catch, you know, a 60-yard touchdown and have five catches for 125 yards every once in a while, but he hasn't been nearly as consistent with the Chiefs. I do enjoy learning about all these new stars, though. Like, yeah. it feels like that's happening on the Chiefs. With the Bills, with Shaquille, he's mm -hmm. become the guy last three yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. He, that is who's being targeted. Tolbert for the Cowboys. Yeah. This guy's, guy's getting the ball through and through him. It's a fascinating time of the NFL season a lot of backup quarterbacks Tons. it's absurd a lot of backup quarterbacks which means a lot of backup weapons probably happening as well mm -hmm. we're in an injury time here we're in an injury time of the nfl season try to keep an eye on where taylor swift is as well exactly. so we we'll know how travis is going to do let's go to the next overreaction here this is from ryan grinert at rob b dose hashtag i don't want to overreact but, but the raiders are fucking back Playoffs, here we come. Now we got that New England clam chowder eating son of a bitch out of you. Hashtag Raider Nation, we're back, baby. Hashtag just win. Hashtag Raider way. I heard a lot of that. And McDumbass was trending alongside yeah. a lot of this, AJ. This is how they genuinely feel. And you talked to Max Crosby earlier today. It's like, yeah, we're doing things our way, Raider way. And it's working thus far. I love to see it for him. Genuinely, AJ. Yeah, how do you, so do you think Josh McDaniels watched the game? Where did he, I wonder where he watched the game? Is he still like obviously he's got a place in Vegas, his family's there. Like that's what I wonder. How does he feel watching the game? It's gotta be pretty weird, especially when they are having a blast smoking cigars in the locker room after the game, too. Boy, they're dancing on my face right now. He was hoping to God they lost by 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. bad. He was hoping to God. The rest of the way, oh, you win one. Nice new energy. Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. Aiden O'Connell, huh? I tried, didn't work. Now he's I think he's watching every down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that when I was coaching. Those Jay Glazer comments were were alarming too. Yeah. When he if, awesome. if it was true when it's the, what rumor that he said after like Antonio Pierce spoke to the team <laughs> that they claimed McDaniel said don't talk about the Patriots like that. Let's run the Jay yeah. Glazer clip yes. from Please. Fox NFL Sunday. Jay Glazer, obviously, hashtag Jay New, has been an insider around the NFL for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. Isn't in the day-to-day -day news break world anymore because he said he wants to enjoy his life. Exactly. But every Sunday he tries to save at least one piece of news to break on their show before games kick off. This was the one that he did this week. A little inside scoopage here from Jay Glazer about how the firing of Josh McDaniels and Dave Dolph Ziggler went down than the opponent. You know, why don't we find out what happened inside that room? We talked about the players meeting Jay Glazer, our NFL insider. Just give us a scoop on exactly what went down as part of this transition. Well, to piggyback off of what Howie was just saying, there was such a big Sweet disconnect with good. the players there and Josh awesome. McDaniels. That players recently were going upstairs to uh, the owner, Mark Davis, to tell them what their problems were. However, the big thing was, is last Thursday, there was this big airing of the grievance meeting, and players just unloaded on Josh McDaniels from <laughs> captain to captain to player to player. And finally, Josh McDaniels actually had Antonio Pierce get up and speak on behalf of him. And the coaches went. Antonio Pierce got up there. He said, look, guys, we have to have our own culture. It's got to be about culture here. And we also have to look at it. And he brought up the old Giants team that beat the Patriots, Josh McDaniels team, in the Super Bowl in 2007 season. He said, no matter who we played, we thought we could beat them. We had a game plan that we could beat them. We had to believe that, and that's not here. We have to believe it here at the Raiders. We could beat anybody. Well, he finishes up that speech. Everybody thinks they're great. 
except for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels then goes over to him and says, don't ever talk about the Patriots like that. And then you really saw how divided that building got. That got up to Mark Davis, and I think Mark Davis looked at it and go, okay, I'm going to choose the guy who believes that we can win every single week, and that's what his plan is going to be. And by the way, this is not just a throwaway for Antonio Pierce where, you know, he's just going to coach out the rest of the season. He has a shot to keep this job. That's All right, everybody, let's air our grievances. Let's get on with it. One person stands up. You're a real sawed-off, fat little fucking prick. You know that? The way you talk, everything like that, not good. Offense stinks. The food we've been served since you got here, terrible. Anything else? No, that's it. Next guy sits up. I fucking hate the way you look. (laughs) Every day I walk in here, and I got to see your dumb fucking face. I'm sick of it. Every day, a little pout with your visor. It is horrendous. You know what? You you smell, too. Wash your ass one time, and then the next person gets up. What are you going to say? I think you are maybe the most inept coach I've ever been around in my entire oh. life. And then one after another, and Josh McDaniel was like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, okay. That's uh, really backfired, huh? Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you guys for all that. Uh, now, from our side, we wanted somebody to also talk about how you guys are acting, and we think that players need to change a little bit. Representing coaches, Antonio Pierce. Okay, thank you, Antonio. <laughs> please go ahead. All right, boys, here's the deal. Like, it's very obvious you guys don't think you're going to win, like, when I was at the Giants, we were told we wouldn't be able to beat the Patriots, but their offense was so fucking bad, <laughs> and we knew that we could beat that team, and we know that there was this guy, actually, that was calling a lot of dumbass shit over there, and we thought if we could kind of confuse it, we'd be able to beat anybody. we got to have that type of belief, so thank you for the time, Coach, and uh, let's start turning around the confidence in the attitude level, and then he sits down, and Josh McDaniel's like, all right, I hope everybody had fun. That's good. We'll get to break. He goes over to Antonio Pierce, you motherfucker. You were speaking for all of us out there. <laughs> yeah. You know you were speaking for me out there. Don't you ever talk about that. How's Jay Glazer find out about that? Because Jay Glazer being that confident yeah. to tell that story, that means he's heard from like five, six different people that were in the room. Like, you should have heard this shit. The, I won't say any names, but one of our captains stood up and actually said that they hated the way his face looked. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was just one, it got worse and worse and worse. And then Antonio Pierce got up to represent Josh. Fucking buried him. And Jay Glazer's like, are you? Oh, are you serious? Or, yeah. And then called somebody else, and they had to legitimize it. And now, all of a sudden, we got a brand new team. It's like, that's an empowering feeling, I bet, to the locker room. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. One day on a Tuesday, you basically just air it all out on how you feel. Next day, that, guy, that guy's gone. Out. And we're like, yeah, you guys are right. Fuck this guy. What a time. Uh, but McDaniels goes from that to McDumbass trending mm-hmm. to them dancing on his grave in the locker room with cigars afterwards. Rough week for Josh McDaniels, I would say, the human underneath it all. It would love to know how many players got up, too. Because I assume in the beginning, like, that's how pissed they were. But I bet towards the end of it, like, players wanted to get creative, you know? So I assume maybe Bob Spillane gets up there. He's like, Josh McDaniel sucks so bad. How, how bad, bad does he? He couldn't even gain a yard on first and goal with two players on defense. <laughs> and everyone goes nuts. Yeah, and, you yeah, couldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, you do suck that bad. Like, I, if that's what happened, like... I almost think that Josh McDaniels could have stuck around and been a punching bag, and then they would have been that good, too. Like, if, if Mark Davis told McDaniels, like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Uh, players are going to shit on you for the rest of the year, and you can't do dick about it, okay? I'm paying you $10 million a year. Yeah, and you're going to sit in there. You're going to shut up. Antonio Pierce is going to be the head coach, but we're going to keep you around just because if things go south, these players really loved ripping on you. So you're the coach for the future. Now. Could you fathom Mark Davis hearing about this airing a grievances meeting and be like, oh, geez, geez. <laughs> what did they say? They said that to his face? Yeah, all of them. 
Well, he asked for it though, right? Didn't McDaniel's called the meeting? If if he's running the meeting, he knows it. Like you can't call a meeting. Say, hey, tell me how you feel, guys. Oh, I disagree with how every one of you feel. I did not. Like, that's, imagine, that's not how it works. Could you imagine McDaniels being like, all right, there'll be some concepts in the offense these guys don't like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. I did not hey, Coach, can we, have, can we do lunch at 11 instead of 12? Like, he probably thought it was those kind of things. All right, we need more cold tubs, God. I need more time yeah, in the afternoon. Know. I want to yep. sound compassionate. I want to be empathetic. Can I, spat, can I spat for practice, Coach? And I, don't, <laughs> I want to be able to have my, my, shirt, my jersey untucked at least for practice. I'm going to think about that. Yeah, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let the guys have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, let's have you a meeting. Oh, <laughs> Josh McDaniels playing chess. This is all planned out. He knew it was coming to this. What else could have came to this shit? Like he's oh, out of here now. He's on, did he watch his game? No, Fuck in, no, he didn't watch he his game. He was in Cabo. Yeah, he's in Cabo. He's probably in Dubai somewhere without a TV in sight. McDaniel's living life right now. He's forty got million, 40 million for next. Fuck, fuck Vegas. I'm yeah. out of here. That would be funny if he, as soon as the first person stood up and he started realizing how this was gonna go. Yes. All right, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what if he's the one that goes up and tells Mark, Mark, listen, you need to get me out of here. They hate my guts. <laughs> hey, Pete, the your, fuck out of here. It's your team, Pierce. Talk to these boys. I'm done with this shit. How about the the add-on to it is Antonio Pierce was chosen <laughs> yes. to speak for the coaches, <laughs> to tell the players, we need you guys to buy in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little bit extra treatment. Maybe they like you. Will you maybe, talk? Maybe a little bit more meeting time. Maybe uh, we need you guys to invest a little bit so we can turn this around, you know, represent the coaches in this whole thing. Let's mm-hmm. air some grievances about these players. <laughs> and Antonio Pierce is like, you got it. Hey, listen, you guys don't have a belief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We knew we were going to beat this sorry ass. <laughs> Bad meeting for Josh McDaniels. So uncomfortable, I'd assume. Awesome for us. You ever been a part of it? Good for the Raiders. An airing of grievances? Yeah, like I know a player, we've been a part of players-only meetings, but... uh, Yeah, those are the worst. Uh, Never been a part of an airing of grievances meeting, but if I heard like three people in a row just bury the head coach... I would be very pumped to be in an airing of grievances. Yeah. I would immediately be like, all right, let's get every piece of information out of this so we can relive this mm-hmm. a thousand times. <laughs> that didn't feel like it was out of a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that does not have. Have you ever been? No. No, never heard it. Maybe like a leadership council. Hey, let's have a, you know, hey, everything's on the table. Let's talk about maybe four or five guys from like, like but a whole team. Like, let's just coach hey, this player. Open forum. Yeah. Open forum. Hey, no judgment. Nothing leaves the room. And then everything left the room immediately after it happened. They didn't want to write the Jay Glazer's phone. And we talked to Max Crosby earlier. He was like, that was family business. I don't like that it got out. It's like. Usually, though, but to, for Max, though, and he knows a lot of a lot of times the source is never the players. It's somebody in the front office. It's a co- It's coaching. Like it's supposed to be the source. It's not the players, usually. Yeah. Mc, what if it is McDaniels yeah. to Jay Glazer? Yeah, they were. Hey, what, what happened? You know? yeah. This is a good thing. <laughs> You know, Jay, listen to this. I called an airing grievances. I thought it was going to be like maybe the food we're serving or the schedule. It was not. I mean, they, these guys don't like my shoes, I learned. Yeah. 15th guy told me he didn't like my shoes, and that came after my face was talked about being terrible to look at. I mean, what a time. But good for the Raiders. They win football games. So good move by Mark Davis. Yeah, great. He yeah. thanks, Mark. And maybe Josh McDaniel's best motivational tactic for the Raiders, to your point, mm-hmm. was having them come in, cook them, get them fired. He knows what's best for this team. It needs to not be me here. Mm-hmm. It's Antonio Pierce. Good luck. Everything's still in front of him. In the same division as the Chiefs, which is always going to suck, but good for them living the Raider way. Let's go to the next overreaction. This one's from CTE Gang. Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> At Crispy Routes Whoa, 84. This guy on. used to run right over the middle. Yes, he this did. Is this is close. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, <laughs> but Tua turned the ball over. <laughs> 
Come on. Isn't a top five QB in football. Single-handedly oh. lost the game with his inability to come through in the clutch. Hasn't beat a good team in over a year. Dolphins are frauds. Oh, so Tonga Valoa. Uh, is his last name. Right. It is not actually turned the ball over. No. Although that is incredibly clever, mm -hmm. and we appreciate it. Gumpy, uh, I heard you potentially maybe leaning in to the rumors because the narrative is a very real one. Against the bad teams, the Dolphins, very good. Track me. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Highlights, awesome. I buy in even whenever they're playing against the bad teams. Against good teams, though, complete opposite. You stink. That's what the stats <laughs> are saying. Yeah. Gumpy, you believe that, or maybe just a bad day in Germany that's going to happen? I'm still in because all three games we lost were on the road. The concern is Tua threw that pick to Darius Slay yesterday in a defining moment, also kind of muffed the ball a bit, threw that ball up in the air to I don't know who. But uh, we also beat the Chargers. Like Teams that we beat have beaten good teams. We're beating who we're supposed to beat, but you still need that defining win at some point in the season. Yeah, and it's the Chiefs still. Yeah, yes. legit. Yeah. We lost to the Chiefs, Eagles, and Bills all away. Like, those are three pretty good football teams. How about them saying, uh, like, are the Chiefs broken? Because the Dolphins' defense did okay. Yeah. Also, Dolphins' defense looked unbelievable they yesterday. Did. That's huge. He had a flu. They did. We had X Howard back, X Howard, Jalen Ramsey on the field at the same time for the first time. We got A-Chain. We got A-Chain waiting in the wings. He's too. coming back. Don't forget. What's his name? A-Chain. A-Chain. No, it's A-Chain. Well, That's not well, He DM'd me. Chiefs so D had a sick touchdown to win that game. DMs? Oh, my God. Popping off in DMs? Yeah, that was, I mean, that turnover was, was the was game. game yeah. Dolphins were driving. Would have been 14-7 probably before half. See, I don't know coming from your mouth if you're telling the truth or not. A-Chain DM'd you and said, hey, my name is A, like chain? Yep, 100%. Mm. I respect that. Prove it. Sounds sounds. Well, we're never told. Sounds when the percentage gets thrown out there with Gumps, that's when you know it might be his uh, voice. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, definitely still all in on the fins. Okay. I think we're all right. I mean, we're the Dolphins, dude. We're six and three. We're top of the AFC East. Like, let's relax a little bit. Yeah, it's good, D. But hey, right? expectations are different now. All right, we got the MVP yeah, exactly. front runner. We got uh, Vic Fangio. We got defense studs all up and down the defense. We got probably the MVP leading MVP. MVP candidate with Tyreek Hill. Expectations are different now. So bro. the start of the year, if you said yeah. Dolphins are six and three top wouldn't AFCs, be happy. you wouldn't, wouldn't be happy. happy. No, it's come new on, standard, new standard. We new can't, standard. especially if I look. I at the only wins. got one team. I don't get to jump hey, to the look, Eagles when the you Dolphins look lose. Look at the wins. Jeez. You look at the losses. So are we playing on the fucking road? Oh fucking no, road? Oh, we got graphic now, Who's responsible for this? What happened? Are we missing it? We're missing. I don't. No, I'm not a fan of the Lions. Not a fan of the Lakers. Shit, everything else. Ravens, not a fan. I love Lamar, Broward County. Yeah, you're a big You actually said I've been right? on Ravens since the beginning. You literally said I have, that. That was, Today. My, that was my Super Bowl pick. Look, some some of this is punditry and some of this is fanhood. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So the punditry is, punditry. yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Ravens defensively, probably the best team in the league after the Browns maybe. And then offensively, they can win multiple ways. So uh, That doesn't even happen. Yeah, we got to take about three or four right? of those out of there. Hey, well, we're proud of you. Yeah. Dolphins are right at the top of the list. That's right. I like that. Dolphins, no, USA. Too. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, F1, of course. F1. I saw yeah, you yeah, put yeah, a tweet higher. out about you need to stop with that. Did Vegas happen yet? No. No, no it's, uh, that's the next one. I've heard the city of Las Vegas oh. hates everything yeah. about it being there. Yes. No way. Right. Oh, yeah. I've like, seen that a bunch. Here's the, the beautiful view of the fountain, and then it's just... Grandstands. Why was that a part that you would block? feels like if you're doing a race in Vegas, 
that would be a one of the views yes. that you would want. Race is still going to be sweet. It's going to be a night race in Vegas. It's going to blow. Is it a race? Behind or, it. It's, it's going to blow. Max is going to win. Stop saying this shit. It's going to suck. But it's not it a race, be, is it? <laughs> it is. No. All right. It's not just first place in a race, guys. But if you start first, you pretty much finish first, right? That's F1. No, that's F1 no, no, racing, no, no. man. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're Max Verstappen in the Red Bull car this year, yes. But this is literally the most dominant year in Formula One history. Well, the pole so sitter seems to win every time, time, I feel. No, no. It not sucks. True. Not true. The whole thing blows. I understand. Not everybody's cup of tea. Well, in Europe, I need, to, I need in, to watch. In Europe, I don't think they have any other options for race. It's like this is the racing style. Mm hmm. Here in America, though, we got yeah. we got so many options. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got so many options to watch. You know, obviously, there's the drag racing. Yeah, of course. Tony Smokes starts in the middle. Right. Long Dirt cars, track racing. NASCAR. You haven't watched one. Funny car. Huh? You haven't watched one of them. Excuse me. I know everything about all of these things. Yeah. I am. A, oh. We're living in Indiana. Yeah. It's racing. Oh, racing state, racing baby. capital. I've been in a sprint car race. I've been in there. Tulsa, the Chili Bowl. I've been out to the Chili Sorry. Bowl, mm -hmm. which is a bunch of dirt racing. I, you, NASCAR. You had a car, didn't you? I did have a in IndyCar. Yeah, thank you. Had a car in a race. I bet. We did not Apologize win. for the disrespect. With that being said, I try to get into that F1 stuff because everybody was saying how cool it was. Yes, it stinks. It was on the same day as the Indy 500. Yeah, it was the same day as the Indy 500. Mm -hmm. And you watch that, you wake up, you go, "These guys are almost ruining racing here." For oh, me. that was that was the Monaco. Yeah, that was their Super Bowl. It was supposed to be Monaco the, the race. Monaco is, okay, so you're saying Monaco stinks, and they Monaco sell stinks. Monaco like their Super Bowl. So how does that even work? We yeah. know how they work. You know, that's the Mega Bowl. But it, 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 we don't qualifying in Monaco marks. is great. The race, the, the track's too small, cars too big. If it ain't NASCAR, what the shit. fuck does that qualifying? Mean? So one at a time, you like watching one car at a time for for to see how fast they go. Qualies are sweet. You got you just got to watch it. It's just hard to explain, but quality okay. is uh, special. That's when you get. I got to see it in person. I think right. Isn't it one of those things you see in person? You respect it that much. Well, more? you know what? It depends on where you watch in person because it's hard <laughs> oh. to get a view when it's a three and a half. Oh, so mile it sucks a lot. Yeah. yeah, you don't uh, say. So it's better well, you're enjoy quite handing with like Jay Leno and all the big wigs. Yeah, unless you're in the paddock. Better enjoy Vegas because they are never going back. <laughs> Some drunk spectator is oh, no, gonna find there. his way from the MGM onto the track. <laughs> Verstappen's gonna turn him into fucking pink, pink mist, and boy, they are never going back to Vegas. I guarantee. Pink, pink mist. <laughs> Imagine how many times he would flip if you got hit in the legs by one of those cars. Oh, flip, one flip. Get me, guys, going 280 miles an hour. You're turning him into a fucking puddle of goo. Package that thing up and slime someone at the Nickelodeon Awards next year. Uh, pink. <laughs> Missed. It is, I guess, has not been received well in Vegas thus far. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I will say the NASCAR race in Chicago, when I was up there, Chicago wasn't necessarily they thrilled that, that they were shutting either, down though. those roads either. Can you imagine if you'd been like waiting and like planning a trip to Vegas and you go and now there's just like all these logistical nightmares like, well, sorry, you can't walk here. The F1 race is here this weekend. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I came to Las Vegas. I think I give a shit. Max Verstappen's here. <laughs> Can't even walk down Fremont Street. Uh, well, hey, thank you, F1. You're an ESPN entity. Mm -hmm. oh, that's right. Yes. We love you. We don't Brad love Pitt's you. doing a movie coming up. That's, that's going to be sick. Actually, yeah. It is. It Brockheimer is. And, um, He's actually driving. Both the same guys who did Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Bang it's going to be awesome. Joseph Kaczynski. Boom. Pitt's been doing a So the only thing that stinks about it is this is going to be more propaganda for F1 being a good product like that Net yeah. Netflix show was. Tr true. You're exactly. right. Because that's where he's still. He's still hanging on to how good the Netflix yeah. show was. Yep. 
That's what got all these people here in the first That's place. That's what you're hanging on to. This I'm is not, Real Housewives of Racing. Not, there you go. That you're watching. It's yeah. the pinnacle of motorsport, all right, Pat? They tell it's you. It's not just about saying. the driver. It's not just about really? who wins. And it's the engineering. It's the fucking strategy. It is only it's about the fucking the different tracks Who the history. car, really, right? Any car still going? Sport blows. Hey, this is That's currently fair. running in the uh, F1 executive's office, I guess, up in Bristol. We'd like to let you know. <laughs> Sorry about it. You also ate up some college football time at the beginning of the season. Yeah. 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 Don't opening you know. weekend, game yeah. day. Yeah. Can't, Can't find it. it. Can't have it. Yeah. Sorry it's about serious. it. Time tri- trials blow. Just have them race. No, if, if the have person, them race. If the person's actually listening. Let the boys race. Let them race. Is it that hard? Can we open up the track a little bit so we can't can get a pass look? anybody, right? Like, isn't it a one lane track? Lie. That's fake. It's not real. It's a lot of passes, AJ. Just Where? Okay. Where? Yeah. I believe D. Behind, behind first D-Bus. place this year, unfortunately. Oh, but cool. Uh, yeah, that matters. Really? Look, you got one of the best drives in history. Max Verstappen, Jeff Gordon, best engineers, best Thank car. You. Shit. Hey, I'm. Congrats, Max. You're so good that we can't become fans. That's yeah. literally what it is. He's not good for sport. So yeah, he's not not good not. For get him out then. Put him in the number. They got to change the rules. Dupont then. Car. Him and uh, Shakir's boyfriend. They should just do two man races. Whoa, 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 whoa. Have, You gotta have which one? A lot more respect for Sir Lewis. Lou Hamilton. Sir yeah. John. Oh, Who's he, part yeah. owner yeah. in the, the league that we care about. Yeah, NFL. Yeah, and he's a sir. He's if, knighted. Sir Lewis. Hamilton. So them two oh, should just race because those are the only two that win. If Verstappen has to race blindfolded, I'll watch. That'd be sick. That would be sweet. <laughs> I'll tune in. Or get him like super think... drunk, maybe. No. Yeah. Oh, That's what they, like beer, it. you know, drink a beer, do the do like fifteen laps around, put the little bat on your head and do the circles. And yeah. then get That's illegal. Just have him wear the drunk goggles. Yeah, we're gonna have to put this in a warehouse, you know, so, so nobody can really Yeah. Eh, goggles. Those aren't as much fun. Well, no, I know, but, but we're just saying legally. Yeah, it seems I guess maybe we're judging a little bit too harsh because Max Verstappen is so good. Yeah, it's it's literally hard. And it's, I don't you know. know. I Tiger Woods is pretty good, Pat. And people are watching That's golf yeah. a lot. Oh, good yeah. point. Good point. point, Foxy. I wasn't. He was black. <laughs> was? What's that, that mean? All run. Was that all? Still is. Just misses oh. all run. The Tiger golf hey, Tiger's is walking. coming up, right? He's walking. He's walking. He's, right he's also yeah. got a lead in February. Yeah. We need to get that. The rights to that. Does ESPN have the right? I to believe that? they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay, yeah. good work. Doing it. Good work. Great ESPN. call. Tuesday. I'll watch that. Boston Common Golf has that. a tough squad. What's that? You're not. You're not watching it. Go watch yes, the golfers in the sim. Watch the first one. Yeah, we will. Hitting yeah. the sim. If yeah. they're talking, I'll watch shit. the first one. It's just one drive in the sim, and then they go out to the. The first one will be out to the course. I don't yeah. think they're going to talk crowds. as much as we think. Legit. Yeah, they're hitting drives into the sim. I think. And then that tells them where they're at. And then they have like a thing where they'll set the ball up where it is. Yeah. And it's like 100 and in. I it's like think. full mm-hmm. like fairway and then sand traps and then a hole. I think so. Like how long is the fairway? Like can they hit 200 yard approach yeah. shots? No. no Mickey Moss. It looked much smaller than that. Did it? I yeah. thought the warehouse they're gonna was going to I think they're going to no. chip around the green and stuff. Chip and putt mainly. No, I, I thought the neat. fairway area was like a 50 yard square, square foot area. And then around those. Are like where because if you hit if you hit a ball into the fairway, they're not going to have you hit it out of the sand trap. Is it only one hole? Like, do they are they gonna? Yeah, I thought that changed. I thought same green every time. Yeah, I thought that stuff changed week to week. Oh no, week to week. That's what I thought. Just because, how would they? I give you two. They're gonna move around all the turf and. (laughs) You might watch that. You might not finish the first one. John Rom, they say this bullshit out of my face. Oh, That's John, one guy. I don't think the, they went John Rom be two for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's gonna be too it, large. From the images, it looks fifty yards, maybe. Yeah, it, it's a big area. Flop shot. No, no, I mean, chipping, like, they're gonna okay. chip and putt. We'll, we'll see him chip and putt. I'm, I'm game. Like, Tiger's gonna be chipping it every, every Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesdays with Tiger. That's yeah. what we're gonna say. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. And to the F1 people, we do apologize. I live here in Indianapolis, the home of actual racing, IndyCar, <laughs> and uh, it's similar to your style, but just much more awesome to watch. Yeah, fun, and also pseudo friends with like 10 of the racers sure but they all had dreams of going to f1 yes they did mm. but not anymore no no, no, cash no, no. not he was right they had all the big companies Ton all the big all i know is i just see verstappen's jet all the time that's what pops up in my feed like verstappen's sweet jet and the other guys that fly around and have sweet things so the algo is about to bring a lot of max verstappen into my life here oh, yeah. bro when's that season over is the season over never it over Hopefully, like soccer probably. always not sure. It's close. They only got probably a handful of more races, though. Thank God. And it starts back up. Good season, boys. We don't want to overreact, but it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three races in America this year. But they were hated everywhere. Miami loved it, right? Yeah. Miami was good. They, they, they're starting to get up. some shit about because their shit is right around the stadium down there. So parking and stuff like that. Uh, Austin, that, that track has been around forever. That's that's the best racing track in America. I'm interested to see how Vegas plays out. All right, let's go to another overreaction. I can't believe we got to F1 there. That was pretty good overreaction. Mm -hmm. Hoodie <laughs> Shed, Shed Ross, hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but. but the Falcons are terrible again. Arthur Blank needs to sell the team and fire everybody, include the cheerleaders. <laughs> oh. How do we lose to a dude that just got to a team five days ago? We are pathetic, bro. I go to work on Mondays in a bad mood because of the Falcons. Sorry, Shed. Sorry, Shed. He's in peace. If it means anything, Colts beat the Raiders last year when a guy who's never coached before was named a head coach just a few days before that, and nobody knew how to call an offense. True. Sometimes a fired coach's football god stuff is real. Mm -hmm. With that being said, tough season for the Falcons right now. Yeah. Taylor Heineke, though, going to lead them all the way back. All he does is zin, 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 except for this past weekend. True. What's your face for? I, I, hope, I hope he leads them back because that game was over. For, for a little bit there. And then Heineke kind of led the, the, the Vikings back mm. to, to, to victory. A little bit. A lot of people coming after Artie Smith, though. Hey, enough with the mustache and the jokes. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of negative Artie Smith stuff on the uh, don't yeah. want to overreact yeah. button today. Really? A lot of bad. really mean stuff, too, that I didn't really want to showcase. No, pretty mean stuff in there. So I just, Pete, what were they saying, Pete? What were the, some of the... Well, you know, kind of shame deal. You know, I mean, calling him a big, dumb dipshit. Uh, this guy fucking sucks. Hey, maybe you should go fucking ask your daddy for a job. Uh, Whoa. People calling him Tommy Boy, you know, kind of... Yeah, exactly. Basically saying, hey, remember big Tom Callahan's son? He wasn't very fucking good at selling brake pads until, you know, David Spade, Richard, kind of showed him the way. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But They yeah, want a pound of flesh down there. Uh, they, they want more than a pound of a flesh pad. More? Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they want, again, you know, a lot of people talking about Arthur Smith and his quote-unquote bloated body a lot of mean comments about him being come on a fat show and what? saying hey you look even fatter now without the Man. mustache Whoa. um so yeah a pound of flesh you know people basically say no we want you know 350 pounds of flesh oh god okay just, just very unsavory stuff Pat. Th thank you pete thank you so much let's go to another overreaction in front of the program <laughs> marty smith and pete uh this is from oh. big fesh at big fesh 927 
big fish. Hashtag I don't want to overreact. But the Ravens are winning the next three Super Bowls. We just spanked two of the better teams from the NFC in blowouts. Is Lamar the next Steve Young? Is this the best defense ever? John Harbaugh coast of the century? Yeah, I think so. Hashtag Ravens flock. Pump for them, AJ. Pump for the Ravens fan. That's not too much of an overreaction. I mean, with what they're doing, how comfortable Lamar looks, we see, I know Van Noy popped on earlier, what he's able to do. Are you kidding me? Like, the Ravens are hot, and they seem like they have a lot of fun, too. So, yeah. And I think how Lamar plays, how their whole team plays, you have no worries. Wherever that may be, home, away, playoffs, cold, hot, they can do it all. Jimmy's Famous Seafood uh, hosted mm. the Tailgoat. I believe oh, yesterday nice. the greatest tailgate party that happens oh. around the league. They're going to continue to do their th- uh, thing. The Ravens seemingly only getting better. Good for them. That's tough AFC North. Mm-hmm. That's a tough AFC North. It, it, I would be scared about the Ravens if they ever won a playoff game ever. Like, it start with winning a playoff game. They did. Game. They beat the Titans, what oh. was that, three years ago? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, it was like a 13-10 game. Lamar played really well. Um, they danced all over the field. We'll it, see. Yeah, remember we'll Marcus see. Peters? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Interception? I'm telling you, that's not the team to worry about. Oh. It's the Bengals. Hating asshole. <laughs> Big Fesh, that's a hating asshole. No, right? no, no. No. Mm-hmm. no, I have respect for the Bengals. Or, sorry, I have respect for the Ravens. I don't respect the Bengals, but they are the better team. You don't respect the Bengals. Did you see what their fans did last night? Full stripe stadium. Tony. Yeah, it's not hard. You set t-shirts on the seats and say, hey, dummies, put these on when you get here. Yeah, but those dummies spent $700 on jerseys and stuff that they were wearing. They're stealing their towels. Yeah. They don't have towels. It's terrible. Gumpy. Just saying what happened. Gumps, you're getting really close to being... Considered a Canadian in Tone's eyes, seemingly. It's something close. that happened. I, I didn't do it. Tongue. It happened in that stadium. It wasn't me. Well, Matthew America is now the offense coordinator. Exactly. Right. It doesn't happen when he's on the field. This Steelers team is fascinating. I love it. It's all, it's honestly fun now. Thank you. George Piggins hates him, too. All right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's great. That's all right. He's gone. We'll bring back Marty. He's available. Marty has been reinstated. Bring him back. Martellus yeah. Bennett has mm-hmm. been reinstated by right. the commissioner to play football again. He was working out for the Giants, right? No, who? Dallas, I'm Martavis Bryant. I'm sorry. Who Cowboys. You, Cowboys he worked out for. He needs to come to the Colts. Yeah. No, you guys do need that. He needs to come home. He needs to come to the Colts. Martavis Bryant needs to come to the Colts. Packers, he'd be a nice addition. been a long time. No, he had like 20 big, touchdowns. Big Ben needs to come back. Yes. For real. Tell Big Ben to come back and play for the Steelers. He looks so good. When he goes to those, in those suites, like, I can't wait to hear what JJ's thoughts were yeah, on going yeah. to the pit. Can't help but probably feel like you're in there. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Ben just go down there and start calling plays? He looks just like Canada. He doesn't need Trot to call out there. He's a throw They look ball. very similar. I, I, every time I look at Canada, I see Big Ben's face. Matt America. Uh, sources, veteran linebacker Blake Martinez. Mm. Pokemon. Formerly of the Packers yeah. and of the New York Giants. He did have a NFT and Pokemon business. Yes, yep. he, Ooh, yeah. in jail? Just remembered that. Ooh. Is, is he in jail? Po- Pokemon. <laughs> that Pokemon business was at the center of some controversy, I believe. His? Well, yeah. Go play he was again. scamming oh, yeah. people Big out. time. Allegedly. Big time. Allegedly. Big time. He's coming out of retirement, okay? And uh, he's signing with the Panthers. Oh, he so. needs some money. Smart. I, I would assume that, you know, you find yourself in a couple situations. They don't go your way. Damn. And then all of a sudden, there's a thing that still pays big paychecks if you're able to get yeah. back into it mm-hmm. that could help out in a time. Blake Martinez heading back into the NFL uh, with the Panthers. He's selling uh, these. That's right. Yeah. Well, kind of. But they then they real. stopped him, right? Whatever, wherever he was selling them, they banned him from selling them, right? Yeah, because I think he was selling ones that weren't real. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, now, was, that one's legit. How do we know what's real and what's yeah. not Botch. in that world? This Is that on the real. blockchain? Botch. This one's real deal. 
But you would never understand this thing right up here. That less certified? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, that a, is that a V friend? No, uh, this is not a Gary V model, though those are real. This mm -hmm. one is a uh, bad graded Charizard. Ooh, what? Okay. So, from, this is a five out of 10. Oh. Okay, cool. so right in the middle. But we're telling the truth. True. That's True. not what was happening. He from. He made 11 million in. Uh, Selling Pokemon cards, but in like two weeks, yeah, he was cooking the packs. Yeah, that's yeah. called fraud. Yeah, he was just he did too much. The pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. That's right. Mm -hmm. He made like eleven million in like a week. I forget what it was. First, not, it was the first year of business that he reported it. So. And then the then he got headlines and asked to do interviews about it, and everybody was like, "Well, how's that? That's not possible." And then they started snooping yeah. around, and yeah. I don't know if he knew what was going on, but it was certainly linked back to him. It was yeah. not great. No, this guy's full of shit. That's what people are saying. Mm -hmm. Wait, I thought he was your favorite player with the Packers. No. No, it's Bruce. Bruce has a uh, Blake Martinez jersey for the Giants. Nice. So maybe that's what Bruce. That's 150 bucks that you just never get back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but did you did you buy any of his Pokemons, too? Did you contribute yeah, to the $11 million dollar business? Uh, no, I, I did not. And I don't know much about the racket he was running over on whatnot. It was not Is that where it was? Yeah, you got Allegedly. banned from whatnot. Jeez, just oh. banned from a place you can sell anything. Yeah, I'm because of how he was selling these Pokemons. That's not good. No, no, it's not. Former Giants linebacker Blake Martinez banned from online marketplace after alleged Poke. Oh, so it was just alleged. He did allegedly, yeah. allegedly. He did not get busted and go to jail or anything for this. I assume because it was no. it wasn't that long ago, so he's not in jail now. Hey, hey, Blake, you whatnot might not like it, but you did business and whatnot. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Might have been some disclaimers too. Not real Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, you sell it on a different platform. Use a different platform to sell it, right? Blake Martinez retired from the NFL last fall to sell rare Pokemon cards. And the unusual gamble paid off with more than $11 million in reported earnings. Now less than a year into the business, the former Giants linebacker has been permanently banned from a prominent online marketplace amid allegations of scamming customers. Martinez, 29, founded... Blake's Breaks, his own collectibles company, great name, to profit in finding top-tier cards and merchandise from the Pokemon franchise. The business venture stemmed from research Martinez had done during the latter stages of his seven-year NFL career, including abbreviated, after multiple customers took to Reddit with accusations of wrongdoing, including orders never being shipped, Whoa. the WhatNot Marketplace announced Friday that after a comprehensive investigation, they have removed Martinez's Blake's Breaks account. We really appreciate the community's commitment to reporting trust and safety issues, WhatNot said. Our priority is ensuring a fair and honest experience for our customers. After a comprehensive investigation into Blake's Great Breaks operations, we have decided to permanently remove the seller from a platform, including the individual employees involved in misconduct. The marketplace also notes all buyers impacted by the infractions have been refunded. Okay, so... Yeah, refunded. Back in the NFL, let's start back over. Yep, exactly. He gets to retire again at some point. Maybe redo it. Yeah, yeah. Sell baseball cards this time. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, Blake. I'm not sending him. This guy thinks he's going to get a level ten Charizard. Okay, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. What? Uh, I don't want to go too much into the fake card business because I know people love the cards, and I yeah. watched Gary V break open his own cards oh, for five hours so a night. Awesome. Oh, so boy. much fun. It was Whoa. electrifying. Bring it, that back. Everybody I've heard has gotten scammed. Like Logan made the biggest, Logan Paul yeah, made the biggest Paul. purchase. He's W uh, USA champion, by the way. Congratulations, big win. Didn't he get like three and a half, four million dollars worth of scammed oh, cards? Yeah, it was a fake. Uh, it was a fake. Uh, what do you call it? Pokemon like he wore it on his neck, pack, right? And he opened him, and it was all fake. 
Yeah, he, is this he, normal? Is this kind of how this world is? What? How does this? Why? Who's this, making the fakes? Yeah. Who's making the real? It's I real. Just, oh, I thought. No, I, I don't think it's them. I think it's yeah. the CCP. Is it the Chinese Communist Party? Yeah. You think it's Chicom? Yeah, they normally make the fakes. For the record, wow. I do believe they came from Japan first, but I don't want to. Japan's not going to like that. Tony, you didn't say anywhere near. I didn't say. You that. say all right, Tone. What are you? What are you? I'm You're, trying to say, like, what, is he going to explain what happened? Oh what yeah, that's a good call. A little bit more. Well, no, that's not. You where know, I, Japan, China, two different countries. No, no I get yeah, that, Tony. but that's not where I got mine. Maybe that's where Zito got his. There, I mean, there's multiple countries that you could get fake stuff from. How many Gary V Mons do you got? Seven. Oh yeah. Which ones that. are they collectibles? Because remember, yeah. he was gonna. It wasn't until somebody bought twenty that he was gonna buy some other stuff. I got <laughs> the uh, abominable Ardvark, the Blastoise. You son of a bitch. Stop saying Pokemon names for Vmon, you prick. I'm going to say this. I don't know enough about this world, but there's people that absolutely love it. And I want to let you know it's wrong if you get wronged. And we appreciate your hobbies. Yes. Always. But it feels like you guys have no control over the situation, which I don't think they care about, right? It's just about being a part of the game. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yep. Like cryptocurrency. Hmm. That's a whole nother... You go to game. jail for that one. Ten billion, uh, ten billion dollars worth uh, fraud charge for Sam Bankman Friedman. That's a lot of money. Sam, the guy yeah. with the weird hair, That's right? Yeah, like a hundred years. Hundred, yeah, hundred ten or something. National debt went up ten million too. He's gone. What was that? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was what? I don't know. It feels like you dropped a stat in, and maybe. Maybe has something to do with what we were talking about, but maybe just another stat that you just wanted to. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying that. Yeah, sure, it's cool that that he was convicted, and you know, people who do wrong things should be punished for him. A lot of people also saying none of this is going to come to light for Sam Bankman, and that headline of him being convicted, people will run with that for the next. Oh, of course, 10, he's not going to uh, ten, fifteen uh, years. It's a clone of SBF. Yeah. No, yep. not not only, not that. More so, just like, oh, okay, we'll see if he actually does serve time because. Some of his friends. Oh, oh, so this is, uh, hey, let uh -oh. people know we got him. Yeah, this is more so like, hey, we, we, we convicted him. Hey, Sam, go back to the Bahamas and shut the fuck up. Some of that. No way. They had to get him. They had to drag him out. They had to extradite him back here to the U.S. We oh, can't yeah. have that sure. much of pessimism against the process. You know, like... Especially 120 years he got. He's going to serve something. Yeah. I mean, I guess, okay. though, there's been things that have happened in the past that make people wonder. Like, I watched yeah. a documentary about that guy who was doing terrible stuff who's... Uh, Epstein? Yeah, him, where he had a jail sentence yes. where he was able to just check out at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. and then check yeah. back in at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. That was tough. Well, and all that Did you hear about that on the documentary? Yeah. I back in the was day. watching another documentary last night, uh, Get Gotti. Oh. Oh, it's brand new on Netflix. Oh, I saw that. A little three-episoder. Any new information that. on that? Uh, I mean, for me, I didn't follow it. I, I knew, obviously knew who he was, knew some of the things around it, but um, it was a interesting watch. Who dropped the Gotti movie, Travolta? Yeah. yeah. Crushed that it. Was yep. yeah, that thing was sweet. That thing was awesome. Sweet. Yeah, nine so, out of ten. So, good. so the issue with me is I've followed the Gotti story pretty closely, so anytime it's just recycled information, I always get my hopes up that something new will come out, and then every time it's just like, the same story, just told in a different fashion. Gotti was wild. Yeah, yeah. Gotti was till, till the day he died. Gotti oh, yeah. would say that Sam Bankman Fried should go to jail for doing an illegal business in a, in a country that has extradition. They'd yeah. be a little smarter. And, well, that and also you're screwing the people, not the government. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's. Well, what are we doing? That's here? and that's why people are saying he's going to be fine because he's screwing that side, not the other. <sighs> Thank God we were all too dumb to get into crypto. Thank mm -hmm. God.
Still here, baby. Still in the crypto game? Still holding. Oh, yeah. We- Hold! But from the beginning, I've said only, two, and this is not financial advice, entertainment purposes only. Bingo. Bitcoin, Ethereum, are only two that I rock with. What about that doggy coin? Yeah, I, it, was, it was just bullshit. Week, every week, people were uh, coming to you for that's coins. Not, that's not bad. 34,000. Was that up. like 16,000 way back? And yeah. then it was all the way up to like, what, 90 or something? Yeah, 70, 75. I think the highest was 60. Go to, go to the max. Add the Bitcoin max. to D-Butt's favorite team's graphic. Six, a little over 60. There you go. It started at zero, so and that's pretty Ethereum good. Ethereum, too. Yeah. 60. 64. Yeah. Nice. Okay. That's a long play. That's, that's what our kids do. What were you yeah, doing on November 12th? Yeah, you should have bought around? in uh, 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was pitched it way before that, actually. I was pitched down there. 2017 is when. Yeah, I was pitched way back about it, and I didn't understand it then, don't understand it now, but I think I could have really cashed in. And uh, who knows if that's real money or not. You know? True. People don't. I don't think I've ever met somebody that's made money off of it, but on on the internet, on your screen, it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have been on an island with your Moroccan oil and your fake money. Those Argon nuts were a real fucking drop of the ball. I'm going to let that be known. That piece of paper. I had the plug for the Argon nuts. That's the oil. Every, yeah. every oh. skincare, hair care, everything. Argon nuts are in there. It's from... Morocco. I met Mr. Argon, pretty much mm-hmm. the guy who had the biggest farm, and we got along swimmingly. <laughs> we got along very, very well. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna, let's do business. And then he gives me his number, put it in my back pocket, go on a cruise. I lose that guy's number. Two years later, what? when I open up a magazine, everything has Argon oil in it, and this dude's probably a bazillionaire now. Yeah. And I'm happy for him. He deserves it. But with that being said... My magic nuts are supposed to take me to a magical place as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the way they sell it when you go over there, it's like, here's a picture of somebody beforehand, and it's like the, uh, you know, the after cigarette smoking picture? Oh, yeah. Sure. They're like, here's this, and then they put a picture of, like, AJ on the other side. They're like, all from this right here. And then they have, like, people with hair that's, like, going out. They're like, look at this sorry-ass person. And then afterwards, <laughs> like, full hair. Fabio. And they're like, look at the nails. Look at the nails on this person. And right there. And then they have these goats climbing up these trees to get these argon nuts because they taste good. You can that even eat them. That is the coolest part. They're the best part. Of and it's like, I was sold. Hook, line, sinker. I'm like, give it to me. Give it to me. I look like I'm 90 the Pyramid scheme situation? No. No. Sounds like it. I'm, yeah. I've seen a lot of things like that that sound like that that are, hey, this is the fountain of youth. This is the yeah. Reverse the aging process, and it's just another pyramid scheme. Situation. No, these are real. These, this one worked though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real shit. My house, cool. Argon, the shampoo is in. Like, oh yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Moroccan oil is great. Literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moroccan oil is from Argon nuts, which mm-hmm. is Argon oil. Yeah. Nice, which is in everything. Sweet. Damn. Would have been. Bitcoin too. Man. Sorry, right. you're gonna miss out on things like those when you're having a good time. Amen. And when you're dumb. But if you would have bought the Bitcoin, you would have had to talk about it for like 24 hours a day. And like- think about how pumped I would have been, though, if it would have hit. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, think about how smart I would have sounded. Oh, I was on this 2017 when it kind of started. Somebody pitched me in a parking lot, said, hey, I need to get involved. And I said, you know, you're right. And now we're at $62,000. Oh, look at me. I'm a bazillionaire. Fuck everybody. But is that money real? Who controls it? Who controls it, D-Butt? How's it? That thing I mean, goes up and blockchain. down. Blockchain. Yeah. Blockchain. Who controls it? I mean, it's like the rest of our money. It's numbers on the screen. Mm. Exactly. Nice. That's most right. part, it's what eight percent of real cash? Like, and how much cash been printing the last few years? But you know, it's a different conversation for. Whoa! What do you well, it's for entertainment. About purposes. time. We have an entertainment conversation about this the whole time. About time money's money. Who, who puts value? In? Ooh! Oh, oh shit! If that was gonna go in, I was gonna buy Bitcoin. But 
Can't here do it. Lucky you. Last overreaction here from around the internet this morning. This is from Jordan Grohl. Hashtag, I don't want to overreact, but... This is absolutely the type of blood pressure raising season that ends with the Vikings winning the division and ultimately winning <laughs> the goddamn Lombardi. Hell yeah, I like that, Jordan. Okay. Lions are in there. It's going to be a tough out, but with Josh Dobbs and Kevin O'Connell, I like that that's the belief on this particular Monday, AJ. Yeah, I'd say they... Vikings fans haven't felt this way all season, like especially early this season. But yeah, what they've been able to do and how they've rebounded and what we got to see yesterday with Josh Dobbs, yeah, why not? Why not feel like, hey, we got a chance to go win this thing? Hey, we appreciate all the overreactions yeah. from around the internet. Let's make our picks for this evening. Uh, let's look at the record for the weekend, how we did. Hmm. Six five one five six. Oh, 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 here we go. Good news. Good news. I think Shane went like. Nine and so I forget what his picks She's were. Eight and four Nine like and five. Damn. This Look dude's a sports handicapping genius. Yeah. Okay. Oh. We need to understand that. Nice. When we ask Shane to make picks, we need to listen more. Because look what he did, and then go back and look what we did. <laughs> look what he did, and look what we did. One last time. Look what he did, and look what we did. We can't catch up to him tonight, but we can certainly try. Who do you like? How do you like it? We'll start with Darius J. Butler leading the way for us, hopefully giving us good intel. Uh, you know what? It gets the spread. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think they cover. Oh, yeah. Jets minus three. Or Jets plus three and a half mm -hmm. at home. Oh, wait. I think the records are wrong. Uh, yeah. The only thing is oh. on AJ. Seven six. We just got much better. I didn't know we were both tied. Jesus Christ. Good for us. Yeah. yeah. That that last one didn't have the if Stafford flip. Bingo. And um, a a push was not a push. So. So even. I like mm. that. I like that we figured it out. So we're not bad. No. Oh no. shit. Six. Wait. Go. We're a lot better. Yeah. And we knew that. We pay attention to this every week, AJ. You and I. Yes, we do. Give me the Chargers. Oh. Chargers minus two and a half, right? Nope. No. No. Minus three. It's literally right on I the screen. I saw that. I saw it. The guy that wrote the book told me to check all the books. I found it. When there's no two. No, no, there's no, no yeah. two. <laughs> Billy Walters did tell you to check all the books. You're just making one up in your head. It's I, not how it goes. Nice try, it. dickhead. Yeah. Go Sorry. Off. Like you I think said. I saw it. Would. Can't go offshore. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Too strong. For the Chargers. Oh. There. All right. I'll right. take the Jets. Okay. I'll take the Jets at home. I'll take the Jets at home. Just. Why would I do that? No, 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 no. That's great strategy. Why would I defense, do that? They're only going to give up like seven points. It doesn't matter. If you take the Jets, though, awesome. and they win by three, you win, and he doesn't. It's yeah, a push for him. Yeah, but it's a win for you. So we're kind of playing both The Chargers sides. win by 17. I win. Sure, but take the Jets because that's the winning side. I'm taking the Jets because I would like them to win so that we can experience a comeback story that they're going to write movies about. That's right. A guy wins comeback player of the year in the same season in which he got hurt. Wow. Huh? No. Can you imagine? Wow. That Whoa. would be bananas. Write the book. So give me the Jets and my belief in Bob Sala and the squad over there, even though AJ thinks they're a bunch of lousy bums hosting <laughs> Monday Night Football. All right, I got three and a half. You got three for the Chargers. D-Butt also on the Jets? Yep. How do we feel over here? What's the temperature? Uh Everything in my gut says Chargers, so I like the Jets. I'm on the Jets. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I fuck Brandon Staley stinks. Never betting on the same side as that guy. Never trusting that Herbert's guy. Herbert's running out my of money. No too. way in hell. Staley's a good guy. He might be. Hopefully. I don't think he's a very good head football. Coach, Bob Sala's so. known though for making the right decision. He's a tough son of a bitch. He is. 
Okay, and that counts for something. He's jacked. Tonight's the night where the American Eagles are flying, and the crow is on the back. That's right. Bingo. And the Jets are going to soar to an altitude that the crow can't hang. And at the end, when push comes to shove, this Chargers team is going to do something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we know – you are a Chargers guy. I am. You've turned your back completely on them. You're done with them? No, I'm not done with them at all. Running out of receivers, I think missing Josh Palmer. Uh, Herbert's comfortable with them. That's a big weapon. Huge. I, I just feel like it's going to be a big Brees Hall night. I was thinking about changing it. Great defense. I was too. thinking about changing it just because, <laughs> just because, you know, it feels like the Chargers here is the right pick. Marianne Doe will probably be there. I hope so. Oh, yeah, New York. She, she won a Jets jersey? B-dubs? What does that mean? I mean, yeah. Jets a Chargers fan. Chargers fan, AJ. Jets almost beat the Chiefs at home in prime time. I do wonder what she's going to do with how good the Vikings are and how good of a story is. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? thought of that, yeah. Because the Chargers were hot there for a bit. No, the Vikings were her son's, her son's team. Yeah, remember? Well, we were lied to. Yeah, that was false. We were completely lied to. That was so fucked We've been up. lied to a lot lately. Well, remember Trent Dilford told us years ago, you guys are easy targets mm-hmm. for misinformation. Remember and that. we said, whoa, Trent. <laughs> Whoa! He goes, I'm just telling you the truth. Trent Dilfer also had that COVID spray that killed everything. And they won a championship. It worked. He's now coaching at UAB because of that. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate Trent. AJ, any parting words for the people before Aaron Rodgers Tuesday tomorrow? Oh, man, it should be interesting. I can't wait to see what Aaron has to say, especially after – will he be there tonight to watch the Jets? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. Good question. question. Diana Rossini um, did an article about the positive side and effect of Aaron Rodgers being around the building. Diana Rossini, obviously her relationship with Aaron is one that is new, I do believe, yeah. since her time has come to Athletic. But she wrote an entire article about all the effects of the Aaron Rodgers aura being with the Jets. Stories from teammates and coaches and everything like that. So I think the positive vibes are still around. And they're going to want to get back for the big guy to make a run at the playoffs. The story will be beautiful. And tonight on Monday Night Football, in a series of primetime games that are must-watch. Must-watch. Must-watch primetime games. The Jets cover tonight. Mm -hmm. They keep it within three and a half. Hell yeah. Let's get the hell out of here before I change my mind. (laughs) I don't like that you turned your back on the Chargers for the first time. Because it feels like this is one of those things where like the football gods are like... What's that, Skip, Skip, Hey, usually I do go with the better quarterback. I think Herbert is the better quarterback, but I also look at the head coach. I trust Bob more than I trust mm. Brandon. All right, let's get the hell out of here. I'm not going to change my mind. Even though you're on the Chargers, we're on the Jets. Tonight's going to be epic. We'll react to it all tomorrow. And Aaron Rodgers will join us on an update. Not only the Jets, I can't wait to hear his breakdown of the game, but also how's that Achilles doing? Remember, yeah. he sandbagged us a couple weeks ago. Yes, he did. He said, nah, no real progressions this week. Uh, nah, nah. And then two days later, he's doing dropbacks, throwing it all over the place. Can't wait to hear from him, and we appreciate you all so, so much. From myself, the boys, A.J. Hawk. Shout out to Kyle Van Noy, Max Crosby, Adam Schefter, Kevin O'Connell. Have an incredible day. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye.